to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Monday, September 25th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. It is the Pulp of Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you Monday night. Motocross Nations coming up this weekend. Can't wait. I'll be there. And uh, we will have a Tuesday show next week uh, to talk about it also. So keep that in mind. Thank you again for joining us. Really looking forward to uh, to talking some moto with you guys. Got a couple of interesting guys in studio. We have uh, a week off last week, so everything's kind of uh, built up. Justin Barsha's going to the Monster Cup on a privateer Honda. Tickle, of course, was on our last show. He's on a KTM now. And uh, lots and lots of things are going on and happening in the motor world. And it's great. I appreciate everybody joining us. Pulp MX show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works. X-Brown Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas, Neck Brace. If you're in the market for a neck brace, if you want to just be a little safer out there, you want to try one of these things out, please try Atlas Neck Brace, atlasbrace.com, the lightest, best-fitting neck brace out on the market. W Wheels, John Anderson was in here two weeks ago. WUSA.com. Uh, they got the, the W Wheels uh, World Vet Nationals coming up, uh, I think, in uh, two weeks at Glen Helen. Uh, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us tonight. And uh, and you, too, people. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm excited for the show tonight. It's going to be good. Uh, we got a lot of interesting guests to uh, talk to, and uh, it is going to be fantastic. Don't forget, you can listen to this show live on the Pulp Mix app. You can listen live on TuneIn. You can get the archive on the app. Get the archive on uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher also app, uh, or pulpamexshow.com. You can do all that, too. So uh, go ahead and get it. We appreciate it. And Amazon, too. If you are going to make a purchase on Amazon, go to pulpamex.com. Click on the Amazon banner on there, and uh, we get a small slice of that. Thank you for doing that. Appreciate it. And uh, please search out Steve Mathis' show on RacerX Online for more podcast goodness. Fly Race and Moto 60 show we do on Thursdays during the season. Check that out. If you like hockey... And who doesn't? PaulPocky.com. Uh, so please check that out also, too. 702-586-7857 if you want to uh, call in and talk some moto. We are going to give away a set of Fly Racing Sector Boots. Remember the Sector Boots? Where we're giving a pair away tonight. So uh, appreciate that. As I said, the guests uh, list tonight is a really cool, really different for our show. And I'm looking forward to it. Monster Yamaha's Cooper Webb will be on. Uh, looking forward to talking to Coop. I appreciate him coming on. A lot of guys, his uh, his caliber hide uh, when things go shitty. And uh he didn't. He, he's coming on. So we'll love to have him and on and talk to him about his season and talk to him about next year and everything else. Jason Wygant will be on from Racer X. And uh, Jeremy Malott, who is uh, a Red Bull uh, athlete manager, I believe would be his official title. But really, he is the brains behind the Red Bull straight rhythm. And uh, he is going to come on tonight and talk a little bit about that and, uh, and much more. Don't forget, we have the BTOsports.com tweet at Travis. 
go ahead and do that now. We have the X Brown goggle tear-offs, race tech suspension and engines email segment, the gear alloy cold call. I've got an idea uh, for tonight. We have the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in, and uh, also too we have um, did I say X Brown goggle tear-offs? I think I did. X Brown goggle tear-offs as well. So thank you everybody for listening in studio with me tonight. A couple of gentlemen of the highest order. Uh, first up, uh, former pro racer. He does Arena Cross on TV. You'll see him at Supercross on TV. He does the uh, Supercross Live internet pre practice show. Uh, the owner of Eagle Grit, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit and get into that. Also, to the main event pod. And I guess he's in a band also. he's He's been in studio a few times. He's back. Daniel Blair, what's up, man? Oh, say can you come on, Steve? Stand he's, up. He's standing, everybody. He's standing up. I prefer to exercise my rights. I will take a knee. You're, you're in the chair. You don't even you don't even get to get to the knee, Stank Dog. Uh, you gonna join me? No, I'm uh, alone. I'm. I'm Do you have an American flag in this? Uh, no. Just I see a, a Canadian flag a right Canadian here. Canadian flag that Anthony Paggio mocked. <laughs> Uh, is up there. Uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Pumped uh, to be in here. And yeah, it's been a while. been a couple years, but you, you've come in a couple times with Hobo over the years. I came with Hobo probably a year and a half. Okay. No, two years. It was right after I broke my femur. Remember, I was yeah, that's right. I had a wheelchair. You, you, you guys you had to struggling. carry me up here. Um, and uh, Well, thanks for coming in. And yeah. I honestly, like I said, uh, your, your main event band is fired back up, right? Hey, hey, sort of. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> Eagle Grit. We'll talk Eagle about grit. that. Uh, main event pod, main event moto main pod. Event moto podcast, arena cross TV, arena cross TV, supercross TV, select events, select next events, year. Race, day live. race day live, and a, and a father of two, a husband of one, <laughs> and uh, an all round patriotic uh, American Cowboys fan I who like is it. suffering who is right now, not Steve. Happy right now. Uh, also in studio, he races arena cross for a number of years, has had a lot of success in that. You saw him out of the nationals the last few years on a 125 life. Uh, he's Jared Stanky. What's up, Stank Dog? What's up, Steve? How thank are you, you. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Got to thank Daniel Blair yeah. for uh, giving me the invite and you inviting me. And, you know, it's going to be a great time. Blair was scheduled for a long time now. He came in, wanted to come in, and then uh, you, uh, last night, you know, hey, Stank would be good. I'm like, yeah. Well, Who doesn't want more stank in I the needed, house? Oh, I needed to have my companion dog with me on the plane. and <laughs> I needed I said, to have a service animal. <laughs> I had a service animal with me. And um, I knew he was just hanging out. And I said, you know what, stank dog? Let's go to Vegas, have some fun, yeah. do the show. I like it. No, it's awesome. And uh, we'll get into talking about what you're doing. Uh, Racer X Facebook page. We're on li- Are we on live right now? We're live right now. So stank dog dressed up in his favorite shirt. <laughs> um, so you people can check it on Facebook exactly what shirt I'm talking about. Uh, producing the show, holding things down. Taking your calls, coming in late again today, scarfing down some pizza, but he's there. The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? I love pizza, by the How way. How are you? Yeah, it's great. Good to have you back. Hey, thank you. Uh, Where did go- I go? Um, well, we weren't here last week, so it's good oh, to have yeah. you back in. It's good to have you back, too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah one welcome. week off, and... I feel rejuvenated. I don't. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> no. uh, thank you, Marks. Appreciate it. 702-586-7857. Uh, we're going to give away a set of Fly Racing Sector boots. Fly Racing, the official gear of Stank Dog. That's right, baby. Dude, Best you, gear on the market. You've been in fly forever. Since I was on 65, I think the first set of gear that they uh, came out with, I was in. Wow, I like it. Yeah. Um, now, you're a NorCal guy. Hella NorCal. Hella NorCal? <laughs> are you? Yeah, hella NorCal. I don't even know where you're from, really. Like, Yeah. Uh, what are we talking? Well, born in Woodland, California. Just recently moved up to the mountains in Auburn. Oh, wow. Shocking. Stank Dog lives in the mountains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he found himself a nice little home up there. I actually just went to it probably two weeks ago, and I said, man, this is perfect 
stink dog home right here. It's like my own little kennel. So last time we saw you, you did a couple of nationals. Um, You didn't do as well as we'd like. A couple of bike issues along the way. But was it fun? Did you like being out on 125 again? Yeah, you know, it's fun for myself. It's fun for the fans. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the, the 125 is fun for my wallet as well. Yeah, so you're making, you know, you, you and I, we've talked over the years. I donated 500 bucks. Uh, I was calling you Lobster Claws because you were a sideshow. Very offended. Um, yeah, you were super offended. Um, because I always just, I'm like, why don't you want to do the best you can do? You're a great rider. Um, you know, so my thinking was don't get on this bike that's going to hurt you. But because you're on the bike, you're getting a few extra sponsors. Like, like no, no one is calling you if you're on a 250F is basically what. Exactly. And, and from my point of view, you know, the, the guys that I'm finishing around, how much money are they making? None. They're spending money. The guys that I'm finishing around, I'm making, making way more money than right. they're making. You know, yep. on the 250F, I still wouldn't be making any money. Why do we got so many bike problems? They'll stank. My fantasy team. Like <laughs> He's riding the piss out of that. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, dude. dude I, I, they, they weren't meant to be riding like that. I don't it's, know. And what's funny is it's never a motor issue. Okay. Ne- never. Like, I've never blown uh, up a piston, nothing. Yeah. I've gone through three transmissions. Yeah. But, you know, like, that's not that's not my guy's fault. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Um, so that's the only thing that kind of, like, like I'm like, I mean, I don't think that's really what you're not. Pu- I mean, you're not pushing the bike harder than Steve Lampson did or these kind of guys. But it's like this black back. Uh, Black cloud falling around this this Husky 125 of yours sometimes. Yeah, you know, as long as I make it to the race, I get paid, so <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> um, Arena Cross, are you back? Yeah, Arena Next Cross year? back. Got a few offers, but uh, most likely end up with uh, Joplin Racing. Okay. Saw you in Vegas, separated your shoulder there. It was an ugly crash in the whoops. Those whoops were tough, dude. Dude, they were super, super tough, and I actually was decently good through them. In the last lap, I tried to do Owen's little uh, jump bunny rabbit line through the whoops and uh-huh. i should have just stuck with skimming them the whole night <laughs> probably right uh jason thomas will be on also uh as well later on to talk this nations and everything else and uh daniel blair garrett stanky stank dog in studio um let's go let's go daniel let's talk about arena cross we just yeah. segue into you do the arena cross tv um what is going on with the schedule though i've seen one schedule <laughs> it was 11 races one single nights no no double nights uh, when's it coming out? Like it's it's October already. What's I have happening? no idea. I've been bugging him too because I got a little boy now, a little seven year old who races and he loves Arena Cross because it's he's like his father. He doesn't like long lap times. He doesn't like bumps. He <laughs> likes the lights. When's the last time you rode? By the way, it's a big a- bike yeah. or a little bike? No, yeah, big bike. Like uh, the last time I was on a bike was a little over two years ago. I broke my femur at oh, Prey that City, was it. and I have not ridden a bike. I haven't okay. even sat on one. Wow. So my wife told me in the ICU. Right, I mean, laying in ICU, messed up. Wife comes in. First word out of her mouth, you ride a big bike again, you're single. First thing, I'm like, love you too, babe. I'm yeah. all right. Yeah, I mean, don't worry about me. I'm dying here, right, but it's right. okay. But no, I haven't ridden a big bike in two years. I got a little KLX 110. I ride with my son. And okay. yeah, I've been hitting him up too. I want to know the schedule because I got to coordinate which amateur days like I can go to because I'm going to be flying back from wherever the Supercross is. Yep. Getting in real late on Sunday morning, getting there after practice. I'm just trying to coordinate my son's, yeah. you know, rising amateur career <laughs> yes, here, and I need a course, schedule. T- of course, Tony. We understand. Hey, hey we understand. I've actually talked to Tony <laughs> quite a bit. He's been giving me great guidance on how to work with my son, and I. That guy's I, going down. <laughs> I love those. Um, You're out of your mind, dude. 
Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I'm, okay. I'm doing things different as a peewee dad. I'm not doing the peewee dad thing. So I'm just taking them and letting them What's the holdup on the schedule? Like, Stank, there is a arena cross next year? As far as I'm, <laughs> as far no, as I'm there, aware of. There is. I've seen the, I saw the original schedule, okay. probably the one you saw. Yeah. And from what I understand, it's like two or three dates. They're just moving some of the pieces around. Okay, That's right. it. There was one race that was supposed to be on. Then that one got moved to another spot. And then it might go back. I think they're finalizing two or three. And that. Okay. This is late for them, yeah, no, but absolutely. at the same time, yeah. I think they're they want to finish it before it's yeah. out. Which is, you know, in past I've seen them release and then do like a TBA. Yeah. But I think it's because there's two or three. They don't want to go. Here's our schedule, but here's three yeah, of them we don't yeah, know yeah. about. Yeah. So I yeah. think they're just finalizing th- two or three uh, um, spots. And for people who don't know, you go to Chicago to, to film those TV spots. You do three races at a time or something, right? Or? <sighs> that was the original oh, plan. Okay. I go every because originally. Based on the TV release schedule, yep. you could go knock out three in a row. Yep. And that's what Langston did when he was with Robbie Floyd. Yep. And that was the original plan. But since I started, which is now three, I think three or four years okay. now, they're released the week after. They're one, they're one week oh. delay. So now you I'm actually Chicago every-, every week. And I do the red eye Monday night okay. to get there Tuesday morning. I sleep on the plane, kind of. Then I sleep at the airport, kind of. Then I pick up Robbie in the rental car because uh, he comes later than me from Dallas. We jam out there, knock it out. I get on the plane and go back. When Every you leave, that like, night you leave Tuesday night? Tuesday night, like 4.30 or so. Oh, and then okay. with the time change, I get home late, but like oh, decent. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a grind. No, it's yeah. a, what was it? I think a 28-hour from the time I leave my house to the time I get back. Yeah. Just there. Yeah. And then back. Yeah. Jeez. And it's tough. Um, we saw you, too. You got a little bit of promotion last year. Uh, Andy Boyer uh, left the Supercross Live show. You stepped in. Uh, you're doing that again full-time? Doing that race? again. Yep. I'll uh, be back for Race Day Live next year, which okay. I'm excited about. I, I love call, it. I, I call it Supercross Live. Right? Uh, I well, it's on supercrosslive.com, okay. so you're right. you're right. I never watch it because I'm at the stupid races. Oh, you so, you yeah. just don't want to watch right. me on there? Come on, Steve. I'm at the races. I'm literally probably You need drinking. to come home I'm and <laughs> watch the show back. <laughs> hey, you were on it in Vegas when you gave me 500 bucks. I, I was. I was. And then did you see how quickly they pushed me off? Like they're like, thanks for the cash. <laughs> get out of here. We don't want this guy one second opening his mouth. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, Holly and I gave you 500 bucks. I forget what that was about. I was I in know. studio with Hobo the night that all went down. He was, oh, was on the it? phone. Okay. Or was uh, he? I don't know if he's on the phone, but the whole deal yeah, got yeah, made yeah, when fun. we were here. Holly's like, yeah, dude, no problem. I'll throw some money. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, Holly's yeah. awesome. So you're doing that again? Doing like, Race Day like, Live yeah. again, Arena Cross again. And then last year I was able to do um, Salt Lake City. I was able to go on the floor uh, in Ricky's spot as the third member of the team. Yep. And I'm going to be doing that again, but a bunch of them next year. I don't okay. know which ones yet. Ricky yeah. gets, I think, first dibs. Like, right. he picks his cities. Yeah. No, I, you did a great job on TV. Absolutely. Appreciate I, that. I can't say the Supercross Live show too much because I, I never watched it. But the... The TV stuff was good. Uh, did you do you find one better than the other? What you what you enjoy more? Um, kind of. I, I like being in the analyst seat, which is in Arena Cross. I'm like the Emig. I'm yeah. the I'm the right. analyst yeah. to Robbie. Race Day Live was weird for me because I went into the other spot. I'm yep. the host with Holly as the analyst, yep. and at first I was terrified because being a host, it's a whole different responsibility. I ended up really liking that for some reason because I get to be. The host and whatever, but I also get to still have an you know an analytical opinion. Mm-hmm. But then being on the floor was the best because I don't. You sit there and you just wait. Yeah. You think up something cool and you go, "Hey, I got something." And yeah. then boom, you lay out a sentence or two, and then you're out. Yeah. So for me, that was like that was great. You just you just have to fire off hot ones every yeah. once in a while, and yeah. I loved it. No, absolutely. Uh, it is it's good stuff. And main event moto pod, uh, how's that going? It's going good. We're in a little bit of a we're in our off season. We kind of changed things up. We went a year and a half every week. 
and it got pretty tough in the off season and it got pretty tough in outdoors because I'm I'm not there. I'm not as like inside. I don't know what's going on. So for us, we're kind of like slowing things down in the off season, going to focus more on just doing it during Supercross. And really, that's where I can be a little bit more effective. I'm yeah. there and whatever. But the rest of the year, we're going to kind of go once a month and just are, keep something. Are you worried about the alignment with Supercross and then trying to do a a honest podcast on, you know, on Monday or Sunday or whenever you do it? Like. It, I will be honest. Like, that's tough to me. It is 80% of the things that I do say on my podcast are pretty in line with with it being okay. Okay. And a couple little <laughs> things here, I'll, I'll bend being a little. Okay. I'll, I'll bend a little bit uh, with some opinions, but overall, it's been fine. You know that I, in a year and a half, nobody at Felt has ever told me one thing. They've never said, hey, cool this, or don't say, they've they've never even said, I don't even, I don't even know if they know I do it, to okay. be honest with you. I don't know. They've been 100% yeah. cool, and so I, it hasn't been a conflict. It Scheduling is tough, because yeah. I'm just wiped out, but... For the most part, it's been uh, it's been okay. Okay, good. That would be you know like again, um, I cover the sport for a living. I know what those guys are like. You know th- they don't like a lot of things we talk about on this show, and a lot of things that we say. Not just myself, but uh, uh, JT also. And so to work for them would be in my eyes, I could never do it. Right, I, could, I just couldn't do it because I'd be on here, and they'd be like, "Yeah, don't talk about that." And for <laughs> me, I stay out of some of those things because i you're i know how you work you're you you say what you feel yeah and some of those things are can be conflicting for me i just i don't i avoid those topics yeah. i talk keep about the, the racing no, keeping dude, on the you riders totally break the rules all the time no i do not oh yes you do stank stank is <laughs> he, he does he totally breaks the rules i don't he doesn't he doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> he doesn't even ride the right side cc yeah dude he just, <laughs> he, he doesn't and by, we have we have something in common we've both been blocked by barsha so there we go. <laughs> Justin Barsha blocked us on Instagram. Apparently, it's his not, sense of humor is yeah, not, it's limited. Not, not quite on the same level. No, not on our on our page. He doesn't like Photoshop pictures of him doing <laughs> odd things. But hey, you guys are fragile little flowers. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's been okay, and I, and I I stick to. You know, our show is a lot like what you guys do with your your race recaps, the Racer X ones, where you got uh, JT and Wygant. Yep. Ours are more yep. like that. It's it's a little less covering everything and yep. more covering the race, and that's yep. why we're going to go to Supercross. Here's only. what happened in the twenty laps. Here's what ha- you know. And here's and here's road. what yeah. I think about the riders, and yep. that's where I have gotten a little. There's a few riders that have given me some mean mug looks, and I think they know because I'm not afraid to say what I think about a rider. Yeah. I, I and I'm never well, rude, but you, I'm you honest. Ho- you host the press conferences, which believe me, I. There's been a few stare downs with Eli Tomac where I'm like, dude, I think he might know what I said last week, and it might have been a little harsh. And it's not that I, I'm never harsh on a personal level, but I say the truth when I see something. And yeah. sometimes these writers they do things well, that need to be said, and I, I it's I'm not offending I, I them. I agree but. with you absolutely. And for one thing, the writers like you and I get paid to offer an opinion on on a rider. We don't know the whole situation. We're not pretending to know the whole situation, but we do have an opinion. Based on your pro experience of racing for exactly. for ten years, me being a mechanic for for eleven years in the in the pits, so sorry guys. Uh. <laughs> and and you know how it goes too. The riders in this sport and just the whole sport in general, everything is so hush. It's yeah. so hush hush. So you have only one choice, which is to guess sometimes. And I I'll I'll take my experiences and go, man, this happened with the rider. Yeah. My guess is this is probably what's going on. And then come find out it's not that. Right. Well, maybe if we yeah. knew, you yeah, know. Yeah, and, yeah, no, for sure, I get it. And, I get and that's it. tough, but at the same time, I I have to offer my Listen opinion. To and, me. Yeah, um, I will, Tony. I, I mean, you Stank Dog. I was critical of Stank Dog, not of you yourself personally, but I'm like, why would you race at 125? Like, I don't understand it. As a racer, you want to do your best. Uh, you know, we talked about the pros and cons, but you're not like, ah, fuck that guy. 
You know, you're just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, no, it's, that's cool. It's not a big deal. Right. You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to do my thing, and Matthews, you do your thing. And in the end, I gave you 500 bucks, and you were cool, and, and I think I had a lobster. Yeah, a little claw. stuffed animal. <laughs> Somebody put lobster, lobster on your on your graphics. I mean, yeah, so, like, you just had fun with it. You're like, yeah, okay. But that's stank, dog. Yeah. He's different. Yeah, I don't take different anything breed. to heart. Right. Never. Yeah. Um, well, it should be interesting to see. Uh, inter- you got Cooper Webb on the night. Yep. We were talking back and forth on texting about our guests tonight uh, and came up with some ideas. And I love the Cooper Webb angle. I honestly, Daniel, I wouldn't have thought of him because he just got thumb surgery. He had a shitty year. <laughs> Who wants to You're talk? not going to, hey, you want to come talk about it? Right. But nice work and, and props to Coop for hitting me right back and saying, yeah, he would come on. I've got, so, like I said, I'm honest on my show about riders. And I, I've I've called some stuff out on Cooper before, but I've also made it perfectly clear he's like my favorite. I love Cooper Webb and Jason Anderson are my two favorite guys. So I hit him up and said, "Dude, I'm going on pulp. Will you come on?" And he it was like ten seconds. Yeah, man, no problem. Right. He was so up for it. And for him, like you said, it's been a little bit of a rough go. And yeah, for him to right. come on here in front of this audience, talk about it, I. That's one of the reasons why I like him yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, I agree. He and, doesn't hide. You know, I agree. Anderson's another guy that doesn't like me, but I, but I do. <laughs> hey, like, we should cold call him. We should. Oh, yeah, he's, he, him and Stank Dog are buddies. You guys are bros? Yeah, we're cool. Uh, speaking of bros, uh, Houston, uh, buddy of Stank Dogs. What's up, Houston? How Who are we you? We got Houston Kane. What's up, bro? What's up, dude? That's the dude. <laughs> oh, it's Keane. Keane. <laughs> yeah, Keane. <laughs> I don't know. Long story. Anyways, what's up, bro? Yeah, Thanks for calling. So much. Just calling in to give those fucking two guys shit. <laughs> well, give it. Let's go. What do you got? Let's give hear it. it. Oh, nothing. Fucking. You motherfucker, don't call, call, you need to call me back, goddammit. Call him back, Call him back, Dude, I don't think you got my new phone number, so you're not, you're not even calling me, dude. He's calling the kid, the uh, the, yeah. the kid you guys yeah, call on here. I'm probably we, calling that kid if you yeah. me the wrong number. Yeah, that, la- <laughs> that kid's mom is not happy with Stank. Not happy. She probably has a uh, warrant out for me or something. Call the police. Like, hey, I'm getting sexual harassment <laughs> notices on the yeah. phone. Um. Thanks, thanks, Houston. Anything else? You want to just yeah. say hi or? Yeah. No, no, dude, I'm good. All right, bro. Thanks for calling. Say hi. Houston, weighing in to say hi. <laughs> just want to say Stank's uh, got. Hey, no, thanks for blocking hey. up the line, Houston. <laughs> Steve, this man right here has an odd fan base. He's the Happy yeah. Gilmore of the sport. Yeah. Like, he's got some great fans. They're loyal to the old Stank dog. Do you think you see yourself doing more nationals next year? I mean, obviously your shoulder held you back. Uh, this year, but yeah, shoulder was a problem in uh, 2018. We already we already do have some uh, things in the works. I, I do see myself on the 125 again. Doing all doing all of them. Yeah, all of them. Dude, but you're driving across. And we're gonna That's... we're gonna work that out. No 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 more driving. No more driving. Dude, I drove the whole series for five six years, and never mind. I, I just had to wrench. I didn't have to race. You know, that's tough, man. That is really tough. Well, especially now because your bus is gone. Well, we're we're getting that back too. We're gonna we're gonna get. He's that got the, the legendary stank bus, dude. We've done arena cross in this thing year after I don't year. I saw it. And I don't think it, I've ever seen it. Oh, oh it's it's, the, it's the greatest thing alive. It is. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. But alive. it's in Ohio right now, broken down. Yeah, but he didn't get it broke down. But after Monster Cup, we're gonna go pick it up. New okay. motor, new All tranny. Right. We're gonna get her going again. All right. And at the races, like like Daniel said, your fan base must be. Just kind of out there. Dude, like at Unadilla, I'm sitting there on the line, and you'll hear, like, oh, go, go, Plessinger. And then all of a sudden, you'll just hear, like, oh, Stank Dog, <laughs> just going nuts. And even, uh, I forget which of the 30-second card girl it was. She's just like, oh, my gosh, he has so many fans here. Yeah. No, it's Stank Dog. It's, it's two strokes. People, 
people want to see two strokes back. They love a guy giving it his all, underpowered, you know, everything else. I think they, I think there's a spot for two strokes in the sport. I've said it a few times, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're a spot with pro racing because three of the guys don't make them. But the Dream Race Series, I think, is expanding next year. It sounded like so. They need some cash in that one, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think I mean, it seems like there's. A growing, I mean, for a number of years now, a growing two-stroke kind of, hey, maybe we shouldn't have got rid of these things. Yeah, you it's, know? it's coming back a little, like, yeah. more for the recreational side of riding, I yeah. think. People are like, but, man, these are fun. Like, what what, what do we do? But we then, lost it. But then I'll say the same thing that I've said, too. Like, okay, cool, awesome. Hey, Yamaha, quit selling a fucking YZ250 for, like, what, $1,500 cheaper than a 450 or something? Or than the yeah. 250F? Like, <laughs> it's the same bike. You haven't touched it. You haven't and done even other Since 2001, same thing. Right. They have bold new graphics. So, <laughs> BNG. Okay, bring them back. Cool, sell them. Don't rape the people over them, um, you know? And the truth is, is it, I talked about this yesterday on my show. There are so many people into the sport, but they don't participate because they can't afford it. So use that bike as like, hey, let's get more people from the stands yeah. onto the tracks. Yeah. But you can't, when, yeah, you can't do it when, yeah, you can't do it when they're priced like a four-stroke. And, yeah. and I don't think, I mean, I don't, I don't know the margins. I don't know what they're working yeah. with, but I, it can't be that Dude, much, right? I'm with you. I don't know the margins, but we're talking on tooling that is 15, 20 years old. I think that mold is paid for itself. I think you're good. Yeah, I, you I know think what they I have mean? a stock of it. You right. Know? Um, so I'm with you. Like, yeah, let's, make, let's blow them out at five grand, six grand. Think about that. Think about what I just said, five, six grand, but that was... <laughs> dude, I mean, my son's KTM 50 was 40-something hundred bucks, yeah. dude, and it's... Yeah. I could one hand to put it in the back of my truck. It should not be that. Yeah. Bad. No. But anyways. But anyways, blow those things out. Get people on them. Get people discovering the joys of them. Maybe once they start riding, they get a two fifty F. And they go, hey, I yeah, want to race. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But right now, stop charging so much for these things. That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Um. You know, I build been building these project bikes for a while, and and yeah, you really see the market. They're climbing. Like I'm, I bought a few, and you know, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, what do still... you what do you have now for a project bike? I have an eighty nine CR one twenty five. Is it going good? Uh, I'll show you downstairs on commercial or something. I'll break that thing in for you. Uh, it's never been started. <laughs> if I maybe get some gas, we could do it. Stank dog will break do some wheelies. Down I don't the know if I want Stank dog breaking it. Um, but uh, also, too, we have another call for Stank dog. Dougie Fresh, what's up, Dougie? Stank dog and the Blair in the house. On Pulpum X, can you imagine? What's up, Douglas? All I know who this guy is too. That's the thing with Stank, too. Hey, Stank knows all of his fans. He knows every one of them by first name, man. I'm loyal, man. I'm loyal. Look, I've been cleaning the Stank dog's goggles since he was, like, on a JR50. That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. That statement so, is 100% true. Steve, you know what happens if you put him on your 125? Yeah, it, it's like breaking. It's like, going to blow the tranny. It's like, uh, <laughs> dude. Just, just you know. go buy a bucket of parts right now. It's like losing your virginity to a gangbang. <laughs> like it's, you know what I mean? In, in, interracial gangbang. Hey. Right, right. I was in a gangbang. Don't, don't forget to post that video because you're going to have like, I don't know what, 100 million hits? Who do you think's got a bigger uh, fan base, Seven Deuce Deuce or Stank? Now, you're kind of biased towards Stank. Maybe I'm a Seven Deuce Deuce guy, but I'd really oh, like to I'm, see that, that, that. If we went for Instagram followers, I got them covered. Do you? Oh, yeah. yeah? Oh, I would go Stank Dog all the way, but I want to okay. see Seven Deuce Deuce and the 726, AK number four, AK number nine, AK number 10. <laughs> oh, we want the number seven Blair on there, too. <laughs> Seven. No, Blair is a regional. Oh yeah, Blair is a regional arena cross champion. I have a red plate. Please respect that. Red plate. Yeah, He's the one W. Say is that 
uh, Lair sent us over at Fatrick some of that Eagle Grit and Cleaner. Uh-oh. Best in the business, bro. Uh, yeah, actually, I have a bottle. I changed my uh, tires on my mountain bike the other day in preparation for some riding, believe it or not, and got my hands all shitty greasy from the chain. Had to work. Eagle Grit, bro. Okay. Yeah. It's, so re- and it's really, really gritty. What, it's very what gritty. Really I called it Eagle Grit. Powerful. Okay. Will the stank boss run again? Yeah, the stank bus is going to run again, Doug. Gonna get, we're going to get nice. Fatty on there working on it. Come tell him to come do a motor swap for us. You know, you, you know, you just bring it down here. You can park that thing in my garage like you did all your damn bikes for I don't know how many years. Ask your dad how many years. Donnie, I know you're listening, and we all love you out here. The Don. All right, great. Good job, Dougie Fresh. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for calling. I- I drank, I called, we're good. Peace yep. out. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they don't use that Eagle Grid as uh, this, lube. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, Sounds good. <laughs> Before we get Webb on the phone, talk about that. Where can people get it? What, what, what's your deal um, with that? So I started it, I think we talked about it. I was on... I was on a few months oh, back. Yeah. You called. You called me in. Um, yep, that's right. We yeah, because I sent you and Berluti some. Yep, yep. Berluti was in studio. Right. Uh, yeah, I started a hand cleaner business. I, I don't know how that even. I, I, don't, I mean, is it doing well? Is it dude, doing okay? It's doing really, really good. It started out as kind of like a side thing that we would kind of build over time because I got a business partner There's zero on this deal. chance he came up with the, the ingredients right Stank oh no uh, no no we have a manufacturer okay, who, right, yeah, who yeah, we yeah, I mean we, we worked with them on a blend Blair's in a lab no no, no I could have came up with ingredients better yeah, yeah they would have been legal <laughs> um, but no I, I have a business partner this kid Brian Alquist and Stank can he can okay. vouch dude this dude is the Ryan Dungey of sales he's a all right, He's wow. Jordan Belfort, dude. And, you're, uh, you're taking him out of your store with a gun, threatening him to kill him. That's how, <laughs> how persuasive he is and how persistent he is on trying to sell you something. Okay. So he's right. my business partner. He handles more of the sales. I handle more of the business side. And, dude, it's gone from a part-time kind of project to it's full-time. We're, I mean, we're in, I think, 50 Ace Hardwares now. Awesome. Uh, 300, a little yeah. over 300 direct accounts, car dealerships, all that. And yeah, fuck the Moto stuff. That's where you're going to make money. And we're doing some more right. with Moto, though. Uh, Motorsport.com is carrying it now. Okay. we got a bunch of dealerships um, cool. you know, all over the country carrying it. So, it, like I said, it's doing really good. It's hand cleaner. And I always thought it kind of fits in the Moto world because guys go into dealerships to work on their bike. They got parts. But then they buy you know, the orange stuff from Home Depot or Walmart. Well, dude, now there's a hand cleaner in the motor dealerships they can grab off the counter and, and let it rip. Awesome. No, absolutely. EagleGrit.com or what? what EagleGrit.com okay. or right. Motosport.com. Grab it from them. All right. Uh, BTOsports.com. Uh, brought to you uh, our next guest, <laughs> our first guest uh, tonight on the show, uh, 250 National Champion, 250 Supercross Champion, uh, putting in some incredible rides over the years at the Motocross the Nations we've seen, and uh, and we'll, we're, we're happy and welcome to uh, bring our next guest on. He's Cooper Webb. What's up, Webb? How are you, man? What's going on, guys? Do you good. need some good eagle? Good. Do you need some eagle grit hand cleaner at all? Yeah, I just might need some help applying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, bummer, bummer deal for you, uh, Cooper Webb. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Uh, Vortex Racing, the official bars and sprockets of the Babbitts Kawasaki team that Stank rode for uh, the second half of Arena Cross. Please check them out, vortexracing.com. Um, Coop, I I could not believe I, I we know. We talk about this 2018 Yamaha. We know you've been riding it. You, we know you liked it so much. We're looking forward to you riding the USGP on it. You go out and break your thumb. And I imagine, Coop, as soon as you did it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. Perfect 2017 ending, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a bummer, you know, especially to do it 
that soon of the day and everything like that. But uh, you know, it yep. definitely sucked. I was I was excited to to ride the new bike, and like you said, yeah, I've been riding it quite a bit, and really was getting comfortable on it, and and felt really good again. So uh, mm-hmm. I was definitely bummed, you know, the way it happened, and the track to uh, to seem to kind of suit my style as well. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty pretty bummed, but yeah, like you said, it was just the Real kick in there. <laughs> right. you're, you're just you're just like, hey, this is seven, 2017. This is awesome. This yeah. Is, what a, what a way to end Quite it. In the year. <laughs> exactly. But, hey, we were talking about, but you know, we talked about you all year, of course, Daniel on his show, and, and me in the pulp, and all this stuff. And we've noticed you've ridden better. You've had better success on the softer tracks. Again, the USGP was a softer track. Was there anything to that coop with you and the bike, or you yourself, um, or was that just all a coincidence? But we all of us were talking about it. Um, it was, I mean, I, obviously I prefer the soft ones. Um, uh-huh. you know, I've always kind of struggled a little bit with hard pack, not so much in supercross, but mm-hmm. more so outdoors. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if it was set up or what, uh, you know, I think when it was real soft and real ruddy, I think it was more, maybe technique came out okay. and maybe that's why it was. I mean, I, I felt like, uh, maybe when the tracks weren't so gnarly, it was hard for me to really want to ride the edge. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think once it got a little hard packed, it was, it was more so, you know, skill and you couldn't just go wide open and, and kind of chance it. You had to, you know, use some technique and stuff like that and, yep. you know, be a little more smooth and stuff. So I think that's what maybe helped me out um, when it, when it definitely got soft. And uh, you, you announced you're going to be missing the Monster Cup. Uh, how soon after will you will you start getting ready for 18 Supercross? It's going to be a while, or what are we looking at? I'm not too sure, honestly. Um, I've, I'm for, I got told I had about seven different injuries before I <laughs> knew exactly what was wrong. So that was uh, pretty shitty. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I basically I did the GP. I went to Asterix. I went to the hospital in Jacksonville and um neither one of those reports were you know what it ended up being yep. so I ended up going on actually a vacation and by the time I got back I, I saw my doctors and everything so unfortunately it took a little bit and then I ended up having to get surgery on the, the ligament I ended up tearing that um UCL ligament in my thumb and um so I'm not too sure I mean okay. I've, I've heard a couple of different things I'm, I'm here in six to eight weeks so not not too bad I'm really thinking it'll be around six so i mean Mm -hmm. yeah i'm hoping by the first of november or around that time you know i can i can start riding uh certainly some good rides from you this year uh here and there there's no doubt i i I think i'd be you'd be honest and i'd be honest in saying you didn't quite do what we all thought you were going to do right um yeah how frustrating was it for you i mean this is a guy and daniel you can jump in here when we did our preseason shows, when we we're doing our, our, our dumbass podcasts, we're like, he's going to get some wins. He's going to be in contention. You know, he, you know, he'll be a guy. And I'm sure Coop, you were thinking the same way. So how frustrating was it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely frustrating. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was definitely some low points, you know, throughout the season and, you know, there was some rides here and there, but overall it wasn't, you know, at, at all what I expected and wanted, and you know, overall wasn't a, a good season in, in my eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, like I said, I had some flashes and stuff like that, but 
you know, it's it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, it's been a lot of thinking, and there's just you always question things, and you always want answers on why and this and that. But you know, I really think um, everything happens for a reason, and mm-hmm. I, I, I really, you know, I think as bad of a season as it was, I think it, it, it's really made me kind of gain a lot of respect for you know, one the four fifty, but two. Um, just a level of, of what what I need to be at to, you know, perform in this sport. And um, I think it just really opened my eyes and really humbled me back up to to show me, you know, what what needs to, what you need to put into it to, to get results that you want. So, you know, I can I, – I really think that without this year, you know, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be as motivated and um, definitely wouldn't be as hungry as, as I am right now, that's for sure. Yeah. That's kind of where I was going to go with my question, and you, you sort of answered it, but sometimes when you have a bad season like that, it opens some eyes and you're able to fix some things that you can use moving forward forever. Do you kind of feel that way? Like some of the things that you were exposed to this year with not only the competition, the bike, just the, the discipline of having to do way more races than normal, do you feel like these are things that you can adjust to and like use this almost as a pivot point moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, the – it was a big adjustment all around. I mean, there was things on my end that you know mm-hmm. I could have done way better. There was there was things everywhere that I needed to improve. But you know, at first, it really, you know, beginning of the season, I was able to. I felt like pinpoint, you know, a couple things that I wasn't doing right. Um, yep. You know, we addressed some problems, but there was still problems. And uh, like I said, I felt like we got better. Obviously, this year, I, I think it all started in the off season. I mean, I, I just didn't have that great of an off season with training and, and riding and testing and, and you know, once the season got started I felt like yeah. Supercross I kinda got things going and, and I ended up getting hurt and I think that shoulder injury and in Supercross, you know, I came back a little too soon and uh I think it just killed my confidence and, and trust and everything like that. So mm-hmm. um you know and then going into outdoors I was I was expecting a lot more and felt like I was going to do a lot better than I did, and it just didn't go that way. So I think, uh, you know, absolutely, I think it, it it was almost a thing, and, you know, we talked about it a lot with at least my kind of inner circle. It was like mm-hmm. things were coming so easy, and I hate to say it that way, but things were just going so well the last year. I mean, um, yep. the last two, but, but especially the last year, I mean, you know, it was got – but, you know, it was 250 yeah. class, but still, we had, you know, really good success. And, you know, it was kind of like whatever you, I got thrown mm-hmm. at, I could kind of overachieve. And, you know, whatever adversity I had, I, I was able to overcome. So I think it almost came to me to where I, you know, not necessarily started taking shortcuts, but just mm-hmm. like everything was just almost natural like yeah. you know i wasn't having bad days wasn't getting kicked down so i think uh going into that that off season i just didn't take it you know as seriously as i probably should have and uh like i said i think that's where it all started and you know one of the uh, and all that, so. one, one of the yamaha guys i talked to they're like no he like he's he's working really hard like this is sometime in supercross near the end 
But one of the theories that they threw out at me was that you, you went for a couple of years without much off season, without much break, without much downtime. Yeah. You were racing a lot. And I, you had, you came on this show and I told you, I love how much you race, <laughs> which is true because a lot of these guys don't do that stuff that you were doing. You were like, yeah, I'll race Australia. I'll race France. I'll race Disney nations. I'll race wherever you want. And I like that. But one of the guys was like, eh, maybe he never really got a break. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, I think, um, that was one of the things, mm-hmm. you know, especially after last year, you know, the year before, like you said, I went from 2015, yep. I had a full year and I, I took maybe a week off and it was right back into, you know, racing and traveling. And, yep. and at the time, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back or anything. I had some great experiences, but over the two years without a break, mm-hmm. I think definitely caught up on me. And, um, you know, I think that looking back, I, I definitely value, you know, that that rest time and stuff like that. And, yeah. um, but, you know, like I said, it's, it's all part of the, yeah. the learning thing. And, you know, sure, I, I probably should have, you know, it's so hard to say because mm-hmm. it's that discussion that's always talked about is the whole donations thing. You know, without doing that, then I would have probably had that, that time off I wanted and needed and yeah. sort of just reset. But, uh you know, I think last year too, the way that the nations kind of went down, kind of took a a lot of out of my sales, you know, mentally, and um, yeah. you know, I was I was pretty discouraged about that for a while. So I think that kind of led in, you know, I, uh... a little bit into that. Off season as well. I gotta say, I've been going to the nations either as a mechanic. I went back in the day, or as a media guy. Ten years, eleven years, Daniel. I've never seen anybody take a loss as hard as Coop. Honestly, I've never seen a rider look as shattered. And Coop, you didn't even have a guy. You didn't even have a guy. It was okay. It was okay. You rode your balls off. But man, you, yeah, I was so like, I'm like, this kid is is. I'm surprised you did the press conference, Coop. I really am. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was definitely. Uh, yeah, it's still one of those things that mm-hmm. comes comes to my mind. But uh, yeah, I was. I was pretty um, torn up. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think it. Like you said, I, I, there was nothing to really be. You know, I did everything I felt like yeah. I could. Just made a yeah. mistake, but yep. you know, at the time being, like I said, when when things were going as good as they were going, and sure. You know the effort and all that. The last race of the year, you know, and the per- all those scenarios, I think, just played in my head. And yeah, like I said, it took me a long time to to for- kind of forget about. Yeah. Um. Hey, so let's talk a little bit brighter things. The 2018 Yamaha that you've been riding, it's pretty new. I've been reading some of the shootouts and listening to some of the shootout guys talk about it. What do you like about the 18 Yamaha as opposed to last year's? Uh, they've done some radical things to it. What do you like about it? Yeah. No. I mean, for me, I, it's completely new, um, and I think it was much needed. You know, they changed the frame, changed the engine, changed, made it newer. Um, really, everything on the bike to me felt different, and I, mm-hmm. I hopped on it immediately, just in stock form, and didn't even couldn't even compare the two bikes. It was that much different. So, to me, it felt it still it's by far the best bike I've ridden, and I felt like my star bike was was very, very good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, to me, what it feels like is just like a, a faster, a little better star bike. So uh, I'm excited. You know, like I said, it sucked that I couldn't kind of show um, show it at the GP, but 
as soon as I hopped on it, I mean, I, I, I felt just like my old self and, and had that confidence again in myself, you know, that, that I wasn't able to, to show on the, on the 17. You know, Coop, the thing that I kind of noticed with even your riding style, I, I've, since you've been a pro, most of your success has come when you've been able to be aggressive. You're, that's, I mean, yeah. I think that's what fits you the best. And for me, getting, seeing you get onto that 450, I felt like, it was a big jump, like a two, from a 250 to a 450, where a lot of the bottles, even like the Honda, the KTM, they have almost like a similarity to their 250, where they have that nimble feeling. Do you feel like that new model will have that more 250 feel, where you can get back to being you and not not so much riding the bike, but kind of being able to demand the bike to do what you want it to do? I mean, that's, I feel like that's where you're your most successful is when you're aggressive. Yeah, do you feel that bike get you back to that? Yeah, yeah, and that was like I said, it's the first time I hopped on. I mean, we. It was. It's actually a funny story. We, we. I first time I wrote it was like three weeks before Glen Helen, uh, or I'm sorry, Hangtown this year, and we had a long day at, at Glen Helen testing. It was like a private day, and at the end of the day, you know, I I felt like my race bike was the best I've had it so far, and hopped on that. They had me hop on a stock 17, mm-hmm. and and at the end of the day, Glen Helen, it was just like. You know, not the best feeling in the world. And then literally a bone stock, stock grips. I mean, the thing had <laughs> been started for five minutes yeah. and hopped on it. And within two laps, I'm a couple seconds a lap faster on it. On it. And I'm just like, man. Tears. That's, tears that's in the goggles. That's need. <laughs> that's what I need. So, yeah, it, 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 that was actually one of the things for me. It, the engine power is completely different. I mean, it, it. I've never ridden a different 450 than the, you know, the Yamaha 450, but it, it just felt so controllable and and so mm-hmm. what I needed. So um, yeah, the whole bike, everything being lighter, you know, thinner, everything, it, it feels really, really good. Vortex Racing bringing you uh, Monster Yamaha's Cooper Webb on the show. Uh, email Jake at vortexracing.com for a hell of a deal, whether it's on the sprockets and bars that Babbitt's Kawasaki uses or the sprockets that Cooper, Cooper Webb uses on the Yamaha. Uh, vortexracing.com. Thanks uh, to those guys. And uh, and also, too, uh, Coop, we got some phone calls. Let's get right to them, if you don't mind. Yeah. All right, first up, Raining Yellow. You, you, Cooper Webb is on the line. You call about you call every week about James Stewart or Cooper Webb. So, Raining Yellow, yeah. he is on the line. <laughs> Yes, sir. What's up, dude? How's it going, man? Oh, it's good. My balls are insanely frosty blue right now. So oh, boy. Good. Here we go. Um, but, so it sounds like, sounds like um, would you say, you know, fair enough, not saying the bike was bad, but you had a st- struggled with kind of maybe it, it was like a mental game the whole year trying to get comfortable on a bike that not necessarily bad but didn't suit you say as well as this 18 does yeah that's a lot yeah, he just said he said all that running no, yeah i mean it like you said it's it's not that it was a bad bike i just i it wasn't my style you know i think i there's certain people that can could have ridden the hell out of that bike and probably had really good success um but me being a smaller guy i just don't think um you know it, it really fit my style but at the same time you know i i didn't probably test enough and do the things that I needed to do either. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I think now it's, it's, we got the new bikes, new everything, and, you know, it's looking bright. 
so you know what you got to do. What what do I need to do? Maybe like some weird superstitious stuff. Um, <laughs> No, no, raining yellow. We saw what you did for James's career. Yeah, it ruined him. Don't don't do anything for the web because <laughs> leave we, him alone. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pray to the gods. You there, raining yellow? Oh, he's gone. He went to pray to the gods. They cut him off. They said. <laughs> they said <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I honestly did not hang up on him. I swear. I wanted to, but I did not do it. Uh, let's go to Charles on four. Charles, what's up? Thanks for calling the show. Uh, Vortex Racing bringing you Cooper Webb. What's your question for Cooper Webb? Hey, what's up, boys? Cooper, Mathis. What's up? First time caller. Super excited. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm I'm curious to find out like the coolest location you've ever gone free riding, Coop. Like. Most scenic place, just most badass area you've ever just gone and ripped it for like hours. Um, growing up in North Carolina on the coast, we had some pretty cool places uh, in the dunes, the sand, uh, like pretty much the sand dunes. Nothing like the West Coast sand dunes, but we could pretty much ride um, a lot of trails and stuff, but ride up to you know the ocean or whatever it was and just kind of, I don't know, I always thought that was a cool place. We had, you know, there was a place where you could ride where a couple of the corners on the track, you're, you know, a couple feet from hitting waves and stuff. So that's that cool, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, California obviously has some, some cool spots too, but I'd say like growing up, that was some, some cool experience for sure. So you, you sent it just straight down the beach before? No, not straight down the beach, but um, pretty close. Like I said, we'd have to hit some trails to get to the to the water, but you know, it was, it was pretty fun. That's awesome because I, I live in Massachusetts, and we don't have too much for free ride. A couple nice tracks, but everyone likes to yell at dirt bikes and call the cops. So it's yeah, <laughs> not down there in the Maybe Carolinas. Hit up Robbie Marshall. Yeah, there you go. Uh, hey, thanks. Oh, Curl Hill is a great place. <laughs> thanks, Charles. Appreciate it, man. Take care. All right, thank you. Uh, let's up next up is John. John, what's up? You want to talk to Cooper Webb? What's happening? Yeah, um, I've been uh, hoping I'd have the opportunity to tell tell Cooper this. Um, you know, uh, you're my favorite writer for sure. Um, I you know see you at the tracks. I'm sort of an old goon learning how to ride, and when I ask you questions um, at the track, typically Glen Hill, and you're always so polite. And don't treat me like an old goon. You're always you're always very helpful and giving me advice. Um, I appreciate and I, that. Course, yeah, then I see you at other places like G's and stuff. Um, and um, I really believe that that the sport needs a, a guy like you um, because what 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 the what the sport what, what motocross fans like is a guy who's badass on the bike and off the bike and says what he wants says what he sort of wants to say. Um, and what he really, you know, um, believes uh, in saying yeah. and doesn't edit it. And that's kind of reminiscent of, like, Hannah, right? So when I think of you, I think of Hannah. And that's what drives ticket sales, I think, and drives interest. And I, I enjoy that about you. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I... I uh, I've been told I should tell you this, but um, I never really had the place. And this is probably the best place. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. But um, I generally think that people uh, say negative, too many negative things. And all I have to say to you is positive. Um, I appreciate that. It always seemed to me like 
you didn't know where your limit was and you were just achieving so many things. Um, and I was worried that, that, that I think almost like Steve was talking about that you would get to a place where you would fail. Right. And you know, us wall street guys call it the Peter principle and you don't really know where it is until you hit it. And then if you're a guy like me or a guy like you, there are lots of us, like most people on the call, who take what they do very seriously and have had tremendous success. It's, it, it crushes you. And I kind of noticed that in you. And so you had the balls, the heart, to come back and win an outdoor championship after getting working through an injury during that championship. And then, like Steve said, you were willing to take on any race and the donations. And then you shouldered the huge responsibility of trying to win it for the country um, all by yourself when Anderson was out. And you were so close to doing it, and you made a silly little mistake. And it's like the world came down crushing on your freaking head. And so many of us are like that, I think, that we can relate to that. But I can tell you that if you were a stock I would buy as much in, in you as I possibly could because you are going to be the next Dungy or you have the greatest chance of being the next RV. That's You are a champion. You think like a champion. You act like a champion. You've just had your first dose of failure. And if you handle it well, there's no stopping you, man. And I believe that that's what's going to happen with you. And that's all I wanted to say. Wow, there we go. All right. Uh, yeah, I like it. There we go. That yeah. was good. That was sorry, raining yellow, but that was a little better. <laughs> yeah. Raining yellow sucks. Care, yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Raining yellow is doing voodoo acts in the in the right. <laughs> talking about his balls. And stuff. Yeah, dude, that was a lot better. Um, absolutely. Well, no, uh, it's well said, uh, Coop. I mean, we we all talked about it. You you've got those titles and that, that ride and everything else in, the, in it for a reason. And yeah, uh, a year from now, you might look back at 2017 and just laugh and be like, "Yeah, that sucked." But look at me now. So you know what I mean? It's like one of those things. Yep. Yeah. It feels like the, it feels like the world is crushing you, but it's actually a little blip in your career, you know, and, and you don't even notice it at a time. So, um, yeah, you know, um, thank you for coming on. I appreciate the time. Uh, I was telling Blair, a lot of guys at your level, when things are not going great, they don't want to come on these stupid shows. And I appreciate you, you coming on and being honest about it. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on and good luck in the recovery, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Talk soon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'll have a good one. Thanks. Monster Yamaha's Cooper Webb, everybody. Pretty honest thoughts. Uh, That's know? why I like him. I told you he's my one of my two favorite riders, and because he's honest, but not in a... Not in like a, a blunt, arrogant way. He's very he's he's soft with his delivery, but he says exactly what happened. Yeah. And I, and I I was surprised he kind of talked about how much that affected him at the nation. I never even thought about that, but that yeah, had to have no, weighed hard, dude. I'm telling you, he was crushed, man. He was crushed, and you could see it. And I've been there a long time, and a lot of guys get pissed when they lose and they get upset. And I've never seen anybody like 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 Coop. Like I'm like, and that race, I'm like, this dude is gonna break down on the podium, like uh, on the press conference. I'm like, he is. Like, he's not going to make it through. His hat was down, you know, he just... Yeah, and I like so. what the caller said, though. This is one of those moments where you you find failure for the first time, like big failure, and you go, like, who am I going to be from here? Yeah. And he seems to, like you said, I... I that's why I like Cooper. I, I think he's pretty raw. I think he'll. I think he'll bounce back. I'm a believer. He's uh, he's 21. Yeah, he's a he's right? a kid. 21, man. like. <laughs> 
he's got tons of time left. Yeah. It's, it, it seems like I'm sure the world is coming to an end, but his contract's up at the end of next year, and I'm sure he'll be better, and then he'll look back at this and just laugh. Just a blip. Thanks to uh, Vortex Racing for sponsoring uh, Cooper Webb on, uh, on his, for his sprockets and uh, for coming on the night. VortexRacing.com. We appreciate it. Um, Rainy, Rainy Yellow, you're back? Uh, well, believe it or not, my phone died during that interview, but it was good timing. But I got to, I got some James some James. Why news. don't you call back when Jeremy Malott's on? He invented straight rhythm. I should, but it's probably just hocus pocus. Some. Uh, His phone's have you die seen again. the '80s commercial? The what? The the '80s commercial they put out. It was on like Racer X today. No. They show Blair? they show three bikes. They show a seven Ulta bike. Okay. They show a. Kawasaki two-stroke with the number yeah. 259 on Yeah, it. he was supposed to ride a video for Alta. He was going to do the Honda, the Kawi two-stroke, and uh, and the Alta, and he never showed. No, I know, but that's what they're using to promote the event. Well, still. why don't you call back when Malat is on the phone and ask him? He what would know. What time would that be? Uh, we're going to have him on about 830. Well, then I'll be back, baby. <laughs> I can hardly wait. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Randy Yellow, everybody. Stank Dog in the studio with Daniel Blair from Eagle Grit, Main Event Moto, Arena Cross TV, Supercross TV. Father of two. Father of two. Married to one. Ex Arena Cross regional champion. Champ. At the age of 40, he was racing 16- and 17-year-old kids. <laughs> An old man out here picking on well, little hey, kids. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. When I got on the podium and got my red number one plate, I was embarrassed. Were you really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> like, this is supposed to be a great moment. I'm like, man. Hey, can they're we they're just... all the same height as you, though. <laughs> That's true. Now, it wasn't the most rewarding. I mean, it was. It was cool. But at the same time, I was picking on kids, getting their points, but, man. But look at it this <laughs> way. Janolfi won the East. You won the West. You guys are the same age. Yeah, Janolfi's not in it. Yeah, Janolfi's old as shit. Yeah, right? he, I he's, mean, and, but he's prouder hey, you're both, about it. Hey, you're both retired now. And, oh, yeah. and he's balding, so he looks older than you do yeah. in, in oh, reality. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, um, uh, yeah why don't you, uh, Stank, why don't you text Anderson, see if he'll come on the show. Text them, see if it come on the podcast. Uh, okay. Uh, Tell mom here, too. We, we, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Uh, Michelin Starcross 5s can be purchased wherever Michelin tires are sold. They offer excellent performance over a wide range of conditions and terrain. Unlike competitor brands, the expanding offering of 21 sizes to ensure fitments for all off-road motocross and vintage bikes. Hard, medium, soft, and sand. Michelin Starcross 5. We thank those guys for coming on. They're great tires. Uh, Daniel Blair's appearance here in the show, Pulp Mexico Studios. Brought to you by Pivot Works. If it pivots, it works. If it works, it pivots. Uh, Pivot Works. Uh, grab a Pivot Works kit, do it right the first time, and save some money up to 50% off of what the OEMs charge. Pivot Works is a premier aftermarket solution for rebuilding your wheels, forks, linkage, swing arm, shock, steering stem. I've used all Pivot Works stuff in my project bikes, and uh, I couldn't be happier. We thank the folks at Pivot Works. They brought to you uh, Daniel Blair, on who actually, by the way, Blair. Uh, paid for his own airplane ticket here tonight, which is very impressive. Thank you for doing that. Normally, I am the one fronting the money for all. I told you, I got all these the rental jerkies, car. So I, I said, yeah, I don't I, need to be pampered, Steve. I, like I got it. it. You're so, Are you kidding me? Um, you're not like Jeff Chicken Matasevich. <laughs> Did you have to baby them? Oh, God. Did How about I, Denny? Denny wasn't bad. Chicken, the, the day of the flight, Chicken's like, where are you going, Denny? Denny said, I'm going to the airport. And, and Chicken's I, like, I heard you, I saw you on Twitter. You were like, Wondering yeah. if he was going to show. Were you surprised when he walks through the door? You're like, oh, yeah, my God, he no. made it. Chicken. And, and three-quarters of the way through the show, we were starting to lose his attention a uh, little bit. But, you know, he uh, he came around. So it was, uh, it was last cool. Last time I'll do this goddamn show. Uh, there we go. 
Hey, uh, let's get our next guest on the phone, Jason Wygant from Racer X. Another Daniel Blair request. I brought up Wygant's name. And, and it's my show. I brought Stank Dog. You brought Stank. Cooper, Wygant. Uh, what kind of bike are you going to ride in a rear Stank? What, what, team, what do they do? What team? Uh, it's drop one racing. Yeah. Uh, right now we're, we're working on bikes still. Oh, okay. Um, probably end up getting the bike from Motorsport Hillsboro. You rode Husky and then a Cowie. And yep. Th- and I rode and I rode Cowies before the Husky. And how, Cowies before then. Okay. Yep. So, uh, you, Do you know, have a preference? Um, no, no, no. Bike, bike. Whatever. Whatever. whatever <laughs> you can put him on a factory 450 or a stock 125. Yeah. Exact um, same lap time. All your 125 stuff. Did the KTM guys ever come by? Ian Harrison and all the guys. Did they ever? Uh, no, none of those guys. Um, try to help you out or anything? No, no. Uh, we did have a little connection at the shop at, okay. at uh, Husky. Um, he hooked us up with some parts, but no. Uh, you know, every time I hit up uh, CeeLo, Anderson's okay. mechanic. Yep. He'd kind of get some me stuff. some stuff underneath the table. You know, Mohead, yep. him too. Yep. You know, they yep. they take care of me pretty well. You know. Give me the yep. old chain and sprockets, brake pads that they all take off their yeah, bike after I mean, the day. You talk about you're having transmission issues, and, and I get it, but they don't have any works trannies to give you. Like, they don't got anything, you know what I mean, to help you out. But he's people, their test rider. Yeah, he's he's figuring it out for them. They did actually come up with a tranny update. They? And, and I do believe that's because of me. You know, oh, wow. Like I, okay, I, there we I go. I mean, they were, yeah. there's other people having problems. It wasn't just me. Okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they, this year they did come up with a, a, a second and fifth gear update, I believe it is. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. Courtesy of Stank Dog, all doing the R&D on the Husky 125 for everybody. Yeah, yeah it, took me, it took me a couple there of Indonesias. I was talking to a guy. Fuck, I can't remember. He was racing you at Washougal, and you passed him, and he was like, Fuck. Who was it? I, I actually passed Jimmy Dakotas at Washougal, and he's on a Geico bike. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You actually passed Jimmy It wasn't Dakotas. It was a privateer dude, and they were like, yeah, dude, Stank got by me, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. I have a theory, Steve. <laughs> the turnouts this year was low, right? The entry fees were bad for a while? No, Nationals, no. I thought the 250 class, the entries. No, the entry the, levels were low. At the beginning, low. it was like 40 guys. Right. Okay, yes. You know what? California rounds, they were. I yeah, think yeah. he was responsible because all the dads that were sick of spending all the money on their kids' as race bikes. They're like, you know what? You let that girl with a 125 blow yeah. by you. You yeah. ain't racing next year. I, I think he ruined the California <laughs> entries. That could be. Um, you know what? You're right. They were low on the east, and then I was paying attention. I'm wondering if this was going to be a trend. And back east, Did it get better? Yeah, 70, 80 guys. Yeah, again, Unidoa you know? had like 78 yeah. riders. So I was always thinking like, eh, because yeah. But Unidoa yep. two years ago had about 100 riders. In the Did it? Yeah. Full, yeah. I just remember full. Hangtown and Glen Helen both being. Yeah. I, Hangtown was, they had to go, I think, recruit Recruit some guys from Amateur Day. Hey, they let two riders from Amateur Day, no pro license or nothing, come up. Wow. Paid Uh, for their entry fee. uh, Speaking of motocross, we have the voice of the motocross series on the line. Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah. What's up? Thanks for coming on. I don't know if you realize this. This is not DMXS Wednesday. I don't know if you – did you think that that was what it was? Because that's the only show you normally do. Oh, it's not? No, no, sorry. <laughs> All right, see you later. Yeah, see, oh. see you later. Uh, oh, man, how's, how's the Falcons this year, guys? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, yeah. Stank Dog and Daniel Blair in studio together. It's already been awesome. It's already been incredible. Uh, uh, arena Cross Mastery. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit. First up, uh, uh, Racer X Online. Um, Justin Barsha gave an interview. Uh, Eric Johnson did it. I read it. Uh, he, you know, obviously I was, you did not assign me to do that, Weege. I was odd. Didn't really get the assignment from you to do that. So, um, let's talk about it, though. What'd you think? Uh, what do you think of what he said on online about, about what he's going to do? Well, I mean, you know the real story. I'm sure you've talked to him quite a bit behind the scenes. Oh, you know, uh, you know yeah, I know. We, we talk yeah. all the time. Been to yeah. some 
been through some tough times, you're probably one of his confidants, one of his man friends, <laughs> deep in his corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the Barsha thing, unless he turns it around, actually, either way, if he turns it around or not, it's going to be one of the most puzzling things ever. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, now he has become a maybe he can get a top 10 guy, which makes no sense. It's not like it would make way more sense if we just heard, uh, I heard Barsha was just doing blow and chicks and partying. If we heard that, you'd be like, okay, I get it. If he had some catastrophic injuries over the years, you'd say, okay, I get it. Right. He hasn't really had anything you can point to. He's still trying. He's still training. He's just kind of lost it. And I really can't come up with many parallels to that. He's not saying that he's burnt out. He's not saying it's the pressure. Yeah. I don't understand. So if he turns it around, also that would be pretty remarkable. But how he's gotten in this situation, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. If anyone had said four years ago that Barsha would be struggling to get tense, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, I, I didn't know if he was going to reach the heights that I think you did. You, you were expecting him to go tooth and nail at Villapoto. I was, I yep. Think, um, yep. Same. In, uh, in 2014. I, and that, that was certainly maybe within the realm of possibility. I didn't maybe expect him to be quite that good, but I definitely didn't expect him to be where he is right now. And uh, no longer is the industry just paying on the potential. Um, he's got a lot of doors uh, closed on him this offseason. I mean, he has yep. nothing. He has nothing. And same thing in Europe. So I'm I'm very actually surprised that that is the case. I think it goes back to what we talked about a little bit earlier about guys not being completely honest and upfront. You know, we had Cooper on and he was willing to say some honest stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you I read that interview with Barsha and I felt like it was pretty protective. I don't think he gave much. And in my opinion, I, I mean, I've been there as a rider where your motivation wavers and you feel like you're just clocking in and clocking out and doing it and you're not really that passionate. And the depth of the field right now, I think you have to be all in to be successful. And I I don't see anything wrong with him other than I just don't see the fire. And the fire, I think, comes from motivation. And yeah. I, that's, I, I think, from, from my all, opinion, from just all, riding that contract out. From all, from all accounts... Still trains very hard, bicycles a lot, works weeds, you said that too, off the bike, doing all the things you need to do. There's been some injuries, but think about it. A two-time 250 Supercross champion and, and pretty, you know, pretty good title years, not backing into anything. No, dominating. Uh, rookie year of 450. Well, first of all, as a 250 rider, he jumps into 450 motocross and runs with the winner, Dunge. Then he jumps into full-time 450s. He wins two Supercross races. And Monster Cup. And a Monster Cup. Yeah. And now he's where he's at. It is, it is when you go through the history of Moto, that's, it's bizarre, Weege. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, unless the dude, you know, started partying or had yeah. a catastrophic injury or Brad shot out. But he hasn't done quite any of those, those things. But uh, I am still a little surprised that um, no one rolled the dice on him. I mean, there's other guys who have had ups and downs. I mean, heck, Josh how many Grant? rides is Davey Mill? Josh, uh, yeah, Josh Grant, Grant. Yeah. Millsaps. They have their ups and downs, but they always manage to come up with something. But Barsha's had every door shut in his face, and he's even willing to explore going to Europe, and even that hasn't worked out. I'm a little surprised at that. One thing I will I will kind of agree with what we were saying about the interview, though. He said some injuries and stuff, and some stuff didn't work out for him and the team. But at no point did he really take it on the chin and just say, I haven't performed. No. He didn't say that. No, he didn't. He did not say that. No, he didn't. No. And, no. And, and, you know, the JGR guys are like, okay, you don't like the Yamaha. Okay, we get it. Oh, now you don't like the Suzuki. 
And then the Honda guys on the same bike that he was winning races the second year were like, we don't know, dude. Yeah. You know, so there is a little bit of that, Weege, for sure. Yeah, a little bit. And I don't want to completely blame it on that. But No, there's the some of that, thing, though. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. The one thing that did kind of mess, mess him up a little bit, he struggled in um, the second year in the 40s on the Honda, and then he got hurt and he didn't race most of the outdoors. And remember when Kennard magically switched to KYB, the magical suspension? Yeah. And yeah. went from fourth, fifth place guy to winning motos? Um, and Barcia was pretty vocal. He's like, yeah, told you. I was complaining. I couldn't get the changes I wanted, and now look. So there was a little, little shred of maybe Barcia being able to say, mm-hmm. if I had had this, that, and this at the right time, yeah. it all would have worked out. But there's just – this is just too weird to just chalk it up to bike problems or injuries. It's, it's weirder than that. Uh, Stank, you have any theories on Marsha? Any thoughts? Um, in my opinion, it does have a lot to do with the Suzuki as results do. Yeah? In my opinion, yeah. I I personally ride the Suzuki in Mexico, and it is an absolute terrible bike. <laughs> it's, I, and I'm not exaggerating. It, it's like... And him coming from the Honda, he did, he did great on the Honda, and then had the year where he, he plateaued a little bit on the Honda. And uh-huh. then getting on the Yamaha, he did he did very great on the Yamaha. He won races, he won yeah, Red Bud. He ran ran with Ryan Dungey. If he didn't win, he got second. You know. You know yeah. And then as soon as I see yeah. him switch to the Suzuki, I said it's over for him. It's over. Um, wow. I will say this, Daniel. Been good. I'll give I'll give him full props for getting a privateer Honda and showing up at the Monster Cup, like. Guys that make millions of dollars like him and have egos and have his background, they don't just show up as a privateer. So nice job for that. I like that. Thing. I agree 100%, and that's why I've gone from being pretty critical to I'm on the bus. I'm on the train. You're on the Barsha. train. Oh, I'm on it. And here's why, because the guy's got – he's made plenty of money. I don't think he has to work. And, and as much as the whole baller thing, I don't think he's balling that hard. I think he doesn't have to race if he doesn't want to. And for him to actually right now, with the two or three years he's had, to say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go on my own, and I'm going to show up and do it. All respect, 100%. Yeah. And, and to me, that says he's motivated. Because you wouldn't do that if you weren't motivated right now. To yeah. turn it around, to rejuvenate your career, I mean, get things back on track. For him to actually go that route. Wilson was the same thing. When he did that, I went, dude, the guy, yeah. he, he means it. Yeah. And for Barsha, he would not be doing that. To go and just like put around and play around. I think if he if he actually follows through and shows yeah. up at Monster Cup on that bike, that's a sign that he does give a damn. And for me, when Barsha gives a damn, he's good. Like he's entertaining. Right. He's he's the kind of guy you want up front because he makes things good. Uh, so I'm all, I'm pumped on him. I'm 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 happy. What do you think, Weed? You like that idea? You th- like showing up showing up? He didn't sound like he'd be super prepared though in the interview. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I but I don't think you need to be necessarily. I mean, that's the perfect parallel though there with uh, Wilson. I uh-huh. mean, I, I mean, yeah, he showed up. Yeah, yeah, the Yamaha and he had a little bit of time, but it was not a top flight operation. And honestly, it wasn't even like Dean's results were unbelievable mm-hmm. in those first couple races of the Privateer. I think it was just like Daniel just said. Like at this point, obviously, reputation is hurting Barsha a lot. You know, if you if teams were going to pick solely on talent or potential, or we can turn this guy around. Maybe he'd have a ride, but I think the industry is maybe asking, "Show us something." Yep. Show us. Yeah. Yep. And he's going to get that done. And I think what's going to bail him out at some point, just like Dean, you know, Porcel moved on. He went to Canada. He was somewhat injured and couldn't ride Supercross. 
something like that's going to open. Yep. And as long as Barsha doesn't have some major conflicts, you know, I think the Alpine Stars gear thing probably squeezed them out of a couple uh, potential teams that maybe have a team deal. But as long as there aren't conflicts, yeah. he's going to get another shot because at least he's – uh, looking like he's willing to put in the, the, the grunt work right now. Yeah, yeah. better to be racing than sitting on the couch, I say. And he's got – I mean, Barsha's made $2 million plus three, four years in a row. As I said, I don't – He's fine. He's, like, he ain't doing it for money. No. I think it's reputation turnaround. Yeah. And whatever spark of motivation is left in there, he's going to act on it. And yeah. to me, maybe Weege, you said it. Prove it. Prove that you still care. And then you'll probably get a chance because the talent's there with no. Qu- I mean, he's dude, he's sick, but he needs to show that he cares. And I think doing this is the first step. Yep. Now, actually showing up and maybe going to Anaheim and, and doing more than just one race. Right. That's that'll even be proving it even more. Uh, speaking of Monster Cup, Weed, you're, are you going? Are you going to be there or no? I don't know what your deal is. Nah, probably not. Okay, because you went to you went to AIM Expo instead of the USGP, or you went to the truck race instead of the USGP, and then you went to AIM Expo. Yeah, I don't go to races anymore. Right, just checking on that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't go to races. Let's anymore. talk a little bit. So, Daniel, I don't know how much you know. You are a an authority here of Supercross, like works for the man, Stank Dog. You know, he is but, the man. But um, <laughs> we're we're hearing a press conference the week after uh, Monster Cup to announce some Supercross changes. By all uh, thing, everything I hear, Weege, uh, no semis, two or three rounds of East-West 250 shootouts, and two or three rounds of uh, Monster Cup formats with three main events. Um, Daniel, do you know anything, or do you want, are you going to get in trouble if you tell us? Or I'm not supposed to say, but I'm going to let it out. Okay. Gator pits. Gator pits. Yeah. At four rounds, you know, the circus went away. They I'd had like to do to... something with the animals, so they're going to build a gator pit at four rounds. Um, Fuck, and, we, and got unlike, and Fuck unlike, we got these tigers in line. Yeah, and unlike the uh, joker lane where you have to hit it once, you actually have to go through it every lap. So okay. it's, it's going to be entertaining. I'd like to see a stank dog lane. Or he's just laying there. <laughs> <laughs> he's down for it. Um, in all honesty, I don't know. They, I call them and bug them a lot because yeah. I'm like, hey, what do you got? What's going on? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Daniel. They know not to tell. They're you. like, yeah, yeah there's so. But no, there there yeah. is some changes from what I understand. And a point structure too coming. Yeah, um, a different point structure. Yeah, but they won't tell me the details. I think. All the changes are a bunch of little ones. I, nothing oh, big. Yeah. Everyone's the chase. Yeah. It's the chase coming, yeah. and they told me no. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of – you know how last year they went from laps to time mains? Yeah. I think it's a lot of those things coming. Well, I think everything that I just said is is on point. Yeah. So let's t- let's start with that. Weege, are you, are you okay with no semis and some races having three main events? I'm okay with all that and more. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Change it up, bros. Um, yeah, I was uh, talking to someone there today about that, and um, they said they do not want to make these announcements at Monster Cup because it could potentially overshadow the Monster Cup. That's how huge these announcements <laughs> Told you. could yeah. be. Gator pits, man. Yeah. That's that's touchy. <laughs> that would do it. That's a touchy subject, man. Um, I like that stank dog idea. Like, stank, can you just line up on the inside of a bull turn every lap, and, like, he might take you out. He might just, the leader could just be in trouble. <laughs> T-Bone taking No, eggs. I'm telling you right now, I have a suggestion yeah. that would make the sport ten times cooler. You put Vince Freese in the first turn of every main event. Uh-huh. Like, you know how the dogs used to chase the hot yep, dog? Whatever? Yep, yep. Put him in the first turn. <laughs> 
Drop the gate. Pure entertainment every single week, no matter what. I like an over-under bridge, and the under is stank with a chainsaw. <laughs> Just grinding up. People. And he, he may get you, you, he may not. And he can, Husky can supply it. Yep. There, there you we go. go. To yep. tie in with Husky. I love it. And Stank's wearing it's a goalie a mask. two-stroke. Right. It will be like, there's the leader, Josh Grant. He's not coming out. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> but no cameras in there, so it's like a big mystery. Yeah. He's missing an arm. <laughs> the, the stank dog got him, everybody. Um, uh, but no, let's. Uh, the only thing about the only thing, and I and I would be hypocritical to complain when these changes come because all I've been screaming about is changes. So I'm not. I'm. Let's give it a chance. Let's try it. I'm all for it. The only thing, Weege, is those damn 450 LCQs are so good. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're not going to yeah. happen. Now they're not at those. At those. What do you th- mean? They're not going to have LCQs at those three rounds. Everyone will be seated into the mains. Oh, oh okay. Well, yeah, yeah. They're not seventeen great ones. No, they no. Just get a smattering them. Right. Here. As long right. as they don't take them away completely. Um, <laughs> because do not races. take my do not take my New York four fifty LCQ that, away from me. <laughs> my jaw no. dropped ten times in one race. I couldn't believe it. We were crying. We were literally crying. The whole press we box was crying. crying. Everybody was. We, we were laughing. We, we we could not stop laughing and crying and laughing and crying. It was. <laughs> oh, and Ronnie Stu went to the whoops backwards and then ended up making the main. <laughs> that was. <laughs> Awesome. I was watching his fan base the whole time because he had the whole yeah, section of right. yellow, he and did. they were so happy and sad back and forth, uh, back and, and forth. And, and uh, Kenzaro <laughs> on uh, Tedder. Oh, yeah, that was awesome, <laughs> too. Like, God, I, uh, uh, but anyways, that's the only sad part I see of this. If they do go that, we lose some fourth TLCQs, and good God, we can't lose those. But um, no, I'm all for hey, it. Hey, Mathis, do you remember uh, talking to, I believe we talked to Alden Baker pretty early in the season last year, from maybe Atlanta or so, and we were trying to track these, you know, will Dunge come back in uh, 2018 rumors, uh, and it turned out that he wasn't. I don't think at that point he had made up his mind. Mm-hmm. Um but didn't Heldon actually say at that point a lot of it might depend on what's the format? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Because Dunge, you know how Dunge wants to play it. Don't change this stuff. He plays no. the 17-round game. Yeah. Don't do weird main events. Don't do weird points. Make it simple. Yep. Um, but that got forgotten because I think he retired for completely different reasons uh, in the end. But mm-hmm. that was a thought, at least, that he had at one point. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, at, at Atlanta, I talked to Baker on track walk, and he was like, yeah, Dunge is waiting to see what they do with format. You know, they almost went to chase, and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't jive with what he wanted to do. So, I found that interesting. Um, and having more 250 East West, I'm all for that. Hundred percent, fantastic. And uh, anything yeah. we can do for that. Um, what about 250 Supercross guys getting permanent numbers, Blair? Where do you stand on that? I I just found out about that, right? Because didn't Malcolm? Get, yeah, Malcolm and Hill have permanent numbers. But did he have to wait a year to get it? Yeah, they just given it every. Uh, so they called him up and said, "Hey, R- Ronnie guess what? Tishner, Ronnie Tishner could come back right now and have a permanent number." <laughs> I, I hey, I'm with you on that. I'm not a fan of that. I'm also not a fan of the lights Supercross guys getting number or getting points towards their numbers. Yeah, I that's offensive to me. Who. I never got a number because I didn't do outdoor, but I did Supercross. I'd have had myself a couple numbers, and then I retire, yeah. and then they go and do that. So, I mean, personal reasons, I'm against it. But no, I, I, I understand it. They're, they're professionals too, but I don't. Yeah, I, and I'm not a traditionalist. I like change. I yeah. like whatever, but that one, I don't. I've. I don't like that one. It's I, just I, it's it's a regional support class being treated like a full class, and yeah, I, that's I think what they I should have to win a championship to get a number, permanent yeah. number. Yeah, a main event, but a even then, if, yeah. if you before if you won a regional championship, you didn't get you didn't get to pick a number, nothing. No, right? no. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, no, it's a new. It's a new one. I'd new like. To, I would like to know why, because I, I don't. I don't get it. I'd like to know uh, why they did that. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Um, why again? So straight rhythm is coming up after Monster Cup. You're going to be doing it again. Uh, yeah, me and RJ, baby. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Why can't Red Bull get more guys out to this? Jeremy Malat's going to come on later. I'm going to ask him the exact same question. But it's odd, right? Uh, they pay pretty well. It's pretty easy, relatively speaking, for these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he calculated it. He said you really got to do about six minutes of riding, or maybe it was eight. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, just as an example, I mean, they don't advertise the purse because it's not Monster Cup level, but it's not nothing. Uh, I think it's like 50 grand or something. So even if you go and get, like, fifth, you're going to make, you know, 10 grand to mm-hmm. ride for six minutes. Yeah. You know? And I remember him being disappointed last year. Certain guys, like say, say Dean Wilson, who didn't even have a ride. It's like drive up for the afternoon, make eight thousand dollars to ride for five minutes. Yeah, you don't even have to win, or you don't have to try hard. Like just cruise and don't hurt yourself. Um, and the event's actually proven to be pretty safe. I mean, R.J. Hampshire had the face plant to end all face plants. Yes, but besides that, yes, there's really hasn't been uh, many injuries. I think we learned something here that. Um, a lot of the injuries in racing is from battling, you know, passing and, and things like that. And when you're just focused on your line, these guys can do jumps and stuff like this all day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know why it hasn't taken off, but I have to say the Monster Cup struggled to get riders the first year or so. And I've heard a lot of stories about leveraging things behind the scenes to make the riders do it. Um, and that's the power you wield when you run the Supercross series. So it's like any other one-off race. Yeah. Good luck. If you don't have that, uh, you might not get anybody. It's it's always tough these off season races. What do you think about that? I don't I don't know enough about the race, the details. Yep. I, mean, I can't. I actually am looking forward to hearing the guy and talk about it more because I've watched it, but I don't know the details. But it makes sense. I mean, eight grand. I mean, when is this thing? I, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. to get back on a bike. But no, I, I don't understand it too because it's not like you're flying to Europe. It's yeah. not like no. you're having to do a couple thirty minute motos. It's I mean, you don't you don't have to fill your tank, but maybe it's Josh Hill out there on that Ulta bike, smoking people, embarrassing people. That's like, eh, I ain't going to that, you know? Because a, a race like I think that, he rode the 250 class, uh, even then. But uh, but then again, you even get like a guy like Hanson. Hanson shows up at that thing and is like yeah. battling for the win. I think I don't know. I don't know why people don't do that. It, and, and I think the, the top guys, I think they do make enough money to where like eight grand isn't like. Oh my yeah. god! I gotta pay my cell phone bill. Well, he's talking eight grand for fifth. And first right, is gonna be more. But I, I just yeah. Uh, I think if you win, it's twenty or thirty or something. Like, why would you? Yeah. Not. I, uh, I don't know why. To me, that Stank to me the, that's an easy one. Like, think I'll kill a man for twenty grand. Uh, I'll do more than kill a man. I, I'll chop his head off, bury him, and then might even come after his mom. <laughs> come after your mom for twenty for, for twenty grand. Uh, um, the first ever takeout and block pass in a straight race without a turn. Yeah. I, mean, I, will, I will cross lanes three times. Uh, Jason Wygant from RacerX Online on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Let's do the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in with uh, with, with Jason Wygant. N-Fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Jeep, truck, and SUV parts. We love the guys at NFAB. They support the sport, whether it's through the JGR Suzuki dudes or the uh, NFAB Ampro Yamaha off-road team as well. NFAB uh, truck, steps, bumpers, light mounting solutions, all sorts of cool things. Wygant, did you have NFAB on your Jeep or no? Did you ever get them? 
I got them and then it didn't work out, and I returned them. And then I, somebody at the JGR shop probably sold them for profit, <laughs> so I might get in trouble for that. Okay, all right, let's get. Yeah. So this is the JGR Suzuki check-in. Uh, Weed, you and I were texting with Phil, filthy Phil today. Um, <laughs> let's let's but let's go a little bit. What what's new with those guys? Have you been by? Have you have you checked out anything lately? I know they're all testing. Chris Wheeler from Chris Wheeler from Suzuki is there. Uh, the Japanese guys are there. It is wide open right now. Yeah, uh, Chris Wheeler made the mistake of going to the AIM Expo trade show uh, where I was on Thursday and Friday, Mm -hmm. and uh, he shouldn't have gone there because then we just grilled him down, and then he really made the mistake of hanging out with us on Friday night, so then (laughs) gloves are really off. Then it wasn't even in, like, a professional setting. Right. Um, It sounds like the transition to a full factory team as Mm. opposed to what they were last year, they had a little support. And even, I mean, I guess they were considered for Yamaha's factory team at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've talked to enough people at JGR where they were not exactly feeling the love, even when they were supposedly the top-tier effort. Mm, odd. Um, yeah. yeah, now they finally are. And it sounds like that is a huge, huge process. Wheeler told me that they started a meeting on, I think, last Wednesday at 8.30 in the morning. And he's like, here's a picture of us at 1 a.m. in the same room still. Jeez. Figuring out how they're going to integrate all this. North Carolina and California, the Japanese engineers, uh, how all these pieces are going to work. And they're still trying to figure out who's even going to ride uh, for this 250 team. They don't seem even close to willing to you – know, they're not saying the announcement's coming this week or anything right, like that. Right, And uh, I'm like, oh, man, I should come out to the track. And Willard's like, well, you better check. I don't know. we got a lot of guys out there, and I don't know if you're supposed to see who all of them are. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot – it seemed like when you saw the – Vogel and Pike announcement, and hey, they're the Suzuki team. It seemed like it was all done. Yeah. But it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts right now. Um, I would bet on Phil and Justin Hill and 250s along with Bichelia. I would think one more spot. They're probably shooting out everybody. Stank Dog's ready. <laughs> Stank's always ready. Stank is ready. Stank's ready. Stank is ready. Um, okay. And then, of course, Bogle and Pike on 450s. And Phil will go 450s for for Nationals. So, um, yeah, it seems like Wygant. And, and uh, Ben and Glenn, the two mechanics for uh, Barsha and, and Pike last year, they moved into uh, motor divisions. So now they got to yep. hire six mechanics. Like, it's – they got – Buddy Antones is going to be the 250 yeah. uh, team manager, we believe. Right, Wygant? Not official, yeah, probably. But... I, no, I've talked to Bud Van. He says it's definitely not for sure yet. Okay. He, he wants to pursue it. He's excited about it. but Okay, not um, for sure, yeah. So. Yeah, it, it seems like. I don't even know. There's so much. Go- I would like to see a chart, a flow chart. <laughs> flow chart. Boy likes to say. <laughs> a flow chart of how this 250 team is going to work. Because if you remember the confusion last year where somehow Lee McCollum ended up as a JGR mechanic, but it was really because the 250 team was kind of more of a Suzuki yeah. team and they just yeah. rolled under JGR's truck. So they had Suzuki mechanics and um, the Suzuki guys had parts that yeah. the 40 guys didn't have like different wheels and different brake pedals and stuff, you know, cause they were factory. Like, yeah. It was so confusing. It was very strange. I'd love to see the whiteboard in the office of how yeah. things are work, like yeah. how they work over there. No, Coy's big into flow yeah. charts. Flo- okay. Coy, Coy yeah. has challenged Wygan and I many times to do a flow chart of the powers of the sport. Okay. He's like, write it down. Yeah. yeah. We're like, we can't. We can't. We have no idea. Yeah, F-I-M, know where to start. FIM, AMA, Feld, MX Sports. A- yeah. God, I don't even know, right? So anyways. Um, Look, I think that's, by the way, the reason that these national numbers keep getting more and more confusing. Because all these entities are going further and further apart. And they've got one thing that they're all stuck together on. And that's these numbers are supposed to jive. <laughs> right. And 
Call up Ken Feld right now and say, listen, your 250 class, half of your show on Saturday night, it's just a regional support class. It should not count. Go yeah. tell them that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's part of the problem right, right there. Right. I'm sure they're like, damn it all, it counts just as much. Yes, it does count just as much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're so, right. Yeah, we don't have enough. Time. We don't have enough yep. time to get into 250 Supercross. My feelings about that and debate. And I know. Daniel, I know. Daniel and I are still going to get into the RC Road to Supercross discussion at some point. Oh, do I need God. to start stretching? Yeah, I think so. All right, <laughs> I'm ready. You, I think you need to. I'm ready to duel. Um, but uh, that'll probably come on later. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, Weech, thank you uh, oh, for coming. JGR. Oh, yeah. Oh, JGR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just uh, I was going to yeah. wrap it up. So basically, that's the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in. We don't know anything. That's the check-in. We don't know. It's a, like I think the um, if somebody had a drone, they they might actually have a tarp over the track. They're very I've never yeah. heard them have this level of secrecy over who is riding there this week. Yeah, very 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 top secret who is testing the motorcycles. This week. Oh, wait, we do have one scoop though. You said that Weston Pike had bought a house out there. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. Wow. Yeah. Moving out there. And why didn't? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. And you didn't try to sell them yours. You have one for sale. I, I, yeah, I tried to get a reality show going. I tried to rent my house to Phil, have Weston pay as Phil's roommate, possibly with the team. Because, see, when Phil and I are trying to make a money deal, it's very difficult to make it. <laughs> I mean, we were far, far apart. I don't see that so we try, much agreement. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no. So what we try to do is say, J-Bone, hey, kick in 600 a month or so, and then whoever needs to stay there at any point, Pike, Cunningham, Lee God, McCollum, God knows who. coming from California. Right, God knows yeah. who, right. Yeah. And then I said to Phil, I'm like, if we had a show, me and you battling over the rent check every month and Pike living in the same house, we could <laughs> make some serious coin on this show. Um, and then all those dudes turn me down, and the next thing I know, they're renting other places and buying other houses. So it must be me. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah, I yeah. like that idea. That's yeah. really good. I think that's, that would work. Um, Pike and Phil together? Oh, yeah. And then Mumbles could come by, and you could have subtitles on the bottom for when he, when he talks? You know? Yeah, and I never, I never knew this, but apparently Cunningham talks 24 hours a day. Oh, okay. He never stops. He never stops. There's no sleeping. He will, and then they sit in the morning. He'll wake up in the morning and just continue right where he left off. So I think Phil wanted extra rent if he was going to have to move in with him. <laughs> just to listen yeah. to it? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yes, yeah, Corey was going to have speaking to kick in an extra fee. hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, speaking fee. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, well, Weech, hey, thanks for the time on the uh, Pulpomex show, by the way. Thank you. Um, it's good. Yeah, I, I think I've been on here three times in seven years. I don't know how that's possible. Well, I mentioned it to Daniel Blair. He got very excited about having you on. He I love you, yes. Weege. Oh, all right. I yeah. love you, Weege. Now, yep. Dan, Daniel's Daniel's good. He's got he's got my respect. He's done a great job. I t- somehow, there's actually a family tree where we actually both hosted that show. That's very disconnected. But yeah. we were both Supercross Live hosts at some point, so we got the kinship. And and Holly was back, yeah. right? Like Hollywood. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love Holly. Man. You too. Oh, yeah. And I mean, God, he's like what, Uncle Jimmy to me. Man, has some epic Jim Holly stories. <laughs> so do oh, I. I'm sure Daniel does, bro. Do you have I'm some? Sure. Well, it's only, but it's only half a year. But you have still have some. I've known Jimmy no. since I was just oh. a wee little lad. I mean, he's Uncle Jimmy to me. I've known him since I was a little kid. Oh I, God, Jim I, Holly. I know is, plenty of Jimmy stories. I've traveled. I've gone to Europe with him. I, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not know. Yeah, I've, we went to Gothenburg a couple oh, years yeah. together. Oh no. <laughs> Jimmy's oh, the God. best, man. And, and I'll tell you what. And Is there anybody Weege, like Jim Holly? No, nobody. And Weege, you can back me up. The dude cares immensely about what he does when he's there. He is wide open. Oh, yeah. We'll do whatever and everything. Dude, and he, all right, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do- he, he hid behind a tractor because Sue kept avoiding him. <laughs> 
when Stu was interviewing, he hid behind a tractor and jumped out like the boogeyman. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> hey, Stu. Like, and they had, had the camera and everything. He had no choice. Uh, and this year, he was asking some tough questions on Race Day Live yeah. to Tomac and Dungey, and he has, he has no problem. No, those dudes aren't fans of him. No, but they... But I think they like him, too, because he's Uncle Jimmy, man. It's like one of those things where like, oh, yeah. oh God, here comes the questions. Oh. But we also like Jimmy. I, I love working with him. He makes, he makes it so fun. I, I, I didn't him. realize you went that far back. Well, oh, yeah, dude. So, Jimmy, Holly stories. Dude, well, they used to have the Reno, are, the Reno cross. <laughs> the Reno cross oh, back in the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've known Jimmy since I was a kid. I've known oh boy. I've known the stories. There's, it's unbelievable. He's awesome. You can have Daniel Love Blair, him. Jim Halley stories after dark. <laughs> Just let him talk. Oh boy, uh, we're, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get him to come up here. We're working on it. We're trading dates, so uh, I'm trying to get him to fly. He's great. Up. He's, he, great. he's a he's a great guy. Um, awesome, uh, Weech. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yep, and uh, Stank Dog, Daniel Blair. Nice talking to you guys. You, you too, man. Too. All right, see ya. All right, later. That's the voice of Super or Motocross, everybody. Voice, voice of Motocross, Jason Wygant. All right, Daniel Blair, Stank Dog, in studio. We're going to commercial break right now. When we come back, the new song from Main Event? Or no? What are we calling uh, it? It's, it is a Main Event song, okay. but we'll get into it. The, the band Main Event is Rest in Peace. But Daniel and Vincent are still writing and recording music. Third person. Third person yeah, drops. Right. What's up Kinda, with your drummer? He was badass. We'll get into it. Okay. Well, Brand new oh. song from the main event. And when we come back from this commercial, thanks for listening. Uh, Jeremy Malott still to come. Jason Thomas. Motocross the Nations talk. Stank talk. Much more. Thanks for listening. Be right, 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 be right back after this. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki. And you're listening to The Pulp Show. And Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. 
The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything, I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, 
and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands... Please tell them. No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for talent and kite hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services 
are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. Hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented ProLaunch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique Tack Hour Meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV by taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit. PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit,
get. Pivot Works has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, Pivot Works should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, Pivot Works is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you will notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors. Chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength. 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. Welcome back, everybody. I didn't know, Blair, that it, it just ended like that. <laughs> it doesn't. What happened? I don't know. That was, That's all you sent me or something. No way. Yeah, 257. That was it. I don't know. Maybe, okay. like, with Raining Yellow, maybe the gods <laughs> shut it off. They said that's... Uh, that so that's for the new, that's a new video game? The MTV, so, yeah, it, yeah. And it was perfect timing, because... I wasn't supposed to like let that out that that was going to be part of the game, but then they released the games coming out. So yeah. that song, we got to fly to Phoenix uh, and record with 
like a, a really good guy. He did Evanescence, Disturbed, um, oh my gosh, Slipknot, yep. um, Godsmack. Like this guy is a great producer engineer. So we got to fly in and just sit with this dude and record one song for the game. It's it's you yeah. Know, so it's, so you had to make it. You had to write it a little moto ish. Oh yeah. I, I mean, right. I use like the terms moto, yeah, uh, yeah. drop the iron. Right. I I literally I already had lyrics for that song and it had nothing to do with that. I had to go and rewrite them all just for the game. Uh-huh. It's all like moto themed and yep. you know the lights and whatever. So. Yeah. Which was cool. It was actually, I thought it was going to be harder than it was. It was easy to kind of steer a direction on the lyrics. So is that so. studio musicians behind you or your brother doing everything? Or so who's we, playing that? We, we sent them a file. My brother does everything. He's a straight G. He could do drums, piano, bass, guitar, everything. Yep. Uh, and we sent them a file of a demo version of it. Then they took that, had a studio drummer come in and play it live because the producer didn't want a, um, the digital version. Yep. He wanted yep. live. Yep. So we had them do it. We got there and we're like, whoa, like he changed a bunch. He went with the double bass, uh, full-time chorus, all this stuff. And my brother is usually just like, no, no, no. He's, he's tough. He's man. the tortured artist. Like, uh, the guy, yeah, yeah. that's not me kind of guy, you know? And, uh, and I said, Vince, dude, chill. Like it's for the game. Like let's, let's not care about details and let's just have fun. Yeah. And dude, it was ended up being cool. Like we had two good days. The guy was cool. Yep. Um, and then we waited forever. Like, when can we hear it? Uh, not yet. When can we hear it? I'm like, dude, we, I need to hear it. And then finally yeah. we got it. Like literally the day I sent to you, I, okay. I got it and I said, boom, sent it to you. So awesome. Well, there we go. So that'll be on the new game. Uh, all out. I think it's called. Yeah. Or, and yeah. we have two songs. So that one we did with them uh-huh. and it was through the producer, but then we are allowed to also submit one of our other ones that we did okay. in house. So yep. we have two on the game, but that one is more the, the, the but, main the, one. but the main event band is, is done. The main event band's done. It is done. We're not playing live. We're not he chasing says, the He dream. says for the fourth time. No, it's done. The fourth, I, fourth time now. The main event band is done. It's done. I mean, <laughs> unless this song makes my entire, everything else in my life uh-huh. uh, be able to go away and I can be a full-timer. And that's right. not, music's dead, man. Yeah. Rock and roll is, is. dead. It's it's, really there's, there is no interest whatsoever in pursuing it. But we both like writing and recording. Like, my brother's a phenomenal musician, yeah. and I love writing music. So I I would predict we'll continue to do one-offs here and there. In yeah. fact, I talked to Travis Pastrana this week. He's got his second film, the, uh, what was the first one? Um, I had two of them. Um, Action, ac- action! Oh, action heroes! Yeah, is that action what it was? figures, action figures! Yeah, yeah. He's got a second one, uh, yeah. so I'm already talking to him about creating some songs specifically for his movie. Yeah. So we'll continue to release stuff, yeah. but but the band dream is yeah. long gone. What do you think, Stank, of the of the main event stuff? Oh, I, I love it. I'm a, I'm a fan. Up. Put the mic. I, yeah. I uh, purchased it on iTunes. His oh, there latest album. Um, but I I, I want to know what's going on with Dusty, dude. I I really like Dusty. I like the drummer. I. I I want to know what's going on with him. Where's he at? He was our drummer, okay. the most recent. Um, were you guys like Spinal Tap where you were rotating through drums? <laughs> well, again, back to my brother. He doesn't get along with many people. If it wasn't for the the blood inside our bodies that he had no choice to deal with, right. I would have been kicked out many a time. Right. Um, but we, the best drummer, dude, he was killer. Um, but then as we decided to kind of end things... He knew it was kind of over, and then he moved back to Boise, Idaho, and he gave up on drumming, and it's sad. He is a freakishly Dude is a triple OG. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you look and you go, it's just sad. That guy could be legendary. I, I, I just, wife and I just watched a Foo Fighters documentary on Netflix. Very, very good. Oh, yeah. They cycled through guys in their band, and these guys are talking about one guy got a shot for a tour, 
and then got booted off the first disc because his drumming wasn't up to par. And like, and another guy came in from another band for like a year and a half, and he got booted out. It was just, it was a documentary. They just kept changing band members, and eventually they brought the same Pat Smear back and stayed in the band. But. How would you feel if Pulpamex there was five of you and you were all equally in control? Yeah. Good luck making yeah. it work. And that's what bands are. You literally have to all get along, and one weak link. And it just falls apart. And our band fell apart a hundred times because we just could never get everyone on the same page. And then when yeah. we finally did, yeah. we're like too old and rock was over. So it was I, like, whatever. I just saw you two in, in Glendale. How was that? It was great. But four dudes since 1979 uh, I, maneuvering through superstardom. And, and them too of all. And they're, yeah. I mean. You just look at that and you're like, like, that's awesome. And you see other bands like the Foo Fighters documentary or like what you're talking about. These guys can't do it. You just like. And and uh, it was we just was I was Wikipediaing um, the the Ataris. Mm-hmm. They yeah. finally hit it big with that uh, bo- remake of Boys of Summer yep. and the other song Diary or something. And it says in their Wikipedia they immediately broke up. Like, hey, jerk offs, you got a gold selling discs. Like, how about you don't wreck it? Well, some they, people they can't but, deal with success either. That starts right, fights also. Right, so like, I, it's it's sad. I mean, but then the U two is the rare. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. and they're. How what was Bono? Was he? It was great. Yeah, I love it. Still? It's great. Yeah, they're is that awesome. the album yep. that came on the the phone when no, you downloaded? No, no, um, they're, they're over <laughs> that, that pissed off so many that, people. That didn't really work out, and I don't like it. Honestly, I'm a huge U2 fan. Their last two discs, they're not on my phone. I don't listen Me to them. I, I'm all old yeah, stuff. Yeah, and and, uh, and this tour is the 30th anniversary of Joshua Tree, so they're playing it front to back, gosh. and so it's really really good. But. Um, yeah, you just look at those guys and you're like, fuck, since 1979, these four dudes have traveled the world. They're multi-multi-millionaires. The perfect they, puzzle. They seem like personalities. It, right? Right? It's, yeah. it, it's rare. And uh, all right, phone call for Stank Dog. It's, uh, it's Andy from Husqvarna. What's up, Andy from Husqvarna for Stank Dog? Hey, Stank Dog, you forgot about us over here. Uh, no, I, sh- I shot you out for giving us the parts. It's Andy Richards. Oh, you did? What yes. about the 150 motors we've been sending you? <laughs> oh, Stank. Stank called out for the 150. Oh, man. No. No, I wish I was running the 150. You know that. You know that. Yeah, I know that. I, 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 I heard they're going to tear you down at the Fly Amateur Nationals. I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if this is Andy. This kind of this sounds like uh, – it kind of sounds like Donnie. No. <laughs> no. No. This, 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 this ain't my dad. It sounds like my dad. Is this is, it it, is. is this Stank Senior? Yep. Right I've on. I've been trying to get him to put a cheater motor in that bike, and he just won't do it. <laughs> I mean, it honestly doesn't look like a cheater motor when I watch it on the track. I'm just like, yeah, it looks like a slow-ass 125. I told him at least stroke it. Nobody will know. Nobody's going to pay the money to tear him down. He's not going to get top 10 yeah. anyways. Have you, did anyone ever tear you down or? Try to tarry, I mean, did they even no, bring it up? No, no one ever brought it up. But like, they I heard mean, it. They heard like, that thing stuck. What, what, what if someone did? You know, and they're like, "Oh God, he's been riding a big board the whole entire time. No wonder he's beating me." Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a, it's not worth it. Yeah, no, it's not. But he got tore down last year at the Dodge Amateur Nationals or the Fly Amateur Nationals. No, oh, really. Stock two fifty. Oh, yeah. It was, it was awesome. It was so fun. You're just like yeah, First awesome. time ever. I've been wanting it for years. <laughs> <laughs> you're in, you're into that stuff though. I'm not. 
<laughs> you 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 All like right. it you like it when the guys well, come over to spend their money. Uh, thanks uh, thanks Stank Senior for calling and appreciate it. And uh, we like having we like having uh, Stank Dog on the show. It's awesome when we call him. Great, he's a good he's a good man. He really is. Great, yeah. No, it's awesome to have him in here for sure, man. All right, you guys have fun out there. All right, thank you, thank you. Thought it was Andy Jefferson. That voice in the beginning, I was like, there's no way that... It's all him. He wanted to make the joke uh, on you. You're over there so playing pranks on us, huh? The guy in the corner, Travis Marks. I would never do that. That was a little suspect. I'm an honest man. Uh, all right, everybody. Race Tech. Race Tech suspension email segment. Uh, get your uh, suspension oil changed. Do you ever use Race Tech, Stank? Uh, actually, yeah. I was on a KTM 65. That and long that, ago? It was that long probably, ago, probably, and you, you'll never believe like this. Pillows, bro. Pillows. I don't remember. I, I think his name's Kaipo. And now he now he works suspension yeah, for, for KYB. Yep. Yeah. He used to he was working for yeah. Race Tech at World Minis, and my dad Donnie wow. bought me some Race Tech, and he was the Race Tech guy there at World Minis. Well, it's funny you say that because Kaipo, now factory KYB guy and factory Cowie guy, RCH guy, he uh, he started at Race Tech, which they're doing these suspension seminars now. Uh, a lot of guys in the industry started at Race Tech, so please check them out for their suspension seminars. Pulpamex seventeen is the code to save at Race Tech suspension and engines uh, discounts. Uh, Rebuild, uh, anything else, racetech.com can uh, hook you up. Here's some emails on the show. All right. Um. Oh, Anderson shot us down, by the way. Oh, he did? He did. What did he say? He said if it, if it, if it was a – what did he say exactly? Let me, let me, let yeah, me read this. Break this new show. Hey, screw he Steve. Said, Haha, the only way I'd ever go on would be with you, but I'm good. Sorry, dude. <laughs> So close. Dude, what what did you do to him? You know what? I really don't know. I don't think I like nothing. I just said some of his passes were really stupid. Like some of those moves, I'm just like, really, guy? And I mean I mean we do all have those stupid passes and yeah. I mean, it, it it's oh God, I I really I really like the dude, so I can't see anything bad about no, him. No, he seems like a good guy. We used to get along fine. He he's been on here before. At some point, me criticizing some of those passes that were stupid. He decided he hated me. It's just an opinion. Absolutely. And there were other passes that people didn't like that I'm like, that's fine. Like, that's just super cross racing. Yeah. You know? So why doesn't Barsha like you then? Same kind of thing, I think. Same, yeah, just... same thing where I'm just like, what is this problem? Like, mm-hmm. trying to take dudes out, trying to clean guys. I'm just like, st- like, especially when he came back from injury this year in Supercross, he wasn't ready. He wasn't in shape. He was getting passed, which is fine, whatever. And then he would just go for dudes' front tires. <laughs> for like 12. <laughs> yeah. And guys are like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, it's just part of the business. You and I talked about the beginning of the show. It's just, yep. it's just part of the deal. It's real, like, I'm fine without him coming on and talking to us, and he's fine without talking to me and we live our lives it's yep. yeah but it's publicity man dude well look josh hansen at one time uh, he's he hated me uh he's come on since and he's said man you were right about all those things you said to me and i'm like yeah i know like <laughs> you're like yeah yeah i, I mean I'm not exactly yeah and he's like yeah i was kind of an idiot and i you were right and now we're good we get along fine you know but anyways whatever um all right so matt sent this in question for the audience here uh hypothetically speaking if you could choose one rider for nationals with everything being the same between an 02 Carmichael, an 08 Stu, a 2013 Villapoto, or a 2016 Roxon, who would you sign and why? What was the third one? Villapoto. Uh, Villapoto, 2013. Ugh. Oh, I mean, it's, it's one of those questions. I'd, I'd, I'd go Villapoto all day long. I'd go Stu. Is that his? That was that his perfect. Was that oh, his yeah, perfect, was perfect year? year yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, oh seven was I strictly think, yeah. based on that their time and that 
those performances, I would probably go Stu too. But problem is, I'm I'm an RC guy, so I gotta go Carmichael. So you go Carmichael. Oh, but, but you gotta look at who were those guys racing. Stu was Tim Ferry. Uh, as much as I love Tim Ferry, <laughs> I gotta be honest. Yes, you know Stu didn't have the deepest field for sure when he, he went when he went perfect. And yeah, I, uh, you know Ricky Ricky had Wyndham, I think. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he did. Oh two, yeah. Uh, I don't know. No, he did not. No, oh four. Oh four. Yeah, oh four. Yeah. That's hard because all those seasons were so good. Like yeah. Roxon last year, I I will never forget watching Millville. That one lap where he yeah. came from twentieth to second. <laughs> yeah. I've never yeah. seen a lap like that in the history of all dirt bike racing. That was he made ten factory guys look like novices at yeah. a local track. But then you go back to the stew year and you're like yeah, he freakish stuff, and then you go to. Car- I mean, all those years. That, that's the hardest question, but I'll go you're, Stu you're because over Villapoto, though. Yeah, it's thanks, Pip. I'm I'm pissed off. I'm a, I'm a Villapoto fan. I am too, but I. It's uh, hard. Uh, it's... The most impressive the Millville lap from Kenny was impressive, but I will go. I will go further in my eyes. Glenn Helen that year he followed Ryan Dungey, who's second all time in two four fifty motocross wins, who's a uh, uh, six championships or whatever Dungey's got, an all timer. He followed Ryan Dungey for twenty minutes, right behind him. Roxon, Roxon looked at his watch. I would guess and be like, okay, time to go. Passed Ryan Dungey at Glen Helen and took was off. Was that the same day with the fork thing? But it was the yes. other moto. Yes, it was yeah, the that other was moto. that was weird too because it looked like he was just sitting there, almost watching him going, and, "Dude, and, I'm like, going to." Yeah, just. I'm just riding and like okay. Like a cat and a mouse. Time to messing go. with them. And when you drop a guy like Ryan Dungey, you're like, holy shit, you know? And then I'll also throw another one. Tomac Hangtown yeah, 2015. Yeah. Right. Freak. Right. Individual lap rocks. An individual day. Tomac, individual season. I'll go stew. All right. Perfect. That's, that's my answer. All right. Next question from Bill um, about Malcolm Stewart. Get this kid on the show and ask the hard questions. All right, Bill. Why do teams not like you? I don't think teams not like Malcolm, I think they like Mook. Uh, did you tell someone important to F off? Makes no sense that he doesn't have a ride with a legit team. Raw speed, he's got to be top three. Endurance and desire are questionable for sure. But with a DeCoster type of figure approaching him saying, we believe in you and want to help to succeed, he's a weekly podium contender. Plus, he's one of the most popular guys in the sport, so regardless, fans will follow him. No offense to most of the riders out there, but they are boring. I'd rather watch a guy like Mookie. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got points. Uh, you know, I know for sure, I know a team, a really top-level team, that said, you know what, we don't want to deal with your dad from the James thing and everything else. They Just, just the history of Yep, and, and, and nothing against you. Um, the JGR guys, who had a terrible time with James and his dad, said we'd hire Mookie in a second. They just, it hasn't worked out. Why? Not? Why? Uh, they just haven't done it. Uh, I my... mean, you can't honestly – Mookie had flashes of brilliance. Heat race Mookie, we always made fun of. <laughs> but um, – you can't make a case for Mookie over Bogle, like, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, eh. Well, the, and the reason why is because what he said. And, and I, I, I'll, I'll make two strong opinions because I actually have a pretty strong opinion on this. Hot take coming. Hot take. Marks, you good? Hot take, Get the button ready. Without question, I would say if Malcolm Fuck Stewart you. rode for Factory KTM under Roger DeCoster and rode at the Baker Factory and committed himself 100%, yeah. he wins – Three main events and is on the podium seven times. Bullshit. Yep, straight up talent. Straight bullshit. He is, no way. He is sick. But you the know, reason yeah. why it won't happen, yeah. is because his commitment 
is questioned. And I, honestly, I, I question it too. If yeah. I was a team manager, I would be like, yeah. please, Malcolm, show me you care because I will hire you and you will be legit. I, and, but I, that's, and I think he's making a big mistake from not doing outdoors so many times. Like, he's not good enough to where you – like, well, you're on a 450. It matters now. Outdoors matter. Do they matter as much? No. But they matter. What did Cooper say? Took yeah, a lot of success. Was able to fight through a lot of stuff on a 250. Gets on a 450. It's yeah. not so easy. Right. And I agree, but it's it's sad to me. Like because it, I really think legitimately he's a top 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 guy in the sport. If the program's right, but the program would never be right without the 100 percent commitment, which is yeah. what everyone questions. He's not going to do it. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to. Zero chance of that. If he yeah. w- if he went the Dean Wilson route, because Dean committed, man. I mean. He turned his he turned his whole thing around, and it, you could tell he committed. The guy really gave a damn. Yep. If Malcolm gave one hundred percent commitment and said, "I want to be a champion," I think he could find himself on one of the best teams, and I think he would do it straight up. But I don't I for what, I don't know their inner circle. I don't know what's going on yeah. over there. But I just I don't no, I, I don't see the physical commitment. I would uh, like to plant a money tree in my backyard, Daniel. It, I hope exactly. the money tree comes so out. I, I think, in my opinion, it's it's <laughs> well, the money. It's, it's the money that drives the Stewarts. If if the money got put in front of his face, I think he'd have the drive to go out and go, go for it. Yeah, but that's but ridiculous. I think, I think that's, that's like you, six on one, half dozen on the other. Yeah, like chicken not, and egg, man. Chicken and egg. That's like, like dude. How about you egg. get committed first, then and the then you, the money comes in. Especially now with the sport, there's so many good guys. Look at all the champions. All these guys got championships, got pointed out, moved into the 450. It's too stacked. To rely on talent. Yeah. You have to have the full package. That's why Barsha don't have a deal. People uh, question the motivation. Race Tech suspension email from Sean. I was listening to some past shows the other day and came across the Dallas one where a lot of the show was spent talking about riders blaming their bikes. I was just wondering if there was any programs these teams put in place for riders when they first get on a factory team to help them with testing. Seems like it would be very beneficial to sit down with some engineers and even past pros to break down the bike and really give the rider some knowledge so he can try to pinpoint what he's looking for and relay the proper information back to the mechanic. From the outside looking, it just seems like some of these riders are searching for a certain feel of their bike and they may be looking in the wrong areas. Thanks for all the content and keep up the good work. Uh, Good point, Sean. And that's why you see some teams hiring former pros to do testing. The Rocco did it at the Geico team. Um... Ryan Morris, Ryan KTM. Morris at KTM does it. Uh, they had Tedesco at RCH doing it because, you know, regardless of how fast you these guys are, yeah, who knows if they're good at testing? Who knows? So I, I don't think know, a lot of them are, man. I, I don't either. I don't either. Absolutely. And and I think that these guys they have a mindset where they're like, I have a factory team. I have all these resources. I have to make the bike one hundred percent, and that's wrong. You have to get your bike to ninety percent. The other 10% is on you to adapt. Every track's different. Every yeah. day's different. Stop trying to find the perfect setting. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Get it close. Get the comfort there. Yeah. And then adjust setting. and work around Dungey. Whenever Dungey would toy around with his bike, bad night. Whenever he'd leave it alone, yeah. good night. Yeah, it's because was, you have to adjust around your bike. The bike's never going to be right. He never. was notorious for that, for sure. Uh, and, and, and so he's right. Yeah, you, you got to be good at testing. A man who... Uh, Knows something or two about testing a motorcycle. Uh, works at flyracing.com. He's on the line right now. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Uh, just watching the Cowboys not know how to play defense. Uh, Daniel Blair is uh, – I'm, I'm actually – good job concentrating on the show. You've been pretty good. I, I told yeah. you, I can micromanage. I, you can. I, I'm doing He's well. He's got his Ezekiel Elliott jersey on. That's multitasking, JT. by the way. What I say? Micromanaging. <laughs> You're either that. one. I think you did. Shit, um, my bad. Flyracing.com, JT, uh, stank dog, fly racing athlete. He is. Says he's yeah. been wearing it since he was on 60s. Come on, JT, you know yep. that. I love that. Love that. 
Um, will you be making a special stank dog line where maybe you have a, a little clip-on hair that goes under the back of the jersey or the helmet? <laughs> Um, I don't think so. It's a good idea. It probably will go in the uh, the file with the adamantium cap boots. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I, I was gonna say. I think that I think this the fly over there. They they got more pull for the seven deuce deuce. I think the seven deuce deuce line would come before the stank dog line. We were discussing JT's uh, which which fan base is bigger, stank or seven deuce deuce. It's a very uh, big battle of the of the of the fan groups. Yeah, I think uh, I think seven deuce deuce has done a better job of marketing himself. But, uh, let's let's see who's let's see whose bank account's bigger. <laughs> actually, actually, uh, Seven Deuce Deuce killed it with that disc. Hey, we're we're talking motocross career, okay, not rap career. Right, okay, um, <laughs> rap career. I, I do like fly racing too. By the way, JT, very clever of you guys. There, you have the Seven Deuce Deuce and Supercross, but Stank covers the arena cross coverage for fly racing. You know? Yeah, it's all by design. Steve. Right. Yeah, we got it all. We got it all mapped out. We got a big, like a big board, like Mel Kiper. We got a big board of all our athletes <laughs> yeah, exactly. and where they're going to be, you know, positioned. Exactly. Um, all right, Jason Thomas from FlyRacing.com. We're going to give away a set of Fly Racing Sector boots to a lucky caller tonight, 702-586-7857. If you want to win some uh, Fly Racing Sector boots, courtesy of those folks. Um, well, JT, we're off the hop. Let's get to this guy because he's from Australia. He's been on hold. Jake, what's up? You got a question for JT? Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, I got a question for JT. Um I live in Australia in the middle of nowhere. My nearest fly distributor is like 1,500 kilometres away. And I've got some questions on fitment on the fly helmets. Um, I've got a bit of an odd-shaped head that's rather large. Um, how do they compare to, say, other brands? Are they more of a neutral fit or, um, yeah, could you help us on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, every helmet fits a little bit differently. It's hard for me to uh, hard for me to just know, you know, go off the word melon-shaped and tell you how it's going to fit. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could help you more. I mean, it's pretty neutral. You know, I don't get a lot of um, negative feedback, which is kind of what you're what you're going for when you're trying to sell, you know, tens of thousands of an item. So, um, yep. the, the best advice I can give you is is use the size chart and then measure your head, and then uh, you're, you're probably going to be okay. And JT, the, the other side, and JT, you can order different cheek pads and things like that, right? With, yeah, that's what I was going oh, with, too, is uh, if you're super worried about it, you can always order, you know, a different size liner or a different size cheek pads and try to custom fit it a little bit once you get it. No, that sounds that, that sounds great. Yeah, thank you for that. I've got a question for Mathis as well. In yes. regards to McLean. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, obviously, being Australian, I'm a little bit patriotic, but um, you got to feel uh, pretty confident on the Team Australia lineup this year with how down all the other teams, you know, Belgium missing Basol, and uh, obviously the American team's not quite what it could be. What's your opinion on that? Well, actually, funny, we're just going to get into that right now with uh, Stank Dog, Daniel Blair, and JT. We're going to talk to those nations right now, man, so stay on the line, and uh, let's talk about it. So, um, oh, th- Thanks, awesome. man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, actually, absolutely. I want to get to Dis Nations talk right now. So, I went into the Dis Nations looking at Seeley, Covington, and Osborne as I hope they can get on the podium. You know, it's going to be tough. I think they can get a third, maybe a second. No chance they win. And I have flipped because of injuries due to other countries. Uh, France is on their third MX2 rider. Belgium has taken two losses. DeSalle is out. And um, uh, who else? Their MX2. Or Lieber was out. So they put Van Donick and Stribos in. France has an off-road guy for the right. MX2 guy that used to ride MX. Um, is he fast? Like He was all right. But, I mean, he's still an yeah, off-road he's guy. He's, he's decent. I mean, he was he was a decent MX2. Christophe Charlie, I mean, he was legit. I don't know how a year off of hardcore motocross is going to, yeah. 
you know, B. But he he wasn't bad. He was on the I believe he was on twenty four MX team uh, two years ago. So to uh, me, like JT, uh, let's start with you. I like U.S. and Great Britain right now. If I were to handicap it, um, you know what? I, I wrote for three on three today that come out Wednesday. I still have France as the favorite because I think they have the two best guys. Um, I think, uh, you know, with Febra's level always being so high at this event, and then Paul N is the same. Uh, both of them have won their respective class at this event many times. Um, you know, with Charlie, I think he'll rise to the occasion. And, and realistically, they, they probably only need one decent moto from him. So with those two guys on their team, I uh, I have France as still the favorite. Uh, but other than that, I think it's wide open. I think uh, I, I disagree. he looks good. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Great Britain, Searle's the wild card. He hasn't really done a whole lot lately. Um, Anstey's really up and down. USA, I, I kind of was counting them out of it until uh, the developments as of late. So, um, to be honest with you, Steve, all of this is doing is is raising my hopes again when I had none. And to crush- <laughs> she's going to crush him. <laughs> all no, that's happening. No one takes USA defeat harder than Jason Thomas at the Motor Cause of Nations. Uh, but talking no, about- I, I, I was so just like, oh, you know, whatever. Like, it'll be fun. You know, maybe we'll get on the podium. That'll be cool. And then all of these circumstances, Ferrandis gets hurt, and then Patriel gets hurt. And then, you know, it's just one after another. Lieber, DeSalle. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. Go over there and get my heart broken again. Um, but talking about Jake, Australia has Dean Ferris. Hunter Lawrence is absolutely on fire right yep. now. Um, if he runs with Osborne this weekend, I would not be surprised. He's just got that confidence. He's 19, kid. Uh, so you think fa- so? Yeah, I don't know if he's going to. I didn't say beat him. I just I say know, run man. with him. You know? Yeah, but look at, look at like, he, he, RJ beat him two motos in a row. And I haven't really seen, you know, like RJ wasn't really on Zach's level very often. But he was sometimes. I don't know, man. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I just, I think Zach, on a track he's ridden, I mean, he, he's been in the U.K. for like three weeks. Like he's Yeah, eating he tarts. Eating tarts <laughs> and eating bread. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think Zach's going to come out and uh, I think he's going to have these MX2 guys' his number. Uh, and Kurt Gibbs is another guy. So that's a strong team for Australia. Um, JT, I disagree. Fabra, one moto win, one podium all year. He's knocked himself out three times. Like, he's not the same guy that we saw over there. He's just not. Uh, and Charlet is a question mark. But did you, did you watch him at um, the last race there? I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of that track in France. Oh, in France, he was, uh, yeah. He was pretty decent. Yeah, he, he was pretty decent. It was at, muddy. Uh, the last, uh, it was, it yeah, but I'm just muddy. saying, like, he... It's probably going to be muddy this weekend. So, um, and, and um, these guys are just so damn good at this race. And Netherlands, Koldenhoff, Bogers, Hurlings. Like, Hurlings will probably yeah. win the moto. He'll win MX3. He's MX3? Yeah. I think, yeah. Huh. I think Hurlings, uh, you know, Hurlings is going to put up 1 1 scores, I, I think, um, which puts them in, in the mix big time because really all you need is something decent from Bogers. And if Koldenhoff can get starts like he did last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were winning the whole event until, you know, a couple laps to go last year. So we have to count those guys in. So it's uh, it's crazy, man. It's it's really wide open when, yep. uh, you know, a month ago I would have said France had this thing on lock. And I, I think Searle, though, man, I, he's had a terrible year, but he's on the 250F. He's risen to the occasion before at this race. He's going to be on front of his home fans, which I think is a big deal. He's racing. He's 26-27. If you look at MX2 guys, like outside of Osborne, these are kids. 
Searle knows how to, you know, manage a race and not make mistakes and ride smartly. Uh, Dean, I put Dean right on Cole's level. Don't don't you agree, Daniel? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If one Flip beats, a coin. yeah, one beats one, the other guy beats the other. I'll give Dean a little edge because of it being home. He's been there. I mean, it, yep. it, I give him and then little edge. And Anstey again, front of hometown fans. He's uh, softer. He rides the soft stuff better, but um, he still had a pretty good year. So I like I like Anstey to beat uh, Covington in MX3. You know, so if you go with Osborne beating Searle, Dean beating Cole, and Anstey beating Covington, I think they're right there. Yeah, I think the key to this whole thing, and it's a lot of pressure, which isn't really fair, but welcome to this event, is uh, Osborne is going to need to to beat his opponents by a lot of position. Hundred percent. That it. I if Cole and Covington can be okay and don't blow it. Zach, it's all on Zach. If Zach goes and crushes that class yeah. and gets some 450 results, gets up yeah. with the 450 boys yeah. and gets a nice five, six, seven spot gap twice, that's how US, USA's chance, I to me, uh, is all about Zach Osborne crushing all the MX2 guys. That's yeah. uh, that that's the only way it yeah. works. I think opinion. Osborne wins, but I like Hunter Lawrence to to do very well. I do. Um, but yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I think I think Hunter will do really well. I just think Zach is. Zach's on a different level from the MX2 guys from what I've seen so far. you got to think, too, with Zach, he rides with 450 guys yeah. all week long, every week. Like, to him, I don't think he'll crack in that environment where this Lawrence kid, yeah. this will be, I mean, he's going to ride a 250 against all 450s in both motos. That that might be a little intimidating for a guy in that yeah. environment. I yeah. mean, he didn't do it last He wasn't their guy last year, was no. he? No, no, no. Yeah, see, for Zach, I, he, I feel like Zach's in a good spot. He's going to go into an environment that he does all week, and I think that's that's good for him. It'll be interesting to see which Hunter Lawrence we got, too, because he really didn't get to this level until lately. I mean, at the beginning of the year, it was all about Jonas and Sewer, Sewer and Lieber, and, you know, Hunter Lawrence was kind of an afterthought. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I guess he'll be on that level. You know, I, I don't have any reason not to think. It's just funny to see him get so much better seemingly out of nowhere. You know, it wasn't like anything changed. He just yeah. got really fast all of a sudden. I, I, the whole thing boils down to I really think the U.S. chances have gotten a whole lot better in my eyes than where they were. I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah I hope absolutely. they get the podium. You know, no, this is this yep. is just fate getting ready to crush me. Just a JT setup is all it is. Uh, what do you think, Stank? What's your thoughts on it? Are you just a uh, you just pro American dude? Just yeah, I mean, I just like seeing good racing. Yep. That's all. You know, I don't take it to heart if we win, if we lose. You know, yep. if we win, good. We lose, it's okay. Uh, as long Stank's as I, model for life. You know, yeah, <laughs> as long as I see good racing. Yeah. Um, do you think Hurling's will win both motos, Daniel? Yeah. I mean, that dude. Have we forgotten about Antonio Caroli? Has anybody forgotten about Antonio Caroli? <sighs> no, just, just he, no, he, I mean, he just, spanked just him in that championship, but just, straight up, um, I, Hurling's on outdoor. Because I like to separate the two, outdoor and supercross. I, so I can't say he's the best in the world, but I think on outdoor, Hurlings is doing some stuff right now that is just in, he's insane. Straight up, the guy, stop, stank. What do you? No, yeah. Hurlings. Her, Hobo was right. Yeah, yeah. dude, um, Hurlings is straight legit on outdoor. A freakish talent, and the ball's rolling. He, I think he goes one one easy. The dude is easy. Easy. Oh, no. no, you guys are forgetting no. about Antonio Caroli. No. Everybody's no, forgetting I, about Antonio Caroli here. Caroli, he's gonna he's gonna open up a can of whoop ass on her. Um, he's, let he's me ready. ask you this, JT: Does an American rider win a moto? Which it, I think uh, does Zach have a moto 
where he doesn't face hurlings. Mm, yeah. Yeah, the MX- yeah, MX1, one. MX2. MX1, MX2, MXGP, MX2. Yeah. 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 I think he has a shot. Um, but is Caroli MX3? Is, M- no, Caroli's MX1. No, he won't win then. The problem is, is he's going to get smaller. <laughs> he's like, no, forget it. <laughs> no, I mean, if you if you look at the stats, Caroli hole-shotted like half of the motos this season. So for him to not be in the top five on the start is is a very low percentage, and there's I don't see a very good chance of Zach getting a great start. So it, it, put it, those two into the mix, and I don't see it going very well. It for does Zach. depend on what they do with gate picks. Roger uh, DeCoster has switched it up the last few years. Everybody got an inside gate uh, for many years. Last couple of years, he's been like, hey, I'm giving the hot hand to the inside gate. And I don't care that That'll you're MX. I don't care if you're MX two. You're going to start way on the outside. What's the start well, like? What's the track like? What's the start a, look it's like? A drop down. It's a BMX drop down start, which they just built, so no one's ever raced on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dino and those guys did a bunch of practice starts on it, which you know our guys will get a ton. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. Time. Right. Uh, but it's it's definitely a wrinkle. It's kind of a uh, you know Monster Cup style drop down BMX start. So. And how long is it? The straight. It's pretty long, yeah. It's pretty. I mean, it's not a Glen Helen long, but it, it's not short by any means. So, um, you know, I, I think they have to give, if there's any advantage on the start gate, they have to give it to Zach because I think Roger's smart enough to know our chances of winning rest on Zach's, mm-hmm. you know, a, a oh, yeah. really good two-score uh, finish from Zach. Yeah. Yep. No, I, they, they've definitely switched it up over the years and not gun the politically correct thing, you know, um, as much as as much as they can. Roger's been like, yeah, screw because, You know, the interest. The interesting thing will be to see what what do what do the Dutch do because they know they need a good moto score from from Bogers at least one. Um, but do they think that Hurlings can hole shot or even or get to the front and win from anywhere? That that'll be the strategy I'm most interested in. Yep. Uh, I think the the USA is pretty straightforward, but the Dutch, uh, how much confidence do they have in Hurlings, mm. or are they just basically going to write Bogers off and say he's going to do what he's going to do anyway? Yeah. We're not going to waste a good game pick on him. Um, J- Daniel, uh, I'll start with you, Stank Dog. JT's pretty worried about Covington on a 450, not sold. What are your thoughts? Uh, coming from 250 to 450, yeah. I, I don't see it very positive either. Yeah. Daniel? I'm, I'm going to disagree on that. I actually, I mean, this is just my history. I've always done better on a 450 when I've been on a 250 a lot. Because I carry more momentum, I'm riding more aggressive. You get on a 450. Surprised you didn't use a third person there like you did before. Like Daniel <laughs> likes 450s. Well, technically, Daniel <laughs> has always done better when he. No, I, for me, I, I, and it's whenever I've ridden a 450 and gone down to a 250, I'm lazy. Yeah. Um, I don't hang it out. But when I've gone the other way, I've, my my most successful results on a 450 have always been when I've been riding a 250 full time and hop on one. And I feel like just because you're riding aggressive, you're used to carrying momentum more, you get on a 450 and all of a sudden it's easy. But at the same time, that's a pretty big stage and a big environment to make that kind of a change. We're talking, I'm, I'm talking fairgrounds where I've had yeah. success doing yeah, that. Yeah, Not yeah. The, Has Covington nations. ever raced a 450? Not professionally, no. Loretta's, yeah, Loretta's, I, but I, yeah. I'll be honest with you guys. I, I'm, uh, I've kind of changed my tune. Watching, uh, you know, watching more closely, I've watched all the races to get ready for that, uh, you know, to commentate those first motos. I think uh, Covington's a natural starter. He's a, he's a great oh, yeah. starter. Um, you know, I'm not going to say, like, on a Wessie's level, but he, he's a very, very good starter. Uh, being that small, I think he will get good starts on a factory, you know, Husky 450. Um, I don't think see him getting bad starts at all. And he really impressed me, um, you know, at the, at, the, at the race in Florida. And then just in general, man, he's been really good. So I've, 
as I've researched it more, I'm kind of, I've backed off a bit. Um, I just hope, you know, that my one fear is that he just doesn't toss it away trying too hard because yeah. the running, I think, is fine. Yeah. No, there is a little bit of that where you're nervous, you're a kid. You're the just, stage, man, yeah. it's big. Yeah, it's, it's, it's no joke yeah. for, for sure. Um, yeah, I think Netherlands will be really good. I like Great Britain or, or USA to take it. I do right now. I think that's uh, – I lean Great Britain by looking at yep. just the injuries. I, but maybe it's because that's the only team where I know all three names. So. You know, I also, I also like Koldenhoff is so good at sand, and I kind of wrote him off as being a sand guy, and he does do better there. But then I think of like uh, Majora last year, JT. Koldenhoff was pretty good. Like he was no yeah, slouch. If, if he was in better shape at Majora, they win. Yeah. They, I, I want to say even pretty easily because um, he whole shot at least one of the motos and uh, ran up front and then just kind of got eaten up towards the end or, or else they win it. Yeah, I think, uh, I think JT, you're putting too much stock in Fabra and Charlier for France, but we'll see. That's what makes it so awesome. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, we, you know, we've been the last three years and Fabra just turned it up. Yep. Even when he's had bad years, he just turns it up at this event, and, and uh, it's, it really stresses me out. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. It's it's bullshit that the USA hasn't won because when they win, there's always an awesome after party, and when they lose, everyone's just like "fuck it, let's go home." And then the Belgians are raging, but no, it's just Belgians. Mm-hmm. No one else is in the going in there. Like I want to stay JT and hang out and drink some lemon cello and stuff, but fucking USA keeps losing. So yeah, you know what? Honestly, if we don't win. Um, which you know I'm I'm used to at this point. Yeah. Uh, I I hope that I hope that Great Britain wins because uh, I I would be really happy for Dino. Yeah. Um, he, I mean he's obviously been through a lot and things are looking up for him, but it would be I think pretty cool for him to yeah. win uh, at his home race event like that. Um, I, and I agree. Just, yeah. You know whatever. I just don't want France to win, and it's not a personal thing. It's just been three in a row, and I'm ready for someone else. Right. Uh, let's get to some phone calls here. First up is Scoops for Stank Dog. Scoops. Scoops. Scooby. Big Scoops, stage, Scoops man. He got, he got scared on the big stage. Andy <laughs> has a has a, a boot question. What's up, Andy? How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, Steve, you need to get Berluti and no excuses. Yeah, I'm working on I just saw him the other day. Uh, Berlut's solid. I, I'll fit him in somewhere down the line. Um, yeah, we, we need to get him in. You're right. Berlut's, Berlut's uh, solid. Yeah, Ber, Berluti and Peng for sure. Anyway, I got a pair of sectors. I've had them since they dropped. Uh, they've been a good boot. My only complaint is they're a little squeaky. JT, do you think I could spray some Pam on them or something and lube them up? What about the squeakiness? They do do that. They do squeak. Yeah, that that hinge is uh, it's probably – and honestly, you know, that, that TCX brand used to be Oxstar, and uh, there were some legal issues with the name Oxstar being too close to uh, to Alpine Stars. Um, but they've done it. I wore them in 2003 – and they did it back then, and had done it. You know, do it in 2017. So you can uh, you can definitely spray something on there. The thing you want to be careful of is to not get it on the contact surface, like on the outside, because then you're not going to be able to grip at all. So, uh, but it does work right, a little cool. bit. Yeah, try that, man. Thank you. All right, su- sweet. Uh, Tyler Bowers, number 69 this year. Thank dog. You got any thoughts on that? You got any thoughts on Tyler Bowers? Thank dog. Uh, Tyler Bowers. Yeah. yeah, number 69. I got a lot of thoughts on him. Uh, 69, that's a, that's a great number. Uh, personally, I think he should be 420. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later. Thanks. What is your guys' deal with, Bow- with the Bear? With the bear? Uh, don't we, even get started. The Bear has been in studio here a few times. Yeah. yeah. I like the Bear. I like Brady. I, 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 I recall who, where, getting a text. Who do you want to start with? Blair, Blair or Stank? Are we going there? 
Steve, we talked about this. It's happening. I'm going to I'm gonna come clean on my thoughts on Bowers tonight. I'm going to do it. Are we going now? Are you just mad because he dominated Arena Cross? No, so I don't give up. No, complete. So, nothing okay, to do all right. with that. Okay, all right. here St- we go. will go first. Okay, Stank's first. I never even had a problem with the dude at all. Never, never nothing. Uh, I believe it was my second year. Uh, our first run-in was I made a little contact with him in a, in a corner, a left-hand corner after the whoops. He fell. I fell. I fell down on the lip coming out. Uh, he came around to lap me, and as he was lap, lapping me, he came by and kicked me. And, uh, you know, I didn't have a problem with that. He was, he was pissed off. And then three laps later, he falls down in the right-hander coming back onto the straightaway. Well, as he falls, he falls down on the right, and Stephen Mages runs over his right foot, and you watch his foot get ran over. He blames me for when I stuff him after the whoops of breaking his right ankle or right leg, whatever it was, uh-huh. and I hit him on the left. Yeah. And then in the video, you can clearly see Mages runs over his right <laughs> leg. Yeah. So he blames his whole entire foot injury on me, which has nothing to do with me at all. You can completely see it yeah. in the video. Right. It's, that, that got me a little frustrated. And then, where was that, Hildago? Hildago in, in Texas, Arena Cross. Uh, Hayes crashed in the whoops. Karate, karate chop kicked uh, uh, Ames? Ames in the face. They both fell. I was in second. Bowers in the lead. This is a heat race. Bowers goes, blows off the track in the sand. I go around, and the whoops were so small. Thankfully, I could hold Bowers off for, uh-huh. the, for the win in the heat race. And as we're pulling off the track, the first thing he says to me is, you pothead. <laughs> that's, no, that, wow. That's, that's, that's all he could say to me. And I'm like, I turn around. I said, really, dude? I said, really? Like that? That's what you got to say to me for for just beating you in a heat yeah, race? You're yeah. you're that sourpuss at me, and I, I, I don't know what it is. You know, I, I like the guys riding. You know, I congratulate him for uh, uh-huh. winning championships. It's just he. I don't even have a problem with him. It's just more of he doesn't uh, like you. He thinks you broke his ankle. He, exactly, exactly. Which he did. It, which, There's which video of it, dude. It's, it's video, and like I, I hope he's listening to this to see how dumb he is. Finally, for all these years <laughs> of him seeing and accusing me of breaking his ankle, and he goes back and watches the tape and says, damn, man, Stink Dog was right. It was mages that ran over my right foot. <laughs> All right, Blair, now, <laughs> you, now your turn. My turn? Um, well, a couple things. Number one, I recall, I don't know when, getting a text, dude, you need to go on Pulp and hear what Bowers Chick was saying about you. And I'm like, oh, my okay. God. I do so, not remember this. It was when there was a okay. bunch of girls might. in here. Oh. Uh, okay. Diana was in here. Oh, yeah, we had some chick shows, yep. And she went on a little rampage but talking bad about both of us. And I was, like, floored because I've never even spoken a word to her uh-huh. to that point and saying some pretty bad things about me and something about, like, money. Like, I make more money than him. And I'm like, okay, that's yeah. silly and childish. I don't know why that would get brought now up. Now it's a big baller. Couldn't ball, yeah. another baller. And, and not to mention, <laughs> just so we're clear, that year, based on all the different activities I had, I was making five times more than she was. So okay. just, just put right. that out there, even though I don't care. Do you have an R8? Uh, <laughs> Let me see that W2. couple of yeah. Um no, for me, yeah. I respect him as a rider. I've always been like, dude, the dude is sick. He's a he's a mentally strong, powerful rider. And Arena Cross, I respected him as a as a competitor. I didn't always agree with the way he went about things. He's kind of a bully in there. He's he's definitely rough people up. Yeah. But for a long time, he was time, a big fish in a small pond. And he was, and he didn't like, like it. it. He yeah. hated the fact that he was there, and you could tell because he was he was yeah. bitter, Bobby, every <laughs> week. It was always pissed that he was there, and it's like. I get it, okay? You want to go to Supercross, you feel you're bigger there, whatever. I got it. But in he made overall, a lot of, he made a lot of money a being lot of a, money. I, a big fish in a small pond. Looking back, he probably should have stayed, but whatever. <laughs> um, no, my 
beef, and I don't have beef, but my problem with him came similar kind of thing. Baltimore Arena Cross. I'm winning the heat race. I got Jeff Gibson all over me the entire race, and I'm going over the catapult right to left, protecting my inside every lap. Yeah. Well, he passes Gibson on the second to last lap, comes off the catapult, and I do my regular line, and I hear a panic rev in the air, like deathly, right? And I see it, and I'm, I'm the most respectful rider. I've never taken anyone out. I am, like, so clean. I literally, like, landed and swerved to make sure we didn't kill each other, let him buy up the inside, got second, whatever. Yeah. No big deal. I'm walking through the pits. Straight up stops me, towers over me like the gigantor that he is, and <laughs> looks, down, and looks down at me and goes, learn how to ride, effing squid. And I'm like... First off, I know how to ride. I, th- like, I literally saved you. I could have killed. If I wanted to land, I could have shot left and murdered At, at this the point, where you like, you're like, listen, bro, I'm 40 years old. Yeah, I was like, listen, <laughs> like, I know how to ride. So my, my number plate says RIP. Yeah. So literally, I'm I'm like kind of like bummed, whatever. But I that was it. He happened to be teammates with a certain rider that year that I happened to be friends with. Mm-hmm. Who would come and tell me the things that him and his chick would say about me every... It was like a running thing where he was just bad-mouthing me. And you can go do a survey right now in Arena Cross. Uh-huh. Go go poll everyone that's ever been there since the day I was there to now. 99.9% of the people I get along with. There's just this one guy who happens to not get along with 99.7% of the people that were ever there. And because it was stuff like that. It was take everyone out and then someone does one thing to you that is so like minute yeah bumps you on accident and then he's in the ama office complaining trying to dq i mean it's arena cross yeah pretty much almost anything is legal and for me it was just the constant smack talk and then on twitter jabs over and over and i'm and i take offense to that because i go out of my way to make sure that i get along with everybody i'm a chameleon i get along with every human being i come across barsha would disagree I've never spoken. Actually, I had him on Race Day Live. We got along perfectly, but okay. I've never spoken to the dude other than that. He just you, he yeah. blocked me on Instagram right. for some silly stuff, right. like ridiculous. But for the most part, it's it was like endless smack talk and tweets and all this stuff, and I and I whatever, and I so and I've never ever even blasted the guy publicly. I've made little jokes, but that's it. And for whatever reason, he don't like me and his chick. Oh my god! For whatever reason, just feels like she could be a mouthpiece for him. And bash me, she never met me before. So I, I, I take offense. I don't like when people don't like me for okay. no reason. Especially when I went out of the way to not kill the dude. I could have landed left, Vince Freesey his ass, yeah. and killed him. Right. And well, I didn't. Take, so, it, take it from me. You're not going to get along with everybody. <laughs> no. I, I, I know. And that's the thing is, even to this day, I saw him at Thursday Night Motocross. Dude, the dude rode killer. I walked up to him, Where? shook his hand. Thursday Night Motocross. That, I don't know what uh, you're talking about. PIR oh, before we shoot. Yeah, yeah, okay. Dude, I walked up, shook his hand. Hey, great ride. Congratulations. Walked away. I... That's who right. I am. That's how I represent myself. And I, f- for whatever reason, that guy is just had a thing with me. And I don't I have no idea. Why I, you ask him. You know him better than me. Ask him. Yeah, what the I like beef the bear. Is. I like the bear, JT. So, yeah, I think he's uh, he's always been really, really nice and good with me. But I've I've also seen him make some poor decisions too, which we all have. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I get both sides for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if uh, I don't know, I, I feel like if you're, a person- I mean, he's he's. He's put himself in some questionable situations, like with the the wheel grab, you know, at the one race. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's no, been no, it got it got that. stuck. It was an accident. JT, yeah. <laughs> he had on that like a whole bear trap. All right, <laughs> the bear had a bear trap. No, and, and, and his, his overall biggest problem, you can ask anyone that's dealt with him, and it was probably more of an arena crust thing. And I think he was definitely bitter that he was stuck there. Um, but he ha- he's he's had a, a tough attitude with the track builders. Promoters, writers, mechanic, everybody, and it's just, it's like a, a victimized attitude 
while you're killing it, man. You're like you have you. Yeah. You're the only. You're making more money here than everyone combined. Yet you're the yeah. most upset and complaining dude ever. And that's I. Like I said, I, I yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I know when he was winning Super Arena Cross JT, he wanted out of there, and I'd always be like, "Dude, you're killing it. You're making so much money." Like, like Budman, best thing Budman ever did in his life was oh, go yeah. to Arena Cross. You know, so yeah, I, there was a lot more money in it back then too. True, but, no, true. So. But um, but Bowers was probably but that's. I bet you Bowers is making two to three hundred a year. Easy, two hundred fifty easily. Yeah, yeah. and and, yeah. and doing it with. With. Like I said, I have full respect. Dude, yeah, the yeah. dude is a great racer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little questionably, kind of a little bit of a bully. I've seen him do some stuff that is, oh my, I laugh right. thinking about the, some of the takeouts he's done. But like I said, uh, overall, just a little bit of a bad attitude. And then for whatever reason, at me over nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I mean, I did right. go off on him once on Twitter. Did you? After, oh, because okay. he did it to uh. me first. And then after he won the championship, <laughs> all I said was, Hey, he plays a nice guy over here. I, I've never done anything to him, but, but I did. That go was off the end him. of that season. I happened to go on there and say, "Hey, I wish Jeff Gibson would have won. The better man would have won if Gibson would have won the title." I just, whatever. And, yeah. and and not to mention the fact that, believe me, there has been some communications behind the scenes of guys getting together and ready to lace that dude to make sure he doesn't win a title. And it's never happened because at the end of the day, no one's ever done. like he yeah. he feels bullied in there. Like we all team up. Believe me, it could have happened a thousand times, and we you all... You can't bully a bully. Well, you can, but well, we just I, didn't. I feel like in, in arena cross, I mean, just about anything goes short of short of stank cutting your arm off with a husky chainsaw. Yeah. Like, no, I, like almost anything goes. Oh, yeah. Good. yeah. Any, no, they, they took Bowers' points once. Uh, 25 they? points. Yeah, he. the problem was is he threatened, well, he, he, he threatened Nathan Skaggs. Skaggs. He sent his bike up into the stands. He, he told Skaggs, you block me again, I'm going to end your night. And the AMA was standing right there and heard it. They're like... Uh, okay, next race, dude. I've never seen a more head-on, collisioned, T-bone. It was the best takeout I've ever seen, but it was like, dude, you just threatened the dude and then did it, and they took his points, and then right. he was like, why would you take my points? Dude, you, you yeah. threatened the guy before you did it. Like, I mean, I've seen, we all things, heard it. I've seen some things in Supercross where I'm just like, wow, okay, all right, here we go. So, to know. end it all, Anyways, there, full okay. respect as a, as a racer, uh, not happy that there's one guy on the planet who doesn't like me for no reason. When I've gone out of well, my way to be... Cool. Maybe he was so. just supporting Pulp Mech Show versus Main Event Moto. And that's maybe that was all it was. Well, JT. We had him on hold for forty episodes, and he never made it on. <laughs> did did you ever reach a dial tone? No. <laughs> it was a joke we had on our podcast oh. at the end of every show. You know the whole Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon's coming on. Oh, we don't have enough time. I did that for like forty episodes oh, as a joke, oh. and people were like, "What's the problem?" And it was just it was just being silly. What man. the I'm, fuck are you doing? Exactly. Uh, well, we were, I don't know. Yeah, what I we wonder why he doesn't like you now. <laughs> well, uh, JT, uh, Stank Dog texted Anderson to come on the night, but not, the, the, the invitation was turned down. Turned down. Shockingly, he was busy. Uh, yeah, it seemed like it. No, he seemed wasn't like busy. It. He straight up um, said he's not. By, <laughs> by the way, I want to promote, for the MX Nations. I want to promote the FMF video, uh, United by Power, FMF, uh, Covington and Osborne using FMF. They're going to feature Sealy, too. Episode 1 is out now. Uh, really good job by these guys. FMF, uh, Little D down there, they, they do it every year. They profile at Team USA uh, before the race, during the race, after the race. It's really good series. So please check it out. Uh, go to FMFRacing.com. United by Power is this video. And uh, also, too, coming up in two days... It's 927. Maxima Oil wanted me to give a shout-out for 927. Of course, Maxima 927, we all use it in our two-strokes for um, 
for many, many years. And uh, we thank those guys at Maxima for, for supporting us and telling us about 927. So, um, Stank, what do you use in your in your Husky 125? Oh, I'm all about the Bell Ray. Bell Ray? Okay. Yep. It's not bad. It's, not, it's no 927, but it's not bad. I, I, I've tried that 927. The, I, I believe it's a smokeless or whatever yeah. it is. And it kind of it kind of gung, gunged up my power valves a little no, bit. Oh, stop it! Hey, stop I, it. I, I'm not discrediting them. You know, it, yeah, it, it, no. my bike didn't blow up. Um, all right, JT. Uh, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, wait. You know what? Let's do that Kiefer thing. We're gonna talk dirty. <laughs> Kiefer thing. No, the Dirt Dreams. Hold on. about to get triple X in here? Oh, here we go. Dirtdreams.net at the uh, Monster Energy Cup. JT did this last year. Kiefer is doing it this year. It's a mountain bike and off-road riding. Cost is around two grand. Includes VIP and MEC. Is that with you, JT? Is that what that That's is? That's with me. Okay, yeah. So Absolutely. I, I didn't know if that was the VIP program. Um, so to be yep. the VIP with the uh, uh, KTM team that JT is around with uh, Benny Bloss and well, Baggett won't be racing, I guess, huh? Not yet, no. Yeah. Who are they going to have? Just Benny? I don't know. I would assume Dakota probably too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, perhaps, right? And Millsaps is done, right? He's out of that deal. Sorry, he's on yeah, 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 he's, he's on. on. He's on right. Yamaha. Um, so VIP at MEC, and then you go to Zion National Park. Chris Kiefer will be the guest. Dirtdreams.net. This is really cool. Starts October 13th, goes to October 20th. It's uh, it's all activities, motorcycle, mountain bikes, uh, your gas, entries, permits, maintenance, all counted. Breakfast is covered as well. JT, you went on this last year. It's super cool. And Dirtdreams.net. Yeah, it was... Uh... For anybody who's never been to Utah or been riding dirt bikes or mountain bikes or anything in Utah, it's uh, it's pretty surreal. I mean, I live in Idaho, so I kind of get it. Um, but before I had moved to Idaho, if you had taken me there, I would have never even realized places like that existed. So, yeah, uh, it's definitely something to look into. So please check it out. And uh, all right, buddy, thank you for your time tonight. Uh, appreciate it. Um, tomorrow we're going to do a Racer X MXDN preview pod. So keep keep your eye on that. Everybody, we'll talk some more. MXDN. So. All right, guys. See ya. All right. Thanks, JT. Later. Thanks. You ever race against JT? How many times, you guys? I should have asked, got into that. Into that. Kind of. Um, he was always a 450 guy, and I was mostly a 250 guy. Yeah. But in 09, he rode uh, Butler Brothers 250 he that did. year. Yeah. And you were Geico that and year? I was. I was started out as a privateer okay, and ended up on Geico. Geico. Yeah. So that was the only, I think that was the only time, and then in Germany a few times, but pfft, dude, he was King dude, Daddy over dude. there. Man. Like, you want to talk about German supercars domination? Hey, remember what we were talking about earlier? Barsha, the motivation, the deter- yeah. you, know, you got to be focused. Yeah. Dude, JT in Germany? Whew. Oh, yeah. No. Serious, man. And that's why he. Wiener schnitzel's on the line. I went, there, I went there in Germany a few times when he was there, and he, he was daddy, without question. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Stank Dog and uh, Daniel Blair here in studio at the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and uh, Fly Racing. We have the Tweet at Travis segment coming up. We have a Gear Alloy cold call. We have the X-Brand tear-offs. Uh, also, too, we want to thank the guys at Roost MX, uh, not your average graphics company. In addition to graphics for your bike, they offer a wide range of custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, 48-hour turnaround. The official uh, stickers and apparel of the Cobra brand. Pulp Nation saves you 20% at RoostMX.net. Big part of the Cycle Trader uh, Rock River Yamaha team this year. And uh, we thank those folks at Roost for coming on. Please check them out. they got a whole Pulp section on there. And uh, love these guys. And they're happy and pleased to bring you our next guest. He is the maestro of the Red Bull straight rhythm. He's a Red Bull uh, athlete manager. He's uh, friends with Ricky Fowler. He probably knows James Stewart a little bit. And uh, let's talk to him right now. Jeremy Mollott. What's up, Jeremy? How are you, man? 
What's up, Kevin? David, how are you, boys? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go again. Why can't just pulled that on us? <laughs> had to do it. Um, oh, did he? Yeah, he did. He pulled it on us too. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. No worries. Thanks. This is my first one, so uh, go easy on me. Yeah, no, I, I try to stay away yeah. from these things. I swear you've been on before, but you said no. Okay, all right, I'll go with that. I, I haven't. I'm, I'm a background guy. I'm the uh, I'm the guy who sets up the stage, and lets the uh, lets the lead singer yeah. do his thing. So okay, I like it. Um, Daniel Blair and Stank Dog are in studio, also as you know. So um, first up, Red Bull Straight Rhythm is coming up. I'm excited for this. Although I got to admit, Milan, I may be more excited for this little two stroke thing you got going on. Can you explain to our listeners what is happening at straight rhythm yeah i think uh actually you've never been in straight rhythm so i question your, your actual enthusiasm but <laughs> hopefully this year uh we'll get you um yeah i mean obviously straight rhythm is just about changing you know we have essentially 18 supercrosses if you count the mantra cup and 12 nationals so creating another one of those with the same storylines just doesn't make sense so we created straight rhythm this is our fourth year and just looking to uh to kind of find new storylines like i always kind of say if you're looking for an eli tomac marvin muskin jason anderson podium you know don't don't come to our event that's not what we're trying to do yeah um we're trying to find um i think a lot of it's based on Alden Baker's, you know, his training obviously propels guys to the top and the best mechanics, and we try to negate all that. It's This is purely left with, for talent. Alden Baker finally means nothing at this one week <laughs> of the year. So, you know, and I guess it'd be weird to say, but, you know, as, I don't know if people would would qualify this, but uh, Josh Hansen is not quite the poster boy you want, but for our event, he is. He, it's, it's, he is the most – he is an incredibly talented rider. Um, he's probably not going to beat Ryan Dungey at a Supercross, but he beat Dungey by a half a wheel last year at Shirt Rhythm and almost went to the finals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like that's what we're looking for. Just, again, we had Pastrana out there year one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, James Stewart holds true that he is the most talented guy on a dirt bike when he shows up, um, and we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, just trying to create some new storylines for the sport. I think we're, uh, we're kind of stale in what we're doing. So uh-huh. we've introduced this year. We'll talk about it tomorrow a little bit more with, uh, with Ken Rocks. We can do a little talking about it. Um, but we're going to create a two-stroke class, a, a 250 two-stroke class, to be more specific. Obviously, okay. you're seeing those things pop up a bit, and Chad Reed being one of them, and the Uncle Ronnie thing, Ronnie Mack. So there's, a, there's some fun storylines. I think those things, after doing Terra from a 94 earlier yep. this year, Yeah. The, the response is incredible. I mean, Ken Roxon was got off the bike and was just like, do you mind if I keep riding? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I, I laughed at like 9, 9.30. I said, hey, if this was a four-stroke, you know, a 450, how quickly would you have asked to end the shoot? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'd have been out of here, you know, in 10 minutes. But right. he rode all day. I'm like, dude, we've only got five gallons of gas and only so much oil. So, you know, pace yourself. But he rode the two-stroke all day. And you can kind of see there, there was some enthusiasm and fun. So he kind of said, like, let's create a two-stroke class. Yeah. There's, there's something here for it. So. Um, yeah, it should be fun. So, yeah, I said on Twitter that there's a 90% chance that Chad will be there on a one of his YZ250s, and then Chad himself said 95% chance. So, um, Ronnie Mack will be back. Um, what about Stank Dog here? Can, can we get Stank Dog in? Right? Stank I'm is- in. The guy, I mean, he's a two-stroke hero. Let's be very clear about this. If he wants in, he's in. Stank, do you, so. you don't have a 250, or can you get a 250? Oh, I could get a 250. Well, All right, you're in. We've, uh, I talked to that was easy. Ronnie Mack about it, and he... He actually mentioned you, so he said uh, that's the one guy he wanted to make sure he had a spot. So if you're if you're interested, you have a spot. All right, I'll put you two in touch afterwards. Okay, great. Stank, you got to fly down, or how are you going to drive down, or what are you going to do? Where's Where's this event located? Uh, SoCal. Oh shoot, that's that's six hours from the crib, baby. Six hours for Stank. <laughs> that's nothing. Yeah. Can we get Stank some? Can we get Stank some gas money, or he can win some money, right? No worries. Everybody's. 
we're dealing for for uh, you know you have, like we don't really talk about the purse a ton just because of the the, the weekend before is the is the million dollar event, but we're just throwing up like a winner take all 10k for the 252 stroke class. But uh, everybody who comes out will definitely leave with gas money and hotel money. I'm not going to leave anybody hanging. There so we we'll go. That's all we sure. need for staying. Wait, how much to win it? Uh, you, you're, you're not coming back. You're I'm, not coming I'm, back. I'm going to work for you right now. Re- Give me a second here. What, what's that? 10000 to win the two-stroke class? Yeah. That's it. Eight guys. you got to be eight guys. It's about eight minutes worth of work. So if you can, uh, you what can, we, what do, How many riders we got so far? Up. Four? Well, how, yeah. How, who's, who's up? Who's in it? Do who's we in that 250 class? Oh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, you got to go up against the, the Dragon Slayer, Ronnie Mack. Good luck. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to be tough. I will admit. He will be tough. Yeah. We're... We're looking at Chad. Chad's got like one thing he's got to work through, kind of on some stuff for next year. He's not um, but I talked, I talked to him today, and he seemed like he was super motivated. He said ninety five percent. We got to, yeah. And then t- again, tomorrow we're kind of teasing it out, and we're going to be calling out some guys. I'm really hoping to get you know asking talk talking to uh, K Dub. We've got a bite for him. Should he? Should we? You know, find the guy who's got the long beard and he wants to come out and get Kate up out there. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to try to get Stu. So if anybody knows where Stu's at, no. please send me a text, <laughs> an Instagram. Uh, so send me a fax. However, there, have you gone? At, the hurricane was. Have you gone to the to the island in Orlando and and gone to the house and knocked on the door? Uh, I went everything short of that. I mean, uh, we obviously <laughs> the story's kind of out there. Went to do a shoot, and he had some he. Uh, he hurt himself, so he wasn't there for the shoot, which uh, was a shame. Um, hurt himself, but I've, <laughs> I've, I've I've extended I've extended an invite uh, as of last week via email and with Roger Larson and, and the boys to kind of you know if there's any way you can hit a grand slam, do uh, make a touchdown and hit a game winning shot in one move, it's to show up to straight rhythm on a KX the two five nine. Yes, there's absolutely. nothing better you can no, do. No, no, there I mean, isn't. There really it's, isn't. No. It's, it's it's winning the Stanley Cup in Canada. Oh, you know, very rarely no, happens. No, we're you know, talking. you get that. How how good that game seven oh, in overtime. He could do it. that if he just shows up. And the bikes the bikes there. I've seen it. It's just uh, you know, hey, James is a special guy, and uh, you know, I, I hope he shows up. I hope whatever he does, he's on the line next year at Anaheim. But uh, I think there's an easy low hanging fruit of a win if he shows up at straight rhythm. I mean, I, I kind of laugh. You know, this could be our our Mac and Mayweather. With uh, Chad Reed and James Stewart on two strokes from 04 uh, and 04 and 05, like I mean, good luck beating that storyline. This, but just no answer from Stu. <laughs> There's everything is set. We have a month. <laughs> we have a month. <laughs> oh so boy. We're, uh, um, yeah, it, I, we're gonna, I already I got a 252 stroke. Hold on, what's that saying? You're already good. Uh, yeah, yeah, my my mechanic Eric Gillen, he just texted me. He says I got a 252 stroke. You can ride. Stank's so in. Good. Stank stank's is in. in. Which read, which means Reed's 95 percent is going down to 50. He don't he don't want none of Stank. No, no, I, no. I, I'm telling you, I will cross lines. I will chainsaw his front wheel. <laughs> Ten off. grand. If Stank, what did he say he would do earlier? Yeah, if, <laughs> if Stank and Ronnie Mack. I mean, what happens? Does like a Ghostbusters crossing the stream? I, I think the <laughs> world implodes. Yeah, the world implodes. <laughs> we have a stank yeah. dog and Ronnie Mac final, final, everybody. Here we go. Yeah, one guy in overall. North Korea will send the warhead, <laughs> and I guarantee you. They'll be splitting the five k and they'll be doing something silly. I guarantee. Them. Hey, I'll tell you what. I think I could drink more PBR than Ronnie Mac, though. Oh boy, that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's fun. So uh, yeah, that sounds great. Like I said, I think the two strokes. It's it's. it's there's a reason we don't have an AMA 
uh, sanctioned event is because we want to create moments like this. I don't want the AMA to tell us we can't do an event because a bike's over five years old. Yep. Um, or a bike doesn't fit a homologation. That's why we have the Altos. That's why we have the two strokes. That's why we had Travis Gear one on the RM Zilla. Like, let's right. run with Chebron. Let's go have a good time. You know, I always joke too. We don't have water testing. I don't care what you're on. Just show up and have a good time. <laughs> also good for stank. Provi- stank stank passes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all good. So. Um, no, it's awesome, man. I think it's it's a really cool event. I've watched it on TV. I love it. Uh, um, the different, you know, the sort of the, the, the variety of, of obstacles and the way these guys attack it, I think is pretty interesting. Um, do you have a firm commitment from Moose Scan? Um, who's in for the big of class? Of course. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're still working on that. I think there's so much going on with the nations and guys being injured. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to Prater. Um, there's an, I have kind of an odd sense of these, these, uh, you know, wild card races, we'll call them with Monster Cup and our race. Mm-hmm. I think they're sometimes looked at as a burden for some of these guys. Obviously, long seasons, no doubt. But I, I really feel like, and I've thought about this a lot, lately, a lot lately, was these are so unique to our sport. They don't happen in hockey or football or, or baseball, these one-off events with the same athletes but doing something a little bit different, yet we don't celebrate them. They're almost looked upon from teams like, oh, another race. And yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's the 30th and 31st race of the year. I understand, but there's such opportunity to grow these to, with, to grow the sport with these events. I mean, like, mm-hmm. for instance, straight rhythm, if there's a good race, the entire race from the start to finish, uncut, can live on Instagram. It's 45 seconds. Yeah. So if you get these great moments, you can share it out, and it can pick up like wildfire. And, and that Hanson Dungey race from last year was shared, I don't know how many millions of times on Instagram. And that's hard to do with any other event. Um, and so it's just, it's just an interesting t- um, kind of mindset with, with the sport. So mm-hmm. obviously we've got Marvin and Brock, um, our newest athlete, and then uh, Hanson. And we're getting other guys. Just kind of, you know, Cole Seeley's working. He's got an issue with his uh, some metal in his hand that he's going to look at getting taken out after the nation. So we'll see about that. Wilson's a little on the fence. Anderson, same kind of thing. It's just getting guys like, I mean, yeah. not to be rude, but a lot of those guys haven't won anything in a while. And they've got new sponsors coming on board. And new sponsors like when you win. So I don't really know. Yeah. You know, it's, at any at any event, they could win, but, but they haven't with respect. But like with this event, they're as likely to win as anybody. It just comes down to talent. And uh, Cole Seeley, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, those are some of the most talented guys there is. So, you know, I kind of question, like, why don't you guys show up and win yet, you know? Winning's cool. People like winners, so yeah, and, and it's fun. It's forty-five and, seconds, and I and I rant and rave about extra races, and I hundred percent agree that we don't need any extra races, and I get that. But also, too, like for Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Um, yeah, check the spokes, put some fresh graphics on. You guys don't need to split cases and put new suspension on. Guys can take their practice nope. bikes in a pickup truck or a box fan, send the mechanic for the day. Stop taking it so fucking seriously. It's it's not meant to be that yeah. way, you know? 100%. And I always go through to the, anybody who wins has a great time. I, we, we know that. Every year I go to the guys who get booted in the first round. And a couple the first year is actually Josh Hill. Guys, forget who he lost to at the time. And I went up and just thanked him for coming out. Obviously, I'd been working my ass off to get the event off the ground and just having people show up meant the world to me. And so I went to shake his hand and monster guy, whatever that means. And I was like, hey, man, just thanks so much for coming out. And yeah. I said, you know, hope you had a good time. He goes, that was the most fun I've ever had racing a dirt bike. Yeah. And I got that same sentiment from the guy who got seventh and the guy who got 12th. And it's like, man, maybe right. we're on to something. No one goes and, you know, has says I had the worst time ever. It's 45 seconds of fun. If you lose, I'll have some beer in the, in the stands and we'll have a great time. Yeah. It's no, very simple. I agree. You know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's really easy. And it's in SoCal you know so it's not like you're driving far like daniel said earlier it's not like you're going to europe or something it's literally just you oh, know man. right Keep there it. so 
and I get that many, the mechanics uh, have had again make their thirtieth weekend of the of the year. That's tough, and yeah. so I'm trying to work on a prize pack for, and I will announce it if we nail it. But I, I think there should be an award for the guy who wins the 450 class to to give to his team guys. They're, everything's such an individual. When the rider wins, he wins. Yeah. But like I want, lo- I'd love to have something more when the rider wins, his team guys win. Send your send your guys on vacation. You know, maybe they each get two grand. And just go on vacation, go have a weekend off, and with you and your family. Like, yeah. just, I understand. Like, I've heard you. To be honest, I've heard you complain about it. You're a mechanic. I understand the uh, the issues there. So, let's maybe we can try to find a way where the mechanics are like, hey, show up and race. If you win, we get a vacation. That's not a bad yeah. idea. No, I agree. I like that. We'll see. I, I think that's a good idea. Uh, help out the so mechanics. How do we get Tim? How do we get Timmy out there on a two fifty two stroke? Oh God, I don't think that would happen. That, I just, I just think he'd be forty five seconds. I don't know. The wrenches. I don't think he's been riding forever. <laughs> I'd like to I mean, see, like, it'd be super cool, though, expanding on this Chew, uh, Chew, expanding on the Chad Stew stuff. Langston shows up, uh, Wyndham shows up, Tedesco comes out. We got a little bit of I've a seen, Legends thing. Legends two yeah. stroke. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen Pastrana, I, funny enough, I've seen Pastrana turn down a bunch of money to show up to X Games only to show up because of a $5 bet with someone. So yeah. I think uh, if I can get the right person to make Travis a $5 bet, we will forego Nitro Circus South Africa and yeah. be in Pomona, California. So um, I, I try to, you know, I do believe public pressure is a thing. And I honestly, I've been talking to RV quite a bit. I think he's bored. I've got a kid. He's got two kids. Sometimes you need to get out of the house. Yeah. I respect yeah, that. No. And I've like got that. an event. He's come on RV. Like let's. We got, he's got a two stroke in his garage. We've seen it. I know he still has that competitive kind of juice, and so I'd love to get RV out there as well in the two fifty class. And. So we'll uh, see. I understand besides Stu, no Mookie either, which I found to be a surprise. Yeah, you know, I think... I mean, come on, Mookie. They're they're working on something, and I hope it comes... I hope it works out, obviously. They need to be in the line next year, um, much like Chad. Um, We can talk about that later. But, you know, Malcolm had um, actually a really good offer from the guys at Alta. They wanted to to kind of debut a new new bike with it. They've been working on with him, and unfortunately, with whatever whatever Malcolm and James are working on, he couldn't do it, but... Yeah, it's a shame. I think he was, again, the poster boy for, for year one. I think I don't know if he, it was the reason he got a ride. I wouldn't say it's going to change your career if you win straight rhythm, but no. it didn't hurt the fact that he went out and performed like he did and beat, you know hung with his brother. And, it's, you know, he won year two. Yeah. I, I, I know they enjoy it. Whether or not they come out this year or the last minute, you know, hard to say, but I, I don't see it happening. Right. Uh, moving on, though, talking about Chad a little bit, I know he had bought a KTM. He was riding it. He was trying to get the spot on Red Bull KTM. What can you tell us? What I mean, how much you know about it? What can you tell us about what it kind of why it didn't happen? I wish you. I, I, I thought mean, it was going to be a fit. I really did. Supercross only. Perfect fit. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think. Uh, I think anybody out there looking for a value guy is you need to look at Chad. He is the guy that's going to be the best ROI. Um, I think there was just some things that you know couldn't overturn. There's a history with some guys in the team, and not in a bad way, but just they've kind of been down that road. And I respect that. Yeah. Um, I haven't always seen eye to eye with Chad because. He's been a dick in the past, but yeah, yes, he has been <laughs> the best. Yeah, and that's cool, and I'll tell you that himself. But um, I've been talking with Chad quite a bit lately because I think a the sport needs him, and then uh, b I don't have a long history with him, but this is the best Chad I've ever seen. Um, he's not going to be a rebel guy next year, so it's not like I'm fluffing him up. But yeah. mentally, it seems like whatever he's doing off the bike, behind the scenes, he's the best version of himself. And uh, I think anybody can make a point: a happy Chad, a healthy Chad, a motivated yeah. Chad. I think you put him on an orange or white or red bike next year. I think he wins races, and people probably have, I've told people they've laughed at me. 
But I look at the field and no Dunge and Kenny's, you know, kind of a question mark at this point still. He'll be back, no doubt. Yeah, but yeah, will it be level? the same guy? Yeah, we don't I, know. Yeah. I don't I think this could be Chad's best chance at winning a title. I think I've been talking to the guy a lot and he seems he seems pissed off and and um you know, I, I, he loves MotoGP, and when a guy like Valentino Rossi, nearly 40 years old, I know the sport physicality is not the same, mm-hmm. goes out with a broken leg this weekend, 22 days after breaking it, and almost throws it on the podium. I was texted with Chad at 5 in the morning, you know, freaking out. I think that kind of stuff makes him hungry, like, I'm not done. I don't want to go away. He doesn't know anything else but riding dirt bikes, and he doesn't, some like other guys, check out a little early. I, I've heard him talk, and he's not ready to go this year or next. I don't know so if I think it, he yeah. just needs a shot. I don't know if it's a salary thing, like for the Red Bull KTM team. I don't know how much Chad would want salary. He makes pretty decent money from Shift and everything else. But, man, I, look, nothing against Marvin and Brock Tickle. I like them both. They're great guys. But there's nothing over there that's moving the needle with fans. No offense. Uh, you put the 22 in there, and Marvin can win races. Brock can be your super steady dude. And Chad can podium. I don't know about win races, Hammer. I don't know if I'm going there with you right now, but Chad can podium here and there, and he can draw a shit ton of people to go look at a Red Bull KTM. Like, that makes just so much sense. I agree, and and to be honest, from a fan standpoint, I think Chad needs to be racing next year, and as a sport, we need to get together and figure out what the hell we're doing because a guy like Chad doesn't need to be sitting on the sidelines because of of a ride. He needs to have a ride. Someone Honda, someone needs to, you know, Husky, Okay, Tim, someone just give him a bike and just an opportunity because he's so good for the sport. Yep, I mean, yep. we lost, we've been, uh, it's a whole other thing, but we're chasing guys out of the sport at 26, 27 years old. We wonder where our stories and heroes are. Well, they've retired because we burned them out. Too many races in a year, too many back to back to back to back. Yeah. 16 out of 17 weekends, that's not healthy for anybody. And so we just need to, you know, look at the sport and figure out what's going on. But, you know, I, I agree. Back to Chad, he's, he, is, he is our star right now. You know, for a variety yeah, of reasons, no. it didn't work out with the KTM program. But I, yeah. I have hopes that something he's healthy, he's motivated. If he comes to straight rhythm, maybe he'll show that to people, and he might get a nod, and you know, someone might pull him into the game and give him a chance. Because again, he's he's the best version that I've seen of him in ever. Yeah, I hope he does something, man. I don't know what Daniel. I don't know how he's gonna. I don't know what rabbit he's gonna pull out of his hat. I, for me, it comes down to the bike. Chad, obviously, he. He tinkers. He finds too much. He tinkers too much, too much, and he finds things that work, and then don't, and then don't, and I think he gets in his head. Purely, if the guy thinks he can win, and I think Chad thinks he can win, the KTM Factory 450 is his best bet. The frame, yeah. the bike is already. I mean, I, I I talked about Ryan Morris earlier. I I think that that guy is really smart. He makes the bikes very universal and i think chad could get right on that and as you say he's in a good spot mentally physically that bike to me is the tool that gets him that last win maybe he's craving or yeah. a champion i don't know what he's craving i, I don't know what yeah. the details of the money and all that kind of stuff but dude get on that bike chad please like seriously <laughs> well, get on that bike he's and, looking and honda it, now he's looking honda now he's been riding a honda he's looking for honda stank says no i think the honda it could be great too but yeah. i think that bike can be made wrong if you mess it up. And I don't think the KTM really can. I don't yeah. think he could mess the KTM up. Well, yeah, no, it's a great bike. Um, you're right, though, Jeremy, uh, about the sport. And I don't know how it's going to change, though, because, like, Feld's not reducing the series anytime soon. They want to add races. Uh, Outdoor Series is not doing anything. They are sticking with their 12-race program. The Monster Cup is here. Ride- teams are folding up. RCH left. Moto Concepts, I mean... God bless Mike Genova. How much longer is he going to stick around mm-hmm. getting getting screwed over in his mind every week with different things? Like, what what the fuck are we doing? Like, 
I love our sport, but man, yeah. I, I don't see Jeremy how this is going to change and help out the, help out the teams and athletes anymore. I just don't. I mean, at the at the end of the day, I think it's a power struggle, and I always, I've got friends everywhere, and I'm clearly too transparent sometimes. So if they get pissed, I apologize. But I think at the end of the day, we all kind of look to see what's the power, the riders, the teams, the the promoters. At the end of the day, I believe it is teams in the manufacturers. And if they say, hey, we don't want to go 17 races because our budgets are flat, if not going down, you can't keep stretching it. we got to reduce before we can go bigger. Uh, We've got to get healthy. I mean, if you look around, there's, there's 12, 13, if you count Blake Baggett, factory riders next year. That's ridiculous. You wonder why guys like Shane and Davalos and uh, Jordan Smith and all these guys don't want to move up because where are they going to go? Like, there's nowhere for them to go. So I would stay down, too. And we need to, I, I truly believe, reduce races, save a few bucks for the team. Maybe they save a couple hundred grand. Maybe that, maybe that employs them to, or to employ another rider to sign mm-hmm. a third guy. Because we can't have 12 factory guys. Our sport will die. There's, and then there's no B teams. There's yeah. maybe C and D teams, if that. And, and then those guys have egos. and not, Very few guys are going are gonna to pull a Dean Wilson or a Justin Barsha for this case and go in a van. Mm-hmm. Some guys have pride or just don't have the resources. So I mean I think you got to get got to slow down before you're ever going to get bigger, especially with, you know, with just the marketplace. Yeah. Everything's kind of flat in I, every sport, you know, I, football I've, included. I've said this, and I, maybe you can call me a communist. Our top guys make too much money. They really do. They 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 are amazing athletes, and Eli Tomac and Ryan Dungey and Kenny Roxon should be paid millions, but they shouldn't be getting five or six million a year. And Brock Tickle, who's on the box with them at some races last year, got zero from his team. <laughs> zero money. Brock Tickle, all in last year, probably made a hundred grand. Okay, you, you don't think so, Sanker? No, no, oh, okay, I agree. Yeah. I'm just saying bullshit. He probably made a hundred grand, and the guy on the box, six inches to him, standing right above him, who's a better rider, is making six million. Like Tor- t- Toronto, the guy standing oh, below yeah. him. Yeah, he beat yeah, yeah. Dungey. Yes, okay. <laughs> Look, and again, I, I, it's, it's, you know, it's math is your communist. It's the market, and and I know, and I agree. But we our sports not healthy. We have Correct. four dudes making oh, five, six million a year, and then no one making anything. Relatively speaking, uh, Pike's probably Pike and Sealy are like probably three, four hundred thousand. Good money for sure. They deserve it. But there's so many other guys mm-hmm. that are just way down there. Weimer. Agreed. You know, Bogle, Tickle last year. I, I don't know how we fix that, and that's yeah. that's the problem. We're not healthy that way, and and God bless those guys. They deserve the most money because they win races, and they're be- they're great riders. But fuck me, man. Look, take a look around. Like yeah. teams are folding, and and it's it's crazy. So I don't know. At the end of the day, it would be requiring for the purse to go up for those guys to make any money. And how's that going to happen when Daniel's group at Feld does? <laughs> <laughs> Fire Daniel. Give us his, the monster give cup. his pay. The Monster Cup, outside of the insured $1 million, has not been a changed purse since 1998 when Eric Pennard started it. From 1998 and to 2017, the purse has been the same. Last year, I got 15th overall and made two grand. Bullshit. 19 years, they have not raised that purse. One dime outside of the insurance policy for the million dollars. If you sweep all three motos, tell me how that's right. They love to throw the hundred grand winner. They love to throw that one million out. They, uh, Nineteen years of the same yeah. purse money. And how many people have won the one million? One. <laughs> and he didn't even want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> a million bucks, I'd be there. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't even want to go. So I'm with you, Stank Dog. The purse needs to go up. They're making a ton of money, and they should. They put on a great show. 
but that purse needs to come up. The rider salaries need to be uh, figured out. The number of events need to fi- – good God, here I go. Yeah. I can go on for, <laughs> yeah. for 40 minutes. No, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. I think, obviously, too, I think there's there's um, whatever format changes. I've kind of heard some stuff. Yeah. There needs to be some maybe some new classes, maybe some new some new opportunities for to give the privateers uh, their moment to shine. I think yeah. we're, we're we're so top heavy. How privateers even make it make it from race to race in a season is beyond yeah. me. I don't know how they do it. I've got a wife and a kid and a mortgage. Couldn't imagine trying to race their bike I, all I, year long. I threw, out, I threw out the idea of a B main. Throw in a five-lap, five six-lap yeah. B main. And keep track of points and everything else. And if you you know win the B main, great. The B main series, you know. Uh, I don't know. They can throw it in there somewhere. Of course. So throw there's some money. There's, there's, yeah, there needs to be something. So. Um, also, too, before we let you go, Jeremy Malot, yep. brought to you by RoostMX.net. Before we let you go, uh, Brock Tickle. Speaking of him, got that spot on the Red Bull ride. Justin Barsha was trying to go for it. A uh, bunch of guys. Chad. Yeah. We talked about Chad. Um, Talk about Brock's. I know you don't work for the team, but you're you're involved with them as a sponsor. Uh, you're stoked to have Brock on board. A hundred percent. I think every kind of questions they're like Brock Tickle, really? Like, kind of gave me that eye. And it's like if you kind of look around. I mean, you someone mentioned it earlier. You know, he podium Toronto. He podiumed, I believe, High Point, um, fourth or so outdoors at Glen Helen, fifth at Hangtown, off the top of my head, Red Bud home track, dislocates his shoulder. But um, you kind of look at the list of guys, and, you know, we're not looking for uh, a championship contender with respect to that list. Um, you're just looking for someone who's going to be solid, and that list contained a lot of guys who've had chances, factory teams, multiple factory teams. And you kind of look at Brock as a guy who just hasn't had that opportunity. And when you look mm-hmm. at what he did from star to pro circuit, he took advantage of that. And I think with what you see from RCH to hopefully us, um, with the program that Roger puts out, the program that Alden puts out, he yeah. becomes you give him you give him weapons he's never had before, and I'm so curious to see what he can do with those because he just hasn't had that chance. And you kind of look around and other guys had who have more potential. They throw out that word a lot or a name that people like yeah. a little bit more. They've had multiple chances at uh, at a factory team. So you know what else do they really need for that for it to finally click for them? If they're not making it happen yet, yeah, or, or or right now. So you know, look at Brock and like just look at the upside of like. Give him a, a give him a solid effort. Um, give him a paycheck. Give him a training program, and give him a little bit of confidence that people believe in him. I mean, I, I don't. I'd, again, he got a third. He got a couple podiums this year. Yeah. The rest of the guys in that list outside of Chad Reed didn't. You know, Chad podium Phoenix and probably would have won Vegas if. if well, I know it was a weird race. But yeah. Still. No, he probably would have um, won. Outside, if, yeah. outside that. Outside that list, I mean, he's the only one that got on the podium. Uh, you know, obviously, Bogle went ahead and did some stuff outdoors, but by that yep. point, we had made the decision. But I think Brock's just a good kid, man. He hasn't had that chance yet. And at the end of the day, you want a guy that's, you know, hopefully contending for a podium, yep. but that third to seventh spot, I think maybe he can sneak in. If a race goes his way, why can't he win? I think you'll see the yep. best Brock you've ever seen. And uh, at the end of the day, too, he's, there's no manager. There's no parent. He's just the guy who's going to work his ass off for yeah. you and be no drama. And that's a really good thing, too. Yeah, he's going to be a good teammate. I can talk from the X-Brown goggle things. We did have one issue at a race and a mud race, and him and I got pissed at each other. But generally speaking, dealing with Brock has been a joy for X-Brown goggles, uh, end of things. Yeah. Um, and Daniel, like, okay, hard to see Brock doing what Osborne did this year and dominating two series. Okay, I, hard to see that. However... The parallels of getting on Alden's program, moving to Florida, being a solid veteran guy, and getting joined up with Alden. Again, I'm not saying he's going to pull Osborne and dominate, but I could easily see Tickle jumping up a lot of spots. I think this is the... I mean, you just practically jerked off talking about the bike. You had a boner. (laughs) 
Uh, you had an erection when you were talking about the bike. So it hasn't gone down. Right, right. Um, Sounds gay. Uh, <laughs> was that Berlut? <laughs> Honestly, the best opportunity Brock could have. I mean, yeah. What a it's like Christmas, man. Yeah. You get the best bike, in my opinion. The best trainer, in my opinion, and whether you like Alder or not, I, I, there's some things that he does that I feel are a little suspect, but whatever, results are results. The mm-hmm. guy gets it done. Um, this, to me, is honestly one of the greatest experiments ever. Taking a guy who is solid, not flashy, has never shown an incredibly high ceiling, but is just your steady guy, yeah. and putting him in the perfect environment – What's going to happen? Like, if if he goes and does the same thing, then we just know that this this is Brock. This is him, yeah. But he has got all the tools now to go I mean, and elevate to I the mean, next he's level. Moving to Florida, like him, he's uh, he's all in, you know. So yeah, and I think he's cons- he's a consistent dude. Um, his starts are always been a little suspect, but I think that'll get fixed a little bit down there. Like I said, th- he has every tool now. Every piece of the puzzle is there. Mm-hmm. It's up to him to put them yeah. together. And yeah. I I can't wait to see what happens because, I mean. Alton's done some amazing things with some already champions. He's yeah. made champions better champions. But then he takes Zach. This was his first kind of little experiment. Zach became yeah. what he was this year, which was a straight-up force, dominating machine. A lot like Stank on a white bike. A hundred percent similarities. Hey, a white bike too. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Parallel. Dead yeah. on. Yeah. But with Brock, this is a new experiment. And I can't wait to see. I, I'm curious to see what Alden does with him. And I, and I think he's got a little bit of pressure. I mean, obviously, it's not going to yeah. matter in his bank account. He's going to be fine. But there's a, I'd like to see what Alden does with this guy. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Anderson, Muskan, Osborne, and Tickle day in and day out. Yeah. You know? I mean, that, And then be Osborne, great. 450 outdoor, right? Yep, outdoor. Yep. So. Pfft. Those four dudes, yep. man, that's that's pretty good. Um, well, hey, Jeremy, thank you for coming on. I we broke your podcast, uh, Cherry, uh, so to speak. Yeah. So um, it, it wasn't it wasn't painful at all. So thank you, boy. <laughs> good luck with straight Did rhythm, man. We will always be in touch. Uh, Eric, Eric is also trying to get me down there as well. He is putting heat on me, Eric Bernard. So. Yeah, you can't talk about how easy it is to go, and then you not go. It's four, three hours, Steve. Steve's in. I he, think. Does he's going. Dog need a mechanic? I mean, again, it's like oh, he's got putting one. air in the tires. Oh, I, I got I mean, a mechanic, but we do. We do I'm getting blown up over here of can bikes I? being offered, dude. Oh, really? Oh, dude, Scott Russell from Motorsport Hills was like, I got a brand new bike you can ride over here oh, sitting at the shop. We got bikes everywhere for Stank Dog now. Um, I'll go, but I want to hang out with RJ. Done. I love That's RJ. Fine. So do I. I still have a hard time. It's, I still look at him and be like, that's Rick fucking Johnson. You know what I mean? He was my first. Dude, as a young boy, he was he my is, first. Like, there's the legend right dude, there. He was the first one. RJ's the man I still. Mean, so. I mean, I just between that and then we got the Kevin Kelly and David Iser doing the live call out on this, at the show. I mean, is that going to be weird? Is that awkward for you? Is it going to be podcasting rivalry like uh no, like you guys throw down with i think we'll be all right yeah, blair's got a podcast too he's up here right now so we're, i think it's all good we're fine that way just um, send him to blair's podcast. uh thank you buddy thank you for the time appreciate it and we'll talk soon right. man thanks man thanks boys have a good night all right thank you jeremy malott from red bull everybody uh like that guy really good dude uh, uh straight rhythm is a great idea i really jeremy and i have talked a lot on text and, and and he's him and i have sort of the same similar wavelength about some things that go on in this sport we love it but man we got to open our eyes a little bit but i i i talk about we'll go to commercial right now but a lot of it i think is just lack of leadership ama is out of the picture fim is here mx sports is here feld is over here there's nobody there's no bernie ecclestone there's no uh france family that run nascar now that's not always good either but we don't have anyone 
putting their hand up and being like, no, yes, let's, everyone's just grabbing. Everyone's grabbing and, and no one's looking around. So th- overall, you know, before we go to the break, yeah. I think that there's, I don't think the sport is in a bad spot, but I think there's a lot of little things that I, I don't think there's one big glaring fix. Money wise, we're in a bad spot. <sighs> It's, we are for for five five riders. We're not in a bad spot. For the well, other forty five, we're in a bad spot. I think there's ten mini fixes that would need to happen. Not one big one. That's just my and I. Yeah. I have. I, we can go through the list. I think there's a lot of little things that can fix a lot of big. I, a bunch of little tweaks can fix everything. In uh, my let's uh, let's debate that during commercial, so no one can hear us. Okay. Uh, we are going to commercial break for the second and last time. Stank Dog is here, and he is in the Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Yes, sir. So I need to get you in touch with Jeremy, I guess. Right? Yes, sir. Okay, all right. We just we're making miracles happen at Pulp. The guy in the corner is over there. He's enjoying life. Are we getting an iOS 11 stream fix here? What's happening? Yeah, we're working on it. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. So I'm getting some complaints. That's odd. Who updates their phone with the first time? Like you got Apple's always going to fuck Everyone's it up. Everyone's so excited to, to update, and then they get. Dude, I never update until like a couple of times. I usually wait a little bit. I don't even have Wi-Fi at my house I to get, update. I get people's excitement. <laughs> Stank doesn't have Wi-Fi. No. It's not shocking. They, they don't come up to the house in the mountains. Not shocking. All right, Daniel Blair, Stank Dog. Uh, we'll be right back after these words. And then on deck, on deck is Maserati and Lamborghini. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyraising.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. 
The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Race Tech suspension and engines. Great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Race Tech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Race Tech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Race Tech products are made in the USA. Race Tech suspension and engines. Make it happen. 
I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Race tech suspension and engines. Make it happen. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right Gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, hard coat silver, and our long lasting laser cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that vortex has put years of research development and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed and that race teams like team babbitts use and abuse these bars on the national stage and don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines, brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. E.K. Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D Chain by E.K. The first thing you will notice about the 3D Chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2X rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services 
are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing, Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. Hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. 
We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch, through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com. Get your trucking here. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy Wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented ProLaunch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique Tack Hour Meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer.
Welcome back, everybody. Pop Max Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming in hot with that drop, by the way. Daniel Blair and Stank Dog are in the studio. Stank, you have many options for a 252 stroke now, right? Way too many options. <laughs> we get a pick. We got to let some people down, man. Uh, dude, of course we got to go with Scott Russell Motorsport Hillsborough. Brand new 252 stroke. And he's he's been my dude Husky? since I'm on. Uh, it's going to be Husky or, or KTM. Yeah, that's what it, There what we go, folks. Doing. The Pulp Mac Show putting Stank Dog and the Straight Rhythm together. That's what we do. Yeah, fuck Ronnie Mac. Who's Ronnie Mac? Never heard of her. Never heard of her either, exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to uh, Jeremy Malott for coming on. Thanks to Cooper Webb, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, all on board uh, tonight. And we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, next week, we're going to do a Tuesday show next week. So uh, remember, Tuesday after this nation's. If the USA loses, it's a must-listen to just to hear JT. Just to hear JT. Fuck he's, you. He's passionate. Great radio. He is. He gets so mad at, like, okay, he's never been to one where USA has won. <laughs> Maybe he's just stop I know. Going. No, he literally, the he's first bad year, juju. Yeah, the first year they lost was the first year he decided to go to Europe. I've seen him a bunch. I've been to, like, like I said, 10 or something, 11 years in a row. Um, when USA loses, he is pissed. He yells at riders on the track, yells at USA guys on the track, you know, during the moto. Then he goes right to the press room. And and just buries himself in NFL football. Just like just watches NFL football <laughs> and his fantasy team and everything. And I and he doesn't say a word. And I'm like, hey, I gotta go get some interviews. Okay. And then I'll be like, come back, you know, for my interviews. Same and thing. Just buried it, in the phone. Yep. And I'll be like, uh, hey, you want to go? Yep. And there's not a word is spoken. So what's gonna happen when they do win and he's there? What's he gonna do? I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's gonna be a rager. <laughs> JT's it going is. off. He's, uh, he's very upset. Uh, Dark side. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys tonight? I'm good. Darkside, you are a big Pulp MX show listener and a podcast guy, and you were on our roundtable show, and you have your own podcast, um, Moto Cross Pod, right? Moto X Pod. Moto, yes. Moto X Pod. So how do you feel about the main event Moto uh, podcast? I love it, man. I, I listened to it today. I'm a big DV fan. Um, yeah, I think it's one okay. of the best. All right. I think it's one of the best three out there. I would what, What's the top three? Moto X Pod. Moto X Pod. Main event Moto. Is number one. M M yep. And DMXS. Podium. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Pope MX uh, with a DNQ or <laughs> <Pope Max. laughs> with a DNF. Yeah, that's yeah, all right. We'll be all right. DV is also a Cowboys okay fan, so we can't really, can't really give him too much credit for his taste. 28-17. We did, we did just yeah. watch him take a kneel, too, for the <sighs> national anthem. Yeah, I had to quit watching it. I couldn't, couldn't stomach it. Um, yeah, I don't care. I've already went on Twitter yesterday. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you stand. I don't care if you kneel. I don't, I don't care if you're the dude in the locker room where the whole team in Pittsburgh decided to, to sit in the locker room and he came out. Awesome. Whatever you want to do, man. I, what, I I'm agree. I'm super libertarian. Yep. Everyone do what you want to do. Just don't bother me. Yep. But I still, at the same time, this kneeling thing is, it's not even like an angry thing with me. It's the stupidest thing. Um, Stupid. Like, Yeah, I mean, I, I can't uh, disagree with that. I mean, Colin Kaepernick actually gave a million dollars to the boys. And I applaud. Right. I, I, back but, it up. But the dudes on these, they're not doing that. No, so. they're, they're sheep, man. They're falling. And then I, I got I to gotta give it to credit to old Trumpy, man. You got to go open your mouth and say that. This was a dying yeah. thing. Less, Shut less up, than man. Ten, less than 10 guys did it uh, the week before. And I knew it, too, because I was at home watching on TV, and he said, yeah, sons of a bitch. I went, 
Well, there goes my Twitter and my NFL. They're <laughs> gone now. Thanks a lot because you know everything uh, nowadays. There's a reaction to everything, yeah. especially when he speaks. So, uh, thanks, Donald. Thanks, yeah. Colin. Yeah, he ruined he's, my life. He just split a nation. He just with his tweets instead of trying to work and heal and and understand what's going on and be sympathetic to it. He just divided. I mean, when he called them sons of bitches, did he think they would just shrug their shoulders? They were gonna ignore that. Ah, no problem, boy. No problem. You know, I, I mean, ah, uh, I just feel like a president shouldn't divide people like that. I mean, uh, you're gonna have your critics rise above it, act presidential, yeah, fix problems. Anyways, whatever. Um, what's up, Darkside? Uh, man, I was hoping that you guys would just promote for your Texas fans. Uh, Swan is having their big pro challenge they have every year this weekend. You know, the big pro race where a lot of Top guys come out, $25,000 purse, and uh, I'll be out there slinging X-Brand and uh, Eagle Grit this weekend. So Yeah. If you're in, yeah, if you're in Texas, man, come out there and see me, and I'll, uh, I'll sell you some goods. All right, there we go. Dark set, what? Skippy's going to be there racing, too. Yes. On an yeah, old, Skippy's going to be racing. Old, uh... Is Skip, Skippy calls in? Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's from Dallas. He bought that old He's... CR250, the two-stroke? I don't know what you're talking about. Unbelievable. The Skippy... And Darkside are friends? Yes. Through Unbelievable. The, there's, there's your answer. Through the show? Originally through the show, and then he came out to a race I was at, and we met for the first time, and yeah, we're, we become buds. Oh, I mean, wow. of the, you know, same with Hal, you know, how they calls in with Get Data, or that has bought the Get Data. He's from Houston, so oh, we're yeah. buds. Yeah, uh, I like Hal. Hal's a good dude. So Very good dude. He's, uh, he's from Houston. I was trying to get him to come up, but uh, I think he's racing at one of the District 40 races this weekend at three palms or somewhere so he won't make it but yeah man Pulp nation's tight in texas i like it i like to hear that that's awesome that you've met friends dark side because you know <laughs> yeah i didn't have any until I right, that's what nation. i'm saying that's, that's what i'm saying I, i've met you you seem a little shady i'm sure you had no friends and now you've got friends so that's awesome 100 percent on par as always we make friends that's what we do uh thanks Absolutely. for the thanks, uh gosh. thanks for the round table uh appearance also too thanks dark of course side. man loved it all right. Thanks, man. Uh, by the way, uh, in, uh, Gear Alloy. Gear Alloy, cold call, the brand that dominates the truck, Jeep, and SUV market. Gear Alloy has got you covered. It's the go-to wheel brand for your lifted truck, trail riding, Jeep, diesel burning, pickup, or street cruising SUV. Uh, six, eight, and, six and eight lug applications and nine, 12, 10, 12, 14 wide options. Gear Alloy, uh, proud to sponsor the Millsaps, Baggett, and uh, Benny Bloss team. And uh, as well as the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC team with Ricky Russell, who won a GNCC earlier this year. Get your trucking gear at Gear Alloy. Pulp MX-17, you want to save on a wheel set. Uh, Pulp MX-17 is the one to pick from at uh, SoCalSuperTrucks.com. So you go to SoCal Super Trucks, punch in that code for serious savings and great pricing on a wide selection of tires as well. The Gear Alloy brand, uh, we love those guys. And this is the Gear Alloy cold call. What I thought we'd do real quickly is uh, um, we do a Pulp MX Enduro Cross Challenge. Alex Ray went to um, yeah. Vegas here. I watched a lot of the videos of that. Poor <laughs> Alex. Oh, he got he got cattywampus everywhere. Um, this past weekend, and Stank, we, we'd like to get you there. I don't know how that can work, but I had my chance at Reno. That's only that's only an hour. Yeah, that was half. this past weekend. Yeah, Reno. But they're all West Coast-ish, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, I, I I could do it. I'd do it. I we should I'm a work big into getting you to. Um, how far is um? What's the uh, city south of Seattle? Uh, Portland, Vancouver. No, 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 no. The one uh, Tacoma. Tacoma. Tacoma Dome. Yeah, Tacoma, Tacoma has one. It's not far from Motorsport Hillsboro too. How far is Got that you for you, Stank? Uh, about 10, 11 hours. Oh, shit. That's still really far. All right. Well, that's here far, but hey, we drove to right. Unadilla for Unadilla. That's a good point. I, I drove to Unadilla for five grand. 
Okay. I don't want to drive to Unadilla from the hotel <laughs> when I'm in Unadilla. Uh, but uh, let's call Colt Neck. He's a, he's a moto guy. Uh, he had a, a bad injury in Supercross. Love to see him back riding and everything else. He did the Reno Endurocross. Let's see if Colton Eck will pick up. Um... Cold call. Colton Neck, everybody. I'm he, interested he, to see how he liked it. Yeah. It's called the gear. I think he had Cole. a better time than A-Ray. This sure. like is bad. <laughs> Hello? Is this Cold Neck? This is. Hey, it's Mathis on the Pulp Mech Show. You're live on the air. This is the Gear Outlet Cold Call. What's up? Oh, what's going on, guys? Uh, Daniel Blair and Stank Dog are in studio with me. Um, we had to call you Enduro Cross in Reno. You. Pulled the whole shot in the amateur main event from the outside. You then did a one-hander uh, over the next jump. Then you were leading until this last corner and got stuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was super <laughs> bummer. I'm very happy. <laughs> if I would have won that, I would have made my 1000 bucks and gone to the main, but it uh, happened. Um, so. Oh, they put the winner into the, into the pro main? They did, yeah. I was standing on the podium right next to the guy, and they put oh, him in the main. I was heartbroken. <laughs> so you got stuck in the in the rock pile, right, or the logs? Which was it? I forget. Yeah, yeah, the rock pile. There was a couple lappers down in the rocks, and I had to take a different line. And just, <laughs> yeah, that was it. Uh, so. 2017 Enduro Cross Tour, Denver, September 30th. So this weekend in Denver, Everett, 14. Everett is what I'm talking about. Where's Everett? Stank. Everett, Washington. Yeah. Whew. Is that even further than... Uh, uh, dude, I don't even know. I haven't no. even heard of it. <laughs> uh, Everett, Washington, Phoenix, Boise, Ontario, California. All coming up here in Durocross.com. Colt Neck took the Pulpamex Challenge. Now, Daniel, what do you think? So, A-Ray makes the pro night show and then weeds himself, gets a flat tire, and doesn't do anything. Colton here almost won the amateur night show main event. Who does? Who did better? Who rep rep moto better? <sighs> this is tough. I know. I love me some A Ray. I've known him since he was a wee lad. Okay. Um. So I love him. But Alex, I watched the videos, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was Struggle City, uh, and so I haven't got to see Colton's videos. Also, I I would have to watch to compare because okay. it's two different classes, two different tracks, two different things. Yeah. I'd have to watch to to to, 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 to pick right, one right. or the other. So right now I'm gonna go neutral until okay. I see some videos. Uh, but my boy A-Ray, man, he looked uh, like he was not having too much now, fun. But, Colton, you did tell me that you crashed a ton of times. Dude, I mean, I've never crashed a motorcycle so many times in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was bad. I was crashing the logs and the rocks. I'm surprised I didn't even crash on, on a flat straightaway, to be honest. I crashed so many times. <laughs> Just so. to keep the theme going? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, in, in one of my heat races, I in one of my uh, qualifiers, I pulled the whole shot and then crashed twice in the first lap. So, oh boy, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was rough. There wasn't a sweet Supercross on-off though. I've never <laughs> seen that. There was, there was. I've really? never seen that in Cross. Because Reno's pretty big. That's the that livestock okay. arena. They, yeah. There's some room in there. So an on-off. And Eck looked good on that. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> ah, ah, no problem. <laughs> the lip was a was a log, wasn't it? Coming off. I don't know. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They had a log on uh, on the takeoff of the of the on and on the off. So 
Oh boy! But yeah, that was that was the best part of the track for me. <laughs> <laughs> Killing um, those guys on that part. But were you? Uh, a Ray said a gummy. Everyone told him a gummy tire would would have done so much wonders for What's him. It's a gummy tire. Uh, like a trials tire. Oh, you need an eighteen inch rim and a gummy tire. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the move. You're right, Stank. Um, do you think that the same way, Colton? Yeah, for sure. I uh, I saw quite a few of those gummy tires. Those things are like freaking marshmallows. Yeah. So yeah, they just just get awesome traction. Yeah, everybody told me I was stupid for riding a 450 and for not having a good tire. Did you even have but a recluse clutch? I did. Luckily, yeah. Thank, I put thank it in God. The day of the race. Yeah, those guys were super cool. They sent me a clutch, but. Um, yeah, A Ray got yeah. one too from those guys. The great job for the recluse guys to help out A Ray. I guess obviously that's a that's a the that's only mandatory. Thing. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way. That and the tire, the sticky when tire. When you fall that yeah. many times, you have to have. I mean, yeah. uh, you, yeah. it's impossible. Dude, the sticky tire, you could wheelie through the water. That's yeah. how good the tire works. <laughs> All right, Colton, my question: You did it. If you were to go back and do another one, what do you change? Everything, bike. Tire. What, what what do you change and what did you learn patience like i want to know what you would do better on the next one yeah for sure i mean first place i'd start would be the bike setup yeah definitely get a better tire um it would definitely be a lot easier not wrestling around a 450 out there but uh and then the biggest thing i learned was like i was trying to race everything and you can't really race it at least not not at my skill level as far as all that stuff goes, I, I just had to focus on just taking my time and making sure it didn't crash. That was the biggest thing. Um, but yeah, I think if I, I could practice more and I had a little better bike setup, I think I'd have a decent shot at making that main event. I really do. So, well, maybe you make another one. Maybe, uh, maybe go to, uh, Boise, how far is Boise for you? Ontario. Yeah. Ontario. Yeah, Boise's a, Boise's a mission, but Ontario. Oh, is Where is he from? Uh, you're like, Santa Bern- he's Santa Bernardino guy or something. Oh, Ontario's so, close. Oh, Ontario. Simi yeah. Valley. Simi Valley, yeah. No, Ontario's close. Yeah. Um, I not. I didn't mean Santa Bernardino. I meant uh, uh, Santa Barbara. Oh, okay. Yes, but you're not even Santa Barbara. You're Simi. Um, yep. Uh, and, dude, so we talked about this a little bit in this text interview that's going to go up on Pulp. But so, y- you know, you're racing this, and A-Ray said the same thing. How fucking good are cody uh, yeah. cody webb and uh and colton hacker right like amazing dude it, it's mind-blowing especially like they make everything look so easy <laughs> and uh yeah once you get out there you realize it's it's definitely not those guys are like magicians on their motorcycles man it's crazy they uh they just take like the hardest section like the one i mm-hmm. there's a few sections i barely made it through all day and they're just like looking like they're on a Sunday cruise out there. Wheel you know, tapping so. through the rocks. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't be Endurocross. Haker was involved in uh, some other more controversy I heard. I don't know the full details, but apparently Colton was getting involved with people again. Um, yeah. What yeah, happened? Webb and Haker are still at it. They uh, <laughs> they had a little, little bump session in their uh, head-to-head race, and uh, Webb put Haker on the ground, and then... That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, then Haker fell early in the main. It was ripping through the pack and smashing guys. And <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was pretty interesting main to watch. They, they definitely had some good racing. Yeah, I love these two guys. Are gonna they're gonna by the end of the series for sure a fist fight will happen. <laughs> good. good. Oh, Cody yeah. Webb's too nice no to fist fight. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stank, Stank would fight. 
Stank would fight. Stank always fights. <laughs> Depends on how much money's on the line. Um, well, I'd fight Bowers, even though he'd beat me up. <laughs> um, well, hey, Colton, thank you for picking up the phone. Appreciate the Gear Alloy cold call. Uh, Endurocross.com, please to learn more. We have a Pulp MX challenge. Uh, Tyler Medellia from Canada, we're going to work on him, getting him to a race. Um, Austin Koba's going to do Boise for us. Um, maybe Stank. Um, I'll do Ontario, man. We'll get Stank to do Ontario. We should just pack Ontario. Get them all. Get them all. A-Ray. <laughs> Throw up your he's, own he's purse. He's down there in Southern California. No, right? I know, yeah. Throw up your own purse. Which one of these guys? Yeah. Whoever does the best out of all of us. Put them all in the same motocross class. motocross racers. You know what? I honestly think that those guys would work with us and squeeze in a Pulp MX main event. For sure. Dude. Like six, ten. Oh, I'll put it, we'll put up some money. And put in a... And, and I like it. Their own class. Just boom. Let them go. I like That's it. a good idea. I'm into who, it. Who came up with the idea first? Which one of you? He he can take credit because okay. I'm going to win the race. So. Blair did it, and we'll we'll invite. I don't know how many guys on the line. Colton, ten guys. Uh, ten. Yeah. Ten. All right. Well, you're in for Ontario if we can make it happen. I'm going to ride a Ray CRF seventy. Ray, Coldneck, Stank. We can fill uh, Deuce, Deuce, dude. Get him in no, there. No, he will not do it. Why? Seven Deuce, Deuce said no way. He just said no. <laughs> no way. What about Deuce Trace? He said no way, too. What? Um, dude, those, those guys want nothing to do with it. They were laughing at me out at Castillo's, man. I, I know, right? And I said, Deuce, Deuce, you're like a big dude. You could just put your foot down, like kind of muscle yeah, your just bike. just like pivot. Yeah, he's just like, no way, bro. Um, I'm going to try to do that. A Pulp MX Moto main event. <laughs> Get the cameras going, man. <laughs> Just embarrass our sport as hard as possible by putting all of our dudes on that course. The, the winner is who doesn't hit the ground the most times. Uh, that would be fantastic. And so we, would we do winner take all the money or top three? Winner oh, take top, all. No, top three winner for take sure. all. You can't have a winner take all. There's going to be broken legs. and. <laughs> What would you? What would the? What would the winning person need to beat Colton for you to like go for like the a, a tip fib of somebody? <laughs> Man, honestly, honestly, that thousand bucks would have done it for me. <laughs> I'll, I'll do anything for a thousand bucks. Hashtag privateer life. <laughs> I'd, I'd kill someone's mom for ten grand, and he's gonna break someone's leg for a thousand. <laughs> Yeah, Stank said he would kill somebody's mom for ten grand. That's earlier. how you get the roster. Find oh, the man. ten most desperate guys for some money and put them on the track. I like it. Uh, hey, Colton, thank you for doing it. Uh, I PayPal'd you some money today to help out a little bit with expenses, um, and uh, thank you for doing it. And I love the the, the updates and the texts and and second place in the amateur main event. So suck it, a Ray. Hey, you beat you Greco know? too, so I'm pumped off. Of oh, that. did you beat Greco? I did. Greco had a rough night, man. He had some bike problems and stuff, but. Oh, no no excuses. You beat Greco. Yeah. No, I like it. Uh, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Let's keep in touch, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Definitely uh, keep me posted on the Ontario showdown. Yes, I will rad. do that. I like it. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Gear Alley, Cole Call with Colt Neck, everybody. <laughs> and then we videotape it. Yep. You take all the crashes, because there's going to be plenty. You edit it into a nice minute-long Instagram video. Minute. It'll probably be five minutes long. Yeah, you take the minute best, and you put it on Instagram. Boom, viral. Yeah, yeah. Just a bunch of dudes weeding Just, every five seconds. Yep. Some takeout, some Marks, fights. Uh, Marks, I'm going to take some of your pay away to f- pay for this purse. Is that cool? He gets paid? Yeah. No, I don't. So I don't know where this money's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> to pay you. Yeah. Endurocross.com, everybody, and uh, Gear Alloy also. Get your truck in gear. All right, let's do the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment with these two. Let's do it. I've done this one. Yeah. 
It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. 30 seconds on the clock, Stank. You have to answer these questions. They're submitted by a Corey Moser. Yeah. I'm not familiar with him, but... Um, and also, two X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Brock Tickle, running X-Brand. Uh, Freddie Norn, running X-Brand. Kyle Chisholm, running X-Brand. Uh, lots of uh, off-road riders as well. We thank X-Brand goggles for coming on board with us. Pulpamex17 is the code to save at xbrand.com. New goggle, EKSS out now with the outriggers. Looking forward to it. And uh, all right, let's get started. Hit me. Steve. Yep. Which of the motocross nation's races... You have attended has been your favorite uh france the last time usa won because the alpine star after party was epic albertson i thought albertson died i thought he had so much i thought he had jimmy uh, yeah i thought he uh jimmy hendrix like threw up and then in his mouth and choked <laughs> oh he was under uh semi with just his legs and not moving <laughs> anyway it's a fantastic time it was great uh russian bob was just hammered putting everybody in headlocks all right. Stink dog. How Yo. many nudes do you think the kid who has your old phone number gets on a daily basis? <laughs> on a daily basis, probably none cuz I'm I'm not that well off with the with the girls previously before the girlfriend I have now. I would definitely wasn't I'm not the ladies man that everyone uh Thanks, I am. He's and a one lady man. I'm a, I'm a oh, you've one. Got a, you've got a chick. You've got a chick. Yeah, I've got a chick. Yes, okay. very, very. She's uh, probably the best chick I've ever had in my life. All right, there we go. No nudes for. Uh, I forget what his name was. Poor kid. Is he like 13 years old? Not though? Marty. Yeah. Oh, Marty, he's getting blown up. <laughs> Blair, have you ever seen Jim Holly's Polaroid collection? <laughs> Some of it. <laughs> not the whole collection. It's not possible. The Smithsonian probably has the rest of the collection. Steve, who's a wild card that could win Monster Cup? Hmm. Barsha? Does that count? Sure. The wild card? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um the guy the Red Bull guy said that's the race that's perfect for that. You don't got to be that prepared. Yeah. And with Barsha, I, I had Greg Albertson on my show this week, and he believes that the less time Barsha has to screw up a bike, the better. So he don't have much time to ruin whatever he's going to ride. Mm-hmm. He's going to get on it, rev the piss out of it, come off the mesh starts, short main events. I, if, I'm, if I'm throwing money down on a pure wild card, I'm with you, 100%. Barsha. 33 seconds. Try to tighten, oh. try to tighten your game up. All right. Sorry. Stang dog. Describe your fan base demographic. Uh, same as Happy Gilmore, man. They're they're very loyal. They'll do anything for me. Uh, they they'd kill someone for me. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they yeah they'd run their mouth for me. They'd they'd do anything. All right. Same as Happy Gilmore. Uh, I like that analogy. That's good stuff. Pretty good. All right, uh, Daniel. Where do you see Hobo Nick in ten years? <laughs> In a dumpster. <laughs> Back running across America like Forrest Gump now? Nah, his knees are torn up. Uh, 10 years? Yeah. He's 30 now, 40. Oh, man, that is – there's no way to predict that. I, I'm i going to go on a limb and say in a pretty stable spot. That's no fun. All right. That's what I believe. All right. He's found a, he's found a good place. That went 100 is to 0 still, real quick. Is he still driving cab? What's he doing? How does he make money? Dude, yeah, he don't even for, talk about that. He works for Bay Alarm. He's a sales rep and he's killing it, like topping their company. Alarm? Bay Alarm, the alarm company. Oh, I've never heard of it, but an alarm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Is he installing? No, sales. Okay. And, dude, yeah. he's... He comes and knocks on your door and tells you, look, I'm going to bust in your house and break in your house if you don't buy an alarm. <laughs> I know it's not alarmed. <laughs> Steve, what is the last Moto podcast you listened to outside of the Pulpamex Empire? Uh, does a Kiefer tested one count? No. Uh, outside the, the Pulpamex Empire. Outside the Pulpamex Empire. None. None. Never listened to DMXS? Poor, poor Blair. <laughs> Never listened to main event. No, I haven't. Honestly, I apologize. I haven't. I, I I love podcasts. We talked about that downstairs for the show. I love podcasts. I'm I get caught behind of my sports ones. I have Bill Simmons. I have a little bit of Adam Carolla. Uh, Toronto sports ones of hockey and baseball. Um, yeah, I, I, I've never said, even listened to it either. And I've you been said on you it. did. Yeah. Uh, what about Watson's? You know, no, you never listen no. to his. No. Nope. Well, you say you do I, nine hours here. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is listen to more moto. I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, you never listen to dark sides. Oh, he's going to be crushed. I've never listened to dark sides. No. Um, I listened to a DMXS one where people said that Watson was trashing me and I just listened to his segment and he was not trashing me. Like they just on, wanted to get you to listen. Yeah. People on Twitter right. are like, oh, dude, he's talking shit. And I'm like, he didn't really say anything really at all. But that was a long time ago. So whenever Watson left the show. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Stay. Don't you hate when you get behind on podcasts, though? You're like, ah, fuck. Like, I listen to daily ones. Dude, yeah. <laughs> like, what do I do? And, you don't, and, and, <laughs> and then you feel so, like, unloyal to not get back in the line. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, I'll skip these yeah. two. Uh. I've been listening to some Stern stuff lately, too. I picked him back up. I didn't listen you don't to listen to Rogan? Time. No, I cannot. I can't do... I can't do. I smoke weed. I get into my uh, uh, sensory de- deprivation, deprivation tank, and I think about the universe and unicorns. <laughs> like he loses me. Like I'm I, like, hey, I pick and choose with him, and but he, he is a smart guy and all that. But I just I listen to a couple that I'm like, sorry, Joe, I, I gotta go. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Stank dog, what is your proudest accomplishment? Oh boy. Um, jeez, I've, I've I've had a few. Um, proudest accomplishment. Lance Armstrong's good too. Pod. Jeez. Um, hmm? I, I, you know, I, I don't really know. You know, I haven't, I haven't achieved my greatest accomplishment yet. I don't feel like. Mm. You have won Supercross main events. That was deep. I, I've gotten 10th place in arena cross. I, I mean, mean super, super, I mean, super arena cross. I'm sorry. Arena I've cross. Won, you, I've won, won arena, arena cross, cross main events. I've won overalls. Right. Um, but that, that's, that's, that's not, not, that's not what I want. And I've, I've top 10, uh, West coast lights main events in 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want? Dude, honestly, yeah, like, it's, fuck, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind yeah, of a far out goal, bastard. but yeah. um, <laughs> the way I've gotten better in arena cross, uh, I, I honestly feel like within the next three years, I could win a championship if I had the right program. There it is. Maybe you drop down to be like Blair and drop down to a regional. I'm series. not a sellout. <laughs> I mean, that's the way to get a red plate. I'm just saying. <laughs> I can't though. I, I'd have to take a couple years off. I'm, I'm, oh, do they have I'm, rules for yeah, that? Yeah, I'm kicked okay. out of that class. All right. Blair, with your expertise in hand cleaner, Kiefer would like to know what you recommend for a good lubricant. <laughs> Not Eagle Grit. He'll tear you to pieces, yeah. man. Dude, Astro Glide. <laughs> um, yeah, that might be a stank dog question. I don't think dude, Kiefer asked that at all. You're, dude, yeah. you, you're married. I'm the one with the girlfriend. I'm the one getting active poon, and you're over here married. Oh, so am I. I'm doing. I'm doing just fine. And active we don't, poon. Yeah. 
to be honest, I wouldn't know. I've never when I'm with the girls, they don't they don't. Yeah, need it. I get active poon too. Don't worry about it. So. <laughs> don't worry about Mathis. You don't jack off. Yeah. Can I get a SoCal hole? X brand goggles are choice of champions everywhere. X brand goggles. What kind of goggles do you wear? True MX. Oh God, terrible. Dude, X-Brand money, goggles. dude, money. <laughs> uh, love the guys at X brand goggles. Thanks for supporting the show. And uh, please, if you're in Texas, and where's Darkside? Where was he going? Swan. Swan. Go get some X brand goggles from Darkside. Uh, all right. Next up is the BTOSports.com. Uh, tweet at Travis segment, btosports.com. Use their code PulpMX on the notes or call in and say PulpMX, and they will give you a hell of a discount. They ship worldwide. Great rates everywhere. Uh, whether you're blasting a UTV, uh, oh, jumping a set of triples, or uh, doing anything else on a motorcycle, they or a quad or whatever, they they understand your passion. And they've got it too, everybody. And we thank those guys at BTO Sports. They've, uh, they've got us uh, our back for a long time, and it's awesome. Everybody love everybody! All right. This Come on! BTOSports.com, tweet at Travis. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. Here's the tweet to Travis. All right, buddy. So here we go. Uh, this is at Pulpamex Show on Twitter for Daniel, for Stank, for myself. Mark's over there, picks the best questions, and uh, let's have it. Fire away. All right. This one's from Tyson Stegall. Blair, he wants to know what the easiest and hardest part about starting your own podcast is. Easiest and hardest? Yeah. Starting it? E- uh, hardest is probably the, I would assume, the equipment, the technology side of it. Unless you're like really, I got my producer handles all that. I don't know Jack. I can't even press record. So I'd say that's probably the hardest, easiest. I don't know. Showing up. Yeah, just showing. Like, just no, it's hard for like, him because he's gonna drive forty-five minutes. Yeah, just start <laughs> starting it, like on, pulling the trigger and saying, "All right, let's go, boom, and do a show." But for sure, the hardest man, like the technology side is crazy. You know, it adds, and when you do it live uh, oh. and take phone calls, it jumps ten times tenfold. It does. It really does. Uh, when I started this show, I'm like, "Hey, I want to uh, DMXS guys don't take phone calls, and uh, I want to do it live, and I want to take phone calls, and it just jumped into price and." technology and i'm just like ah shit yeah that's that's what it is all right this one's from joel strecker did moose have postseason surgery on his knee or is he taking time off for it to heal naturally i don't think he had surgery no i think he just took time off i think it was uh, a meniscus issue and we saw it near the end of the nationals i mean it was gone he was winning motos he won six in a row or whatever so yeah clearly he was fine why why is he not on team france i well, he said to let his knee rest, despite him hauling ass in nationals. But it was more like, yeah, Alden doesn't want me to. And didn't they kind of burn him a year or two ago? Yeah, and... there's some tension there uh, between France and him, like Purcell and France. Throw him on a KTM yeah. 250, and that, that's game over. I think they went back to him French after... people hate me anyway. <laughs> I think they went back to him after Patruel got or Ferrandez got hurt. Well, and... Hey, Marvin! Hey, how are you doing? Right, exactly. <laughs> and so. he said, no. No. Uh, this one's from Troy Benjen. Mathis, what do you think went on at the Monster Sales meeting last week in Vegas? They had one here? I don't even know. Potentially, maybe. Uh, if there uh, yeah. was, what uh, do you think? Good God, I could just imagine. All the greenlit uh, uh, Dirt Shark videos and greenlit videos of marketing mudgets just out of hand. Monster Vodkas. This one from Kayla Whitaker. Are the MXGPs in trouble with Suzuki, Cowie, and Honda scaling back support with teams? I mean, they're not in trouble. They'll keep going. But just like America, there's there's questions to be asked for sure. You, 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 there's four MX2 teams going away. 
And now Four. I guess, yeah. And now I guess Suzuki's going pulling out. Although Everett's is going to try to keep going on his own private riding Suzuki's, but without Suzuki OEM support, um, he's going to try that. But yeah, uh, fuck, wake up, everybody. There's there's issues here for sure, absolutely. Now there is going to be a, another KTM team, the Will uh, Construction Company, coming back in. I forget their name. They're coming back into a 450 team. That's where Strybos is going to go, and maybe probably Russian Bob. And then Wilvo Yamaha is adding an MXGP guy. They have Simpson and Tonus now. But, uh, uh, yeah, fuck. It's scary. So, I don't think it, you know. This one's from Jake Arbalo. When do we see Webb at the Baker's Factory? Well, if he gets on that KTM, which we all kind of One think he's going to. One year from today. <laughs> That's Yeah, my guess. I mean, um, but, you know, um, Alden's real big on, like, hey, Marvin, Anderson, Zach, Tickle. Do you like this guy? Now, so has there been any beef? Clicky? Yeah, is there any beef between Webb and those dudes that I? Nah, I don't okay. think Webb has. All right, I, just, I don't know. Beef. I'm just saying, like, it's not just a matter of hey, I'm on a KTM. I'm at all. I'm at Baker's factory. It's a little bit more than that. So, Canard wasn't part of that. No, he wasn't. And that was probably for other reasons. But if say Webb hypothetical ends up there at KTM, which ninety five percent of the industry thinks that he is out of Yamaha at the end of this year. I do. Yeah, yeah. I, everybody for does. sure. I, everybody in the pits is like, yeah, he's out of there. So I I, I think he's KTM a year from now. And Baker Factory is a I don't know. It depends if he wants to. They want. I don't know the rules of how that team works, but yeah. Nah, it's just my guess. My hunch is he's he's there next year, one year from today. Uh, Daniel Toby wants to know why can't we listen to Main Event's legendary "Built from Scratch" album on Spotify? Because it's a complete piece of garbage. That's why he wants it. <laughs> that was our first ever EP that we did, our first release, uh-huh. and I listened to it. I found an old disc, threw it in the car. I was like, "Yeah, let's take a listen." Threw it out the window, going sixty-five down Just the highway. Absolute. <laughs> there was one good song, and it's one of our best. And then the rest are like so immature, yeah. like with songwriting. It's. So you won't put it anywhere out there. Toby, Hell no. Toby wants it on Spotify. I could seriously put it on iTunes and Spotify and probably make good money, and I won't do it. It's just embarrassing. I, and it's not that it's bad. I'm just super picky about our releases. And when that, when we released that at that moment, I was like, oh, it just sucks. All right. So sorry, dude. Actually, tell him to email me, and I'll send it to him as long as he doesn't put it out anywhere. He's going to sell it to iTunes. <laughs> it better not. Uh, this one's from Dan. I won't even try to pronounce his last name. Uh, what Pro 250 riders are stepping up to race the Monster Energy Cup? I think Hill is. Justin Hill. On a 450? I think. Stank, dog. Did I hear that? Stank? Um, He's he, stepping up from a 125. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Marty? I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard. Honestly, like, my excitement level for Monster Cup is never there. I'm like, I'm like yeah, cool. Right on. I mean, maybe some of it's because it's in Vegas. It's, I live here, so I'm not going anywhere. It's like whatever. You feel that way about the final two, or? Um, no, no, because it was Tomac, and you know everything was shit was crazy this year, you know? obviously. Yeah. But in yeah. general, are you kind of like eh about Vegas races? Yeah, generally speaking, because they're wrapped up and everything's kind of done. And, and the, honestly, like, I don't remember who won the Monster Cup. Like, Stu won one year. RV won the million. Tomac Barsha won, won last year. Tomac Millsaps won, won. Millsaps. Mil- I don't remember that. Yeah, Millsaps won. Okay. The one where Canard, Canard, oh, Canard almost fell had it. at the very last second. Had the, he went, yeah. Canard went 1-1 and then blew it by falling the third main. Okay. Anderson, whole shot, all three one time? Yeah. That time. Yeah. That same I year. don't know. I'm Missed just, the Joker lane. So I, I couldn't think. tell you, like, uh, I just, yeah, whatever. Who won last year? Tomac. Tomac? Okay. Tomac? 
this one's from John Jones. Does Jimmy D still have a ride after being the top Geico rider in Supercross this year? I haven't yep. heard you guys. Yeah, Geico. Yeah. Okay. He's on that trans world thing forever. Where... Yeah, I mean, I just think forever. he's a New England guy. Ziggy, they're just buddies. He's just going to get the regional spot, right? He's, yeah. he's, he's a solid dude on their team. I think no drama. We'll get some good results, some good start. I, he, Jimmy he, D's a perfect. He was not good guy. in 16. He, he, had his, he had some problems in Jimmy 16. He got passed by 125 at Washougal in 16. <laughs> passed by, passed <laughs> yeah. by 125 at Washougal. He's but, better indoors. Right? But I thought his indoor series last year was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Seattle, he was solid. super good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, Steve, what's your favorite off-the-menu item at In-N-Out? I don't have one. I don't know. Why would that, is that, did we, were we talking about this or something? Yeah, we talked about it like last week. We, or the we, week before. We did? I think so. I don't, I, I heard that you can get six patties. Well, the 4x4 four four protein stuff. <laughs> or the 4x4? Four four? I think okay. they, limit it, they limit it now. Okay, and then uh, oh, them and I talked about them. how I didn't know there was pickles involved. You couldn't get, couldn't get pickles. I don't know anything about peppers, but I just found out there was pickles. Dude, so like good. maybe a year ago. So melted good. cheese on the fries, just fries with melted cheese. Cheese fries. Cheese fries. Those are animal Money. style. Those are animal stuff. No, no animals with all the. Oh. the it stuff. has the onions and the okay. sauce. This too. is just they put it. I've watched them. They put a piece of cheese on it and they stick it in the microwave and okay. let it melt all in right. there. It's fantastic. It is good. I get bummed when you get halfway through and the cheese is gone. Now it's just fries. Yeah. Like, can you layer it? That's what I wanted. Like, just, build it, layer yeah, it, see. build so it. Listen, this is going to be another hot take along the lines of Chick-fil-A sucking balls. I figured it was a nice break from Chick-fil-A. That's why I, yeah, I went. So, Chick-fil-A is, oh, God, I love sucks it. balls, yeah, exactly. No. Um, the next hot take I have, <laughs> are you ready for this? <laughs> In-N-Out is good. Nothing wrong with it. I'm not kicking In-N-Out out of bed. You know, I'm banging In-N-Out. But... <laughs> Five guys is better. I was good. I was just going to ask you what's better, five go. guys or in and out. Five guys Dude, is better. Five k, five guys all day. Yeah, it is good. And I will say this for all you Texas listeners: your Whataburger is hot garbage. That <laughs> yeah, stuff sucks. Yeah, yeah, Whataburger that's, uh, that's overpriced. That trash. is called yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. Find a toilet. Um, Horrible. Five guys. Five guys is good. Yeah. Excellent. Not not in and out level for you. I don't know if I would rank one above the other. Honestly, uh, okay. I have them about equal. Yeah. yeah. Dude, no way. I don't go to Five Guys though. My son's allergic yeah, to peanuts, like oh, deathly. Jesus, yeah. So we can't. We don't, don't go, go there, there as a family. So we don't. We don't go there. All right. Next question. It's gonna be three months of Five Guys versus <laughs> In and Out now. So Chick Fil A is still going yeah, on. Now it's out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is from Hayes Mathis. Have you ever used Eagle Grit soap? I just yeah. I talked earlier. I used it. Uh, I changed my tires on my mountain bike, and I had grease all over my hands from my chain on my mountain bike. How come I don't have some? What do you Never possibly asked. do? Am I supposed to? I don't. I can't read minds, bro. Unbelievable. There's nothing you do to make your hands greasy. You're a computer nerd, bro. What? I work on bikes. You work on bikes. Yeah. Okay. I take them apart. Well, sure. And someone else puts them back together. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know how to put them back together. <laughs> I'd say there's pretty good odds that I will send you some if you ask. But oh, if you I, don't ask, I'm not. I, I don't. Like, how I like do I know? This is going. I like free stuff. Oh. Real regular tits over here. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Um. Oh, that was the one word. Okay, that's all. That's it. Great radio. Yep. Uh, BTOsports.com, fly racing, NFAB, Jeep and truck parts, race tech, suspension and engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, bringing you Daniel Blair, by the way, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us. Also, two people I want to talk about. Hold on. In L.A., if you're in L.A. and you want to get a Honda, 
Honda World Downey with a 5 and 605 freeway meet. Over 1,000 new Hondas in stock. Over 100 used cars, including certified Hondas. And some cheap uh, as-is cars. Uh, 30 minutes anywhere from LA. Honda World Downey. Free first-time oil change. If you drive a Honda, you go there and you mention Bubble Mex, they will give you a free oil change with your Honda. Uh, just to get your business. Uh, love those guys. Thanks to the support of, uh, of Honda World Downey. Whether you want a uh, Civic or CRX. CRV, CRX, they don't make anymore. I keep saying that. CRV, Pilot. Uh, Honda World Downey, please, folks. 30 minutes from anywhere in LA. Five and the 605 freeway meet in the uh, LA area. Uh, this guy's been on hold for Stank for a while. Doug, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, Doug? Oh, I got I got questions for all three of you tonight. All right, let's have it. Stucky Fresh. Daniel Blair. Yeah, this is the Doug, the second fresh? time caller. Dude, you got you got on the line twice. Fresh. You know it, Stank Dog. Daniel. What's up? Evan gonna put the wood to Joe yet or what? <laughs> That's a running joke that has died. Uh okay. producer Joe can't ride a motor. He can't ride a bicycle, so no. Okay, well I'm I'm gonna let you go on that, but don't forget to thank your wife for letting you go tonight. All right, all right. Yeah, what you what, we're gonna what, move on to the Stank Dog. What your wife? Your wife was like mad you're leaving the kid and everything to come to Vegas. No. Oh. Yeah. Right, dude. They're FaceTiming the whole way down here. No, we were not. <laughs> no, what she, talking about? She ain't never mad. She lets she let Daniel do what she wants, but she he's got to remember to thank her for that. I Same will. With you with Pookie, boy. Hey, I'll go on record. My wife is the coolest when it comes to letting me do what I. There are no rules. Well. That's right. When it comes I to know, just like going and doing what I want, boys. there's there's rules. The boys right. are the boys. Yeah, she doesn't even flinch. Where are you going? All Boy right. crashed, and you still doing a show? Active poon. You lucky <laughs> I ain't your wife. I'd have knocked your ass out. You'd have been at the hospital. You wouldn't have been doing no show. Who's he talking to? What you talking about, Don? Yeah, I'm talking to you, Blair. Oh. Oh. That tone got harsher real quick. I remember the boy had a little crash. Oh, yeah, yeah. My son got knocked out cold, like, for over yeah, a minute. Yeah, and you done a show, like, an hour later or some bullshit. Yeah, I was on the way back. I was in tears, man. It was a rough day. Yeah, you're lucky, you're, you're lucky your wife didn't strangle you that night. Yeah. Great we stuff, Doug. Great stuff, Doug. Okay, stunk dog. Yo. Don't forget to thank your mom tonight. <laughs> Chill Price, thank you. There you go. And you didn't know what your greatest achievement was. I'm going to let you know what your greatest achievement was. Let's hear it. There was that 125 beginner, night racing, had those dark goggles. You put a new lens in a set of your goggles. You put tear-offs on it, and you gave them to the kid. Yeah, I did make his night. That's true. You did make his night. And Stank his heart of gold. You put stickers on his bike. Yeah, I put the Fatrick stickers on his bike, hooked him up. That kid comes up to me every every Thursday night and is like, Hey, that Jared Spikey put stickers on my bike. I'm like, yeah, that's the way he is. He yeah, Stank Dog's a great guy. All right, see you, Doc. All right, thank, great stuff, Doc. Thanks. Uh, Pulp and Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming in hot, <laughs> Daniel Blair. And St- I mean, we got it. We got it. We got it, Doc. Doug, he's fresh, man. We're good, man. Uh, email that I didn't get to, by the way, for you, Marks, uh, from Nick. Uh, Travis, listening to the roundtable was interesting. I felt like the people were afraid to criticize anything. So I figured I could jump in and give us some ideas to make the show better. 
First, I have listened. I've been listening for a year. Called in a few times and loved the current insider input that has upped my fandom. You put out info before; it's widely available. Blah blah blah. I went to, uh, um, I don't know who these people are when you mention nicknames. I Google Chicken J Bone Noof and I don't get shit. I want to be able to find who these people are, but you can't. I have gone a year hearing about Chicken, and two weeks ago I get to find out who he is. And who is Corey Mosin? Why does nobody know who he is? You don't know him? No. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got Stank, for example. Everybody knows Stank. Yeah. He's... I think if you Googled Stank Dog, nothing would come up, though. Um, sometimes you could say a nice thing about riders you don't like. Anderson is an amazing rider, and all you do is shit on him. I don't agree with that. When Anderson rides well, I'm like, dude, Anderson was on it. He killed it. I'm always like, if he rides well, I... Right now, in the moment. Tell so, me three good things about Jason Anderson. Uh, three good things. He's, three. An, he's an amazing rider. Okay. Is that one? That guy's yeah, yeah. going down. Uh, I like his aggressiveness to a point. He oversteps the line, but it's good that he's aggressive. I'll give that to you. That's, ha- that's yeah, halfway, that's but I'll give you the point. Um, he seems like a funny guy. He seems like a funny dude like on Instagram and social media. Like He seems like... you know, like he, And now Barsha. <laughs> I don't have much. You can see, three. You can see his Instagram? Yeah, he unblocked me. Oh, okay. Yeah, who after did? he told me to suck my dick... Wait, who did? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he did. No way. He did. Absolutely. On Instagram. And then he unblocked me, though, because I was complaining. He did this awesome quad in Toronto like two years ago. And I'm like, everybody's like, you got to see this quad he did. I never noticed it in the race or whatever. And I went to go see it and I was blocked. So then I started writing about how I would love to see this quad, but I'm blocked. Can someone show me this quad? You know, and someone did. Someone sent it to me as a video and stuff. And then he he, he was tired of me complaining about um, me being blocked. I would put little notes in my column about like, wow, well, you know, it was pretty sweet, but he, he blocked me. So he unblocked <laughs> me, but not before he said that this dude can suck my dick. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> nothing and on Barsha though. Dicks. You got nothing for Barsha. Uh, I mean, honestly, he like his last year and a half has been garbage at the races. That's not very nice. It hasn't been good. So what do you say? He was a great 250 rider. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I mean, if we want to go back, he was, yep. Uh, entertaining at times. In a bad way, though, I think. No way. Bad entertainment is good entertainment. I mean, he roosted the medics. (laughs) Okay, that one. (laughs) All right, all right. And third one, uh, he's going out as a privateer. He's going for it. I like that. He's going for it. I I like that. that. And I I give that guy credit for doing that, for sure, because guys like him just don't do it. Um, Anyways, uh, Tomac wasn't good a year ago and stepped it up this year, but you never get off the Tomac train. Tomac uh, got really pissed at me, by the way, caller or emailer. So, um, more Travis. I feel like this guy is the pulse of the fans dialed in. You. <laughs> He's on the phone. <laughs> He's not dialed hey, in. Hey, Doug's pissed, huh? <laughs> Dude. Is that Doug? No. The other one was Doug. That was someone else, but he's waiting. More Travis. I feel like this guy has the pulse of the fans dialed in. When controversy happens, he seems to be in touch with most of the fans I know. Let him talk and listen a little. I've been trying to tell you. Let him talk, I'm a man, of the, I'm a man of the people. The next problem I have with the show is that clown, Kenny Watson. Wait, that's a problem? This guy is an idiot. I turn it off when he's on. The guy said Baker's Factory teaches people how to ride a bicycle, not ride an Osborne issue. It wouldn't be competitive, but he could ride a bicycle. What trainer has more championships? Do any trainers even half a quarter of the championships Baker has? It's easy to look back at like silly predictions though and call people out. Like, okay, like I get you don't like Watson and he didn't think Osborne would perform and Osborne killed it. 
But I've said some dumb things that where I'm like, you know. <laughs> I said Tomac was going 24 no this summer. Yeah, I mean, and you I know. said it pretty firmly. Firmly, <laughs> I, I I was aggressive about it. Yeah, so smacked I mean, me right in the face. Like you could you could listen to Main Event Moto or Pulp MX and just get you know a bland media report and be like everybody's great, they're all incredible riders, and what a season we're gonna have. Or you could listen to people who have an opinion and maybe then and throw listen. some stuff out there. Yeah, I'm not afraid a- to throw. Exactly. Hey, so, trying to entertain, um, man. All in all, the show is awesome. I will continue to listen and thoroughly enjoy. Keep up what you're doing. Giving you some ideas, I think it could slightly change the show to make it better. Afterthought idea: Have a tab on the app for nicknames. This guy's very worried about the nicknames. Uh, could have a little bio, but the people listed by the nicknames. Thanks, Travis Tits and Steve. Can't wait till Monday. That's not a bad idea. It's okay. A little know. Instagram yeah. tag. Let him. Hey, he noof. also he also says I do a good job reporting on '90s Moto and. Before each season, myself, JT, and Travis should be forced to read the entire AMA rulebook. No, thank you. What rules? Yeah, what rules, right? Um, thanks for the email, though. And thanks for, for listening to the, to the Roundtable show. Uh, we, we appreciate it. Uh, Pulp Mech Show, uh, presented by BTOsports.com, Fly Racing. Daniel Blair, Stank Dog in studio. Uh, we want to thank our guests. We want to thank everybody for listening tonight. It's been good. Thanks to Colt Neck, too, for picking up Enduro Cross Challenge. I'm going to work on that. I think it's, it's good. I think it's gonna be a good idea. It's good. For sure, for sure. I don't think it squeeze me in the uh, the night show somewhere, but yeah, that's 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 what what is it? should do the show opener. Get us first, first main event. <laughs> yeah, pure entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. Get get the crowd on their feet. Fuck, you know, November eighteenth is Ontario. I think that's the weekend of Bur- Paris Supercross, which I gotta go. Mm. I can still send minions over. I'll be on a, I'll be on a cruise. Don't bother, uh, don't bother me. Yeah, don't bother I, me. There's no possible way that they can't squeeze in a five lap main event. That's it. Yeah, let them do their own practice yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, five laps five, is too long. No way. Stanked <laughs> out. No way. Dude, five laps. Squeeze into us, the format. And average lap time's like thirty seconds. It's going to take us racers a minute and thirty seconds. Perfect. Five lapper. Fit it in. Try to work it out. Um, well, awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Daniel, thank you for coming up. Yeah. You had fun? Totally had fun. Well, I mean, the night's not over. I got uh, the stank dog with me, so. EagleGrit.com, MainEventMoto.com, ArenaCrossTV.com, SuperCrossLive.com, SuperCrossTV.com. Father of? Father of? Two. Two. Husband, Husband of one. one. <laughs> Daniel Blair, very, very busy guy. Also, to Stank, thank you, man. Thanks for coming up. Uh, thanks for having me, uh, Steve. I appreciate, appreciate it. it yeah, dude. it was awesome. A lot of fun. Good luck this year with whatever you do. We'll have you on here and there. Cool. Um, you won the Grandstone Boot Privateer Award at Water Race, so that was cool. Uh, yeah. Happy to those guys uh, for hooking us up for that. Weren't and, you supposed uh, to give away some boots? Oh, yeah. Dude, first just, caller right now. Fifth caller right now wins a set of Fly Sector boots. Thank you. Daniel Blair producing the show. <laughs> producing the show. <laughs> Producing the show. Fifth caller right now. Should I switch? Should I go sit over there? Right? Go sit over there. Can you still end the show, or do you need to... What do you need to do? I think I could go over there and pull the plug. We can do whatever you want. <laughs> First I caller. Got 19 minutes of voicemails here. Yeah, we're not doing those. Oh. I, I didn't like any of them 19 minutes. Is that a lot? That's a lot. Normally, I, we cap it around like 11, 12, yeah. and that's long. Yeah, well, we had, a, we had an off-week show, so uh, maybe it we'll in. play those voicemails. First caller. Somewhere. Steve, whole shot. Whole shot award. Dude, no, they've already, they're already blowing call- off the yeah, line. Are they, are they, they just, coming they in? They just keep calling. So, uh, All right, everybody. We're done for the night. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday with Pingree to talk about motocross donations and much more. Daniel Blair, Stank Dog, thank you. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to Swiss. Thanks to Pookie. Uh, thank you, Travis Marks, for, for doing this. Appreciate it. And we will see you all next week.
There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. and I was totally nude. and It was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Oh, 